talk to me. Say something. Well, say something, goddammit. You're on television. You're live to the whole world. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome, 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 welcome. Good morning. In case we don't see you, good afternoon and good night to the podcast that does. I think what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Ethan. And for the time being, that's it. That's it. We think we've got a remote camera on Liam somewhere sailing across (laughs) the sea as he makes his way back to the BFE. He's crashed into the end of the world. He's on his way back. So there we go. So we're here to do, of course, episode 177, The Truman Show. I I kind of hope Georgia wrote something because I've always been curious what her her beef with the film is. She didn't she didn't write anything. I, I'm aware of it. She's been very vocal about it over the years, which I don't understand. <laughs> but um, I think it's the ethics of the premise, and I'm like, yes, I think everybody would agree. The mu- the movie tells you it's unethical. That's what the whole ending's driven by. But she just can't move past it. And I don't know if she's just so set in the... I think Georgia and Liam, at times, and we've said this before with them on, so I got no problem saying it again. I think they both get a little bit too caught up with the world of the movie. And rather than look at it and go, it's a fictional piece. It's, it's a yeah. thought experiment. There are no real people going through this. If it was Liam, it's not you going through it. If it's Georgia, it's not real people or real dogs going through it. <laughs> this is just a fictional setup, and we get to be flies on the wall. And this one, a little bit more literally, maybe, than, yeah. than, than, than others. Um, but, yeah, so I think that's the, the, the basis of her uh, angst against the film. But with the three of us here tonight, it's going to be a boys' night. Boys, we've not had a boys' night in a while. We haven't. We, haven't, we did. You weren't here for it, <laughs> but we. Oh, yeah, but I, for, I forgot to say boys' night, so we haven't. We haven't actually had the branding of a boys' night for canon yet. Well, no, it's not officially canon yet. Um, tell you what is officially canon. Last week we did big, big. I enjoyed doing big. It was a. It was yeah. a fun, fun film to go back and check out. And then we did our media madness on best rock band, and I'm really enjoying these actually. When we get around to doing them, I think it's. I think it's good fun. It's fun for just listening back and having fun, but the in, I, I'm enjoying the interaction outside of just like the the four of us with with people that like are beyond the microphone in the Patreon. There's a certain unpredictability about that. Oh yeah, and I'll say that next week we'll announce what the following months is. Yeah, next week we'll announce both the following category and what date we're recording, so the Patreon backers can, if they're so inclined, they'll know. And they yeah. can sort of uh, get a calendar and do one of those big red circles around <laughs> around the date if they so choose. I've never done that. I've never had a calendar with, with, with a big red circle around it. I did that for celebration, but that's because I part of me kept forgetting. And I've done it now because next year I'm seeing the opening night of a of a broadway show I, uh, that's come to the uk and i'm like oh yeah that that's a big thing i've, I've had a whiteboard and i've had like a day counter i've yeah. done that but i've never done the big red marker on the uh on the calendar 
And uh, I'll tell you who I'm talking about putting that red mark on the calendar. That's our friends of the podcast, our Patreon backers. I'm talking about Ooh. Julene Hermes, Ooh. James Ooh. de Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Ed City and Davies, Ooh. Chris Peterson, Ooh. Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith. Wait, Smith. This lag is killing us. The Yeemeister, Reverend Bruce, Ooh. Nate the Great, Andy Ooh. Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. That's pretty good. Richard, the cool cat Ooh. himself. Brian Cool Cats. Cool Cats. Cool Cats. He's not literally cool cats. <laughs> and, of course, Canadian Chris Dykstra. Oh, Canada. And on the, clearly he missed singing some sort of he missed doing the callbacks there because either i've got someone robbing me or liam has just walked into the house one of those two things <laughs> has just occurred uh oh it, both. my bad it's a mugger so oh. <laughs> there we have it there. but if you want to know how you can be involved uh with the podcast if you want to know how you can be involved on things like the uh media madness and whatnot we have a patreon uh, three pounds british gets you in the door so if you are interested in more about that you can find out about it uh at patreon.com slash bfe that's patreon.com slash bfe we kept it simple for you so so simple there we are uh as liam walks over i'm gonna try and do a guess where his audio level is going to be at i'm gonna turn his microphone on and i'm gonna say it's now time for some reflections and corrections there we are that was bad smooth we told everybody you were in a boat but hit the end of the world and you're on your way back no <laughs> i made it there you are. um so uh let's talk about a couple things number one would be uh, last week's random word not last week but the week before is the one we talked about last week which was arrow, arrow and, yeah. and we made the comment about there being an image of uh you and Georgia had the arrow moment. Yes. In Spam a lot where Concord you did the message for you, sir. And uh, it presented itself as such. And then you, so uh, uh, on the dress rehearsal, which we recorded for, for, for posterity, don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled out the message, looked at it, and then put the arrow back in your <laughs> hand, which was holding it into her chest. I did. And uh, so as a result, we put that up on the Patreon and up on the Twitter group chat this week. So people have had a good look at that. So, hey, it's not just not just media madness things you get. You get access to the group chat. You get access to moments like that. I also put up uh, an image of myself at FAO Schwartz. I saw that. Yeah, that was me yeah. on the big, big piano upstairs yeah, at FAO Schwartz. Cool. Did a little bit of research. They, they, they've moved location. So wherever they are now oh. isn't where I went to it. Okay. They've moved it to 30 Rockefeller Plaza, which is a great location. That's where NBC Studios, I believe, is located. Yep. That's why yeah. 30 Rock is called 30 Rock. Oh, okay. It's the bit with the skating rink in front you might know from Home Alone. Yep. Yeah. So um, lots of lots of behind-the-scenes stuff. So, wow, Ian, you look so different. I'm like, wow. Oh. <laughs> and that I was, never like hearing that from I, I, I know. I think, I think it was Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! Thank you very much. So, <laughs> Georgia, that's weird. So um, as a result, I'm going, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a lot thinner. Uh, and my hair is a lot less gray. Yeah. Hey, so yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, well, you don't have any hair right now. It's all gone. Mm, not at the moment, no. no. You were off doing some more creative stuff today, weren't you? I was, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Is there an expected release date on any of this? Uh, next year. Next year? Okay. Yeah. Stay here. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go. Uh, we got some uh, f- some reflections and corrections from David from Scriptical. Hey. Who uh, comments, I'm just over an hour into the episode and already have so many comments, I thought I would respond. 
the show with Urkel was called Family Matters. Now, I thought I said that. And I didn't go back and check. Mm. I thought I said that. I wouldn't have said Family Ties. That was Michael J. Fox. No, that didn't Fox. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he just typed it, missing what I said, because I think I got that one. I think. Mm. He said Hanks and Gutenberg were constantly competing in the 80s for roles. Hanks was close to being in Police Academy. Didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Gutenberg, like, I, I don't write Gutenberg as an actor whatsoever. No, but he's just funny. He's a fun everyman. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's your kind of movie star. Yeah. You can imagine yourself <laughs> as him. Because yeah. that's what his purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a comedic actors never get the respect I think they deserve. Are they good actors? I think it's a different skill set. This is all about the Jim Carrey. And we had a lot of Jim Carrey talk this week. Mm-hmm. And we will have a lot of Jim Carrey. I mean, it was really bizarre because when I started the conversation, I totally forgot that I'd scheduled Truman Show to be this week. Oh, okay. And when I say I scheduled, I mean, I forgot that Felix told me in the schedule it was uh, oh. Truman Show this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but Felix is not very on it when he comes to telling you stuff, he? just he? Puts, a he list just... Of, puts a list of stuff on the fridge and walks out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because he doesn't have a key. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> comes in through the back door. I don't know how he does <laughs> it. Santa Claus type <laughs> Um, And so, and I'm not in disagreement. Someone else brought this up and said that Gene Hackman said, the true acting's comedy because comedy requires timing. And I went, yes, but a different kind of comedy. Mm. The comedy I think Gene Hackman's responding to is people, I mean, you know, we're, we're having a conversation. Comedic timing's really important when two people are having dialogue. Yeah, yeah. When you're Jim Carrey, he's not doing comedic timing. He's just doing timing for himself. He's just going He's just going over the top. And I referred to his comedy as exclusionary. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter who else is in the room or who else is in the scene. He's going to keep doing his stuff nonstop. Yeah. Talking over people, you know, just sort of dominating. Well, there must be something in it because uh, Robert De Niro um, has always wanted to do comedy. Yeah. And he's never really broken no, that so, comedy. So I totally, we were talking about it. I was talking about with Georgia when we did an episode of Friends. And I said, I think one of the great tragedies of the 1990s and 2000s is that Matthew Perry never became a proper film star. Mm-hmm. Because the guys, I'm a firm believer that comedy is, if you can do comedy, you can do anything else. Look at what's his name from Breaking Bad. Oh, um, uh, Cranston. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Brian Cranston. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of actors who did comedy who then do, uh, what's his name? Who was in Nobody? He was in, uh, oh, um, what's Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob, okay. Well, he right. started in, yeah. He started in comedy, right? And yeah. then he's doing more dramatic sort of stuff. And you're going, so I totally, I'm, I totally subscribe to the idea that the hardest thing to do is comedy. I really, really do. Because if you do that, like, look at anytime Robin Williams went dark. Oh, like, you know what I mean? It was generally really powerful. Photo, yeah. yeah. You want our photo. <laughs> An underrated gem, man. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I stand by that. It's just different with actors like, you know, Will Ferrell. Um, <sighs> who people do, do that with, right? Adam Sandler. People go, ugh. Yeah. I know Ethan really rates him. Um, so then you've got Jim Carrey, who I think is of a similar kind of vein. Mm-hmm. And then you've got even, even Robin Williams greats on some people. Yeah, yeah. I, I famously don't like, really care for Mrs. Doubtfire. No, but that's again over the top but stuff. It, it, it's that same sort of. Yes, I'm using the finger quotes comedy, yeah. and it's not the same as when two characters are bouncing back and forth, and there's some great timing between them. Yeah, now, because yeah. the Robin Williams movie is a Robin Williams movie, which was generally somebody set him up because he's going to go on a monologue. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's in a character as, as Mrs. Doubtfire in Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. or it's him doing the stand-up um, radio stuff in Good Morning Vietnam, yeah. uh, generally, it was just under the way. Now, the, the genius is when they go, hey, let's make you a teacher. Yeah. Because you know what teachers do? They do monologues as well. My students will definitely tell you that. Oh, Dead Poets Society. <laughs> but Dead Poets Society. And oh. then if you take, if you have a, let them still be a bit funny, yeah. but you 
add something to it. Yeah, more and depth. look at and look. It's his second Oscar nomination, isn't it? Look at Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, right? Yeah. Now, I'm God, not sure. I started he, for he, he got you did. <laughs> he got, but he he got some. He got some jokes in there, but he also yeah. had he also had some monologues in there as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's some power in that. So I, I don't I don't for a minute discredit the con this concept. And do I think the Academy's penalizes comedic performances? I do, but it's hard to go from you know Daniel Day Lewis, my left foot, <laughs> to Jim Carrey, the mask. Like it's yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> like these things should not be side by side. No, 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 no. You know. No. So there we are. Um, levels in there. As he continues, he does continue. Jim Carrey in more dramatic roles is good, but he worked for so long to get noticed. 13 years between his first role and Ace Ventura. I can't blame him for wanting to make movies people loved him for. I don't think it's, respectfully, David, I don't think it's that. I think he wanted to make monies that would make him some bank, and he realized I can make all the money in the world by being that Jim Carrey. Yeah. Because it's the same strategy that Adam Sandler had been using for a decade at that point, so why not jump in? There's certain, but yeah, there's certain films that um, he does. Uh, Jim Carrey. early in his career, it was a lot that of bangs. Yeah, 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 and and I, I kind of liked it, mm-hmm. but then once you've seen that one trick pony <laughs> so many times, you then get tired. Adam Sandler was the same thing. You know? Agreed. Happy Gilmore, brilliant. You know, I, it still makes me laugh because it's the first time you saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Billy and Madsen, same thing. Billy Madsen, but then you're like, okay, and then you big daddy, and you're like. Oh, I've seen this formula before. Yeah, the Water Boy. Starts get tired. Okay, when's Rob Schneider saying you can do it? Because yeah. like, I know we're about fifteen minutes from the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's all we're saying here. Um, he says to Georgia, uh, an inch is twenty five point four millimeters, so eighteen centimeters, which was how I guess how short he was to ride the ride. It's like seven inches too short. So that's a fair amount. Yeah, that is. Like I said, half a foot. Uh, Hanks being comedy Hanks is great, but the whole romance is just icky. That's in reference to the film itself. Thanks, David. Um, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with you there. I think we're all on board with that. Um, So there we go. Uh, Let's talk about... uh, We have some more feedback here from Carlo. More on comedy. Man, we're talking about a lot today. I strongly disagree with Liam's comment that anybody could do what Carrie did in Ace Ventura. There are a few actors that can pull that style of physical comedy the way he did. I think comedy is generally dismissed which is why a lot of people only consider dramatic roles as good like you said it's a different skill set to do comedy but not less serving drama or any other genre i'm not disagreeing with you there and but i do think you've misremembered i think i've said this i think he's since gone yeah you're right i think you said anybody could have done what he did in the mask yes yes and yeah he's pulling some faces yeah, 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 okay yeah. like the one thing he's doing he's selling like he's he's tenning yeah which you have to do yeah. in order to do that you have to tend so that you know what you're doing vocally and what you're doing with some face gestures they can put computer animation on top of yeah exactly there's a Andy skill circus could do that exactly Andy Cir- well Andy circus yeah. could do it and, and exactly and he's, such, he, a he's a face actor <laughs> much yeah. better but you know oh, yeah but you know so is there a skill involved in it absolutely is it acting it's entertaining yeah is it acting like, technically he's pretending he's someone else so i guess on the barest yeah, yeah, of levels yeah, yeah. he is acting yeah that being said gonna... you know if you had gone to serene mckellen when you met him and said, <laughs> what are your opinions on the films of jim carrey i'd love to have heard his thought I would process. Love to have those thoughts if one of the best performances i've ever seen pass. in my life wouldn't you have loved it if you went love him <laughs> yeah. I think he's great. I watch his stuff for, for what I have to do. When I had to do comedy in, in The Lord of the Rings, I looked at how he delivered a line. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> but I doubt it. I doubt yeah, it. He, 
McKellen had that sitcom for like a year or two with um oh what's his play the play he played as the 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 old older man who played the master in like an episode of Doctor Who and I can't remember. I don't but know. They it. played like they played a married couple together and that the the whole thing is they're like both two very catty gays. So it's just what kind of insults can we hurl so the studio audience have a bit of a chuckle? Cool. Mm, there we yeah. are. Uh, we got some dialogue with Dan Garza, who's a puppeteer, Muppeteer, oh. an actor, who said, uh, I hope you give our show Kidding a watch, uh, which starred Jim Carrey. So I have rented the first episode. I didn't get, I was hoping to get a chance to watch it today. Couldn't find time for it today. Okay. But it is in the pipeline. Give me a second, Ethan. I'll let you pro- jump in, I promise. We lasted two seasons, but made some magic in the process. Formal performances and creativity from all involved. Jim was spectacular to work with. And he was even, uh, J- Judy Greer, who's in everything it feels like, mm. was in this film as well. Uh, Ethan, go ahead. I I think this is the show I'm 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 thinking of. But there's this uh, there's this amazing one take that they do of like a time lapse essentially of like moving into a house while Jim Carrey's character's show I think plays in the background and it's sort of uh, growing through the ages. And I saw the the clip of it and went, oh, that's really cool. And then they I have hope it's side got puppets because by- that's what the, that's what we're talking about. Oh, there's a side by side they do of this where they show all of the practical effects they do to make this work. So you're seeing the uh, the footage and then the behind the scenes stuff, and it's like an army. Are there puppets? Uh, no. Then you're not talking about it's the right the, thing. It, it's the same show if it's called if it's kidding. Well, it's I, I saw there was like a, a puppeted like baguette. <laughs> so I think yes, this is the show I'm okay. thinking of. It's just okay. there's a lot of like practical moving parts in cool. all of this. So I'd love Dan if uh, after I watch it, I'd I'd love it if you're interested in talking to us about your time in film and television. Um, I think that'd be fantastic. I mean, Georgia would go nuts if we had a Muppeteer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So talking uh, to Georgia, I just um, I just passed Pip. Did you out for a walk? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not by himself. No, no Georgia's mum. Pip's like sup. <laughs> Um, uh, what do we got here? Uh, Kara, on the note of this, this is my segue. Kara sent us a DM via our Instagram account, which I almost never check. Um, uh, basically, it was a que- it was a question that someone had about if you could muppetize a character from Lord of the Rings. Sorry, if you could do a Muppet version of Lord of the Rings, who do you keep human? And who? So, who's the one guy you keep human in the Christmas Carol sort of third? Oh, okay, version yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd have to be Aragorn, wouldn't it? I was going to say Aragorn or Boromir. See, Aragorn's the easy one to think about. Yeah, yeah. I would love to to do two and cheat and keep the two wizards yeah. as human. Oh, okay. So you got oh, Ian McKellen. Yeah. So basically, it's almost the Michael Caine effect again, right? It's just yeah. this crotchety old man with a bunch of puppets. I'm just thinking of people that have got like distinguishing things, like um, the the dwarf has got his axe and his helmet. You know, you can make that into a puppet easy. You yeah, know, wizard, you've got the staff and the. However, uh, do you know what I mean? However, for like a name, like if you did Gonzo as Gandalf, you have Gondolf, Gondolf. which I think is <laughs> yeah. which I think is really funny. And there's even but, then, but, but you have to totally play that against the majesty yeah. of. Of he is like, yeah, can you turn this away? You shall not <laughs> fly, you fuckers. <laughs> now I want to see this. Yeah, so uh, I said maybe we'll actually get around to doing a bit more. Maybe we'll add it to the end game every now and then if you had to muppetize this movie. That'd be brilliant. We'll call it Muppet This Movie or something. Muppet like This that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Disney haven't done Muppet Star Wars yet, considering they both have that, or even Muppet Marvel. It's insane. I get Marvel. I get Marvel because it's a little too, it's the cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like you go back to like, 
If you're Star Wars, you've already let Family Guy have a turn. Why not do it with the Muppets? The Simpsons exactly. have got to do Mar- have got to do like Marvel stuff. They've yeah, got to do, they do a Star Wars Day like, animation every year. I'm a- also like I watched I watched the first episode or two of that new Muppet show. I did not. I just didn't get it. I really did. I didn't get into it. Maybe I don't it doesn't like, work. I- I don't like Lily Singh anyway. I don't find it that funny. Maybe the Muppets don't work and may, in, in modern society. Maybe you've got maybe. to do adaptations. Maybe it's what you got to do. I think because so, who, yeah. wouldn't, who wouldn't love that? I would. Yeah, I would. Tell me a movie you wouldn't like. Lay Miz. I'll watch Lay Miz with Muppets. Yeah, but that, Pride and Prejudice we said this before. Muppets. That's why Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> Not Oliver. Um, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol works. Yeah. Treasure Island was good. Treasure Island, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, see, was right. I didn't see the Wizard of Oz one. Muppets from Space. Yeah, it, it was okay. I believe Muppets from Space, uh, Dan Garza works on. Oh, yeah, so fantastic. I believe so. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to hear stuff about that. Uh, Andy Dixon and Carlo both got in touch with us to say the Cubs fan we were talking about last week was a guy called Steve Bartman. <laughs> That's serious. Like, eat my shorts. Um, so it was 2003. There was a fly ball. Um, the, the right fielder, left fielder, Moises Alou, who used to play in Montreal, went over to go and catch it, and he got interrupted by Steve Bartman's glove, who was also going for the ball. Oh, okay. As a result, the what should have been a fly ball out wasn't an out, and the Cubs' uh, opponents, I think it was Florida, went on to score like eight runs that inning. Whoa. So everyone went, this is the turning point, and maybe they got in their own heads and all that sort of stuff. Uh, for, uh, so Cubs fans shouted insults and debr- through debris at Bartman for his safety security forced to escort him from the ballpark. Now, this is a pre-internet age, so Twitter doesn't exist. Yeah. But somehow someone found, it's just not pre-internet, but it is pre-social media. Yep. So someone recognizes him, puts his name on a, uh, or, or, a sorry, people at home phoned friends of theirs at the ball game describing yeah. what he looked like because they kept showing it on the TV over and over and over yeah. again. So people, that's when people started like throwing stuff at him because they didn't, the live crowd didn't really know exactly what had happened. Just the guy didn't catch the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. So then someone posted his, um, address on like the internet. Holy oh my crap. God. And so it necessitated police protection at, uh, at his home. Uh, he faced further harassment from the fans and the media after the Cubs lost the series in seven games. He was scapegoated for the continuation of a team's 95-year championship drought at that point. Hmm. He apologized and stated he wanted to move past it, return to a quiet life. Many Cubs players came to his defense. In 2016, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, and to compensate Bartman for his treatment, they sent him a World Series championship ring. That's pretty cool. That's a classy move. That is a classy he even move. said, I don't deserve this, but I thank the but Chicago thank Cubs. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I think all the players went, yeah, I'd, I'd probably try and catch it too. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm a fan of the game, it's the dream. You catch a foul ball. You take it home with you. Yeah. Look what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Carlos, this is a fascinating documentary about the whole thing called Catching Hell, hosted by Bill Simmons. I, I really rate Bill Simmons. Oh. Um, very much worth a watch. So I'd be, uh, I might go check that out. Thanks for that, Carlo. And thanks for that, uh, Andy. Scotland's f- favorite Cub fan. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a Cubs game this summer. Are you? Yeah, I think it's in June. Actually, I think it's in like two, three weeks. Fantastic. I was given the option of Saturday, Sunday, and I went, hey, I got a podcast to do. So yeah, I was like, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday it is. So yeah, I'm going to see, I think it's Chicago and St. Louis oh, cool. play uh, at Olympic Stadium in London. Oh, it's good so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I've, got, yeah. I've got a few between that and all in. I've got a, a few sporting events to go check out this yeah, summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Man. There we go. Yeah. 
Uh, we did a poll last week. I don't know if people re- remember that, but oh, uh, yes, we definitely yes. did one. I'm trying to hit my next bank of stuff here. Let's see if I can <laughs> do that. Uh, well there we are. Let's check. Oh, I don't even know what it was. This one. Checking in with the morning report. I love this. I don't have a poll anymore, so, you know. <laughs> Getting already. So this just in. We asked the question, if you had the chance between getting the big treatment and going back to be 13 years of age in Tom Hanks era, if you could do it in today's era, or if you would turn it down. Those are the three options. Mm. 60% said I'd go back to the 1980s. I think, like Ethan said last week, I think for a lot of our listeners who are a bit older than Ethan and more closer to me and you mm-hmm. in age, yeah. I think this is about, I think it's about seeing the people you love. Yeah. I don't think it's so much about the 80s and the simpler time. And I don't know how to divorce that in a question. It's hard. It? It's hard. because yeah. yeah. Do I think it was the main reason? No. Do I think it has some reason? Yes. And so which how much of that 60% would be chopping over? I don't know. And, you know, you got to think of also the pre-internet era. And that was the 80s was just a better. Well, that's the question that I was hoping it would be. And I think people have answered it instead. And there's, there's, there's no sour grapes. Yeah. I just don't know how to... Maybe I should have expressed, please don't consider loved ones. It sounds really dark. <laughs> yeah, but, but in the know, sense, that's what I was asking. To, was, yeah, to. if it was just, you're going to end up with random family X, not your family, random family X. Yeah. What would you do? Uh, so I'd stay. <laughs> uh, I think I said, if my memory was getting erased, then I want to stay. Mm. Here. Yep, yep, yep. If I get to take my memories with me, I'll yep. go back to the 80s and try yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, because you know more now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't be nearly as awkward of a teenager knowing the way. Yeah. You realize that, you know, life goes on after high school. Youth is wasted on the young, they say. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, we got tagged in a thing. There's an independent podcast award coming to the UK. I saw oh. that. Um, we have the option to enter ourselves for consideration. I think we will. I think we will. Um, we're very keen to hear more. Um, we're, it's going to be a very crowded field because we're going to enter ourselves in the best TV and film category. So it'll be <laughs> it'll be crowded, but we'll put ourselves in there and we'll see. Kind of, it's not even like a, like a crowd based thing. It's a uh, it's a listen to a panel of judges. So you know, oh. are the judges going to go? Oh, they talk forever. Disqualified. Oh, okay. Or is it going to be? Okay, really appreciate what they. I, I don't know. It's it, but it's. Do they give like an episode a listen? And, I think uh, there's more to come from where you can go choo- choose your best episode and send it to us or something the like rock. that. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. I, was fun. I'd love to do Whiplash, but but the audio quality for Hermes is so bad. Oh, okay. That's, that's my one thing. I think it's one of our more interesting conversations. Oh, I come, I come, I come across as dreadful in that. You come across as dreadful. <laughs> we serve a really interesting dynamic. Just you guys get all torn up because you're like living in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethan and, uh, and Hermes and I are like, come outside. Come the, it's great outside of it. Come outside with, of with it. The, with the uh, abstaining immoral uh, Truman Show viewers of that, where we're just like, oh, what's on TV? Nice. Yeah. So, just a little thought. Thanks for, I think it was Anthony and Davies who brought it to our attention. Thanks a lot, guys. I was going to brought it to our Although M from Verbal Diorama had mentioned it um, in a tweet to, to, to me specific. Oh, cool. Because uh, she's helping organize it. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, but it's, you're going to have like a proper award show in London. Ooh. So, but it's like midweek. Oh. It's like a Thursday. Well, that works for me. So, <laughs> award show. I get one well-being day a year. That I could take. There we are. So I might just do that. Dude, you, you can't miss it. Do that and just head on <laughs> London and say, hey, 
nominate. I mean, if we got nominated, it'd be like, we, we ain't winning. Nah, nah. <laughs> There's no nah. way. It's cool to, it's cool but to, if we got it, nominated, either, I mean, yeah. hey, it'd be hey, cool. It'd be cool even to be nominated. You know what? Skynet told us we were going to win an award. Oh my god, <laughs> he did it! <laughs> that's the that's the episode I should go ahead and put on. I'll tell you something. If that if that happens, is that the four I'll, hour Betty and Jude episode? It I, might be. I think so. I, yeah, yeah. It, it might be though the one one after. I can't remember because Georgia was there as well because she asked the Snapchat one. I think. Uh, don't know. I think that's just yeah. me in. I next. forget because. I checked it. No, it was after it was, when she was leaving. She did the first ever story time, and then I asked for one and read it the next week. And Georgia was here for oh, it. Yes, 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 yes. What yes, episode yes. was that? I have to go take a look. Yeah, yeah. Because when did we do that one? Was that that? Hang on, I can tell you. The one that we had the discussion on was Phantom Menace because yeah. the first ever story time was about Kaigon and uh, uh, Misa. I think you so stupid. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks. and their and their buddy cop movie. So whatever was after that was it sliding doors. Boondock Saints was it Boondock Saints the after Phantom Menace? Yeah. They were, uh, oh, I don't want to. Th- I don't want to send the Boondock Saints. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that. <laughs> I just want one where we're talking about how much we love the movie. That's what I want. <laughs> and yeah, so we'll have to think about it. Three billboards, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, Still gets me. Uh, what do we got here? We got some shout-outs. Let's do some shout-outs. Carlo, for many Jim Carrey debates. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. For spreading the good word of the BFE around. And the random word was piano. Very challenging this time. Very, mm. very challenging. Uh, we had Josh from Next Favorite Movie who did something from... Uh, you haven't seen Forget It's Sarah Marshall, have you? No. No. Oh, it was a great bit with Jason Siegel. It's like He plays piano. He's writing a Dracula musical. Right. But he just starts playing, Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Peter, you don't add anything of value because he's going through a breakup and he's just like spiraling. Um, like Her- wedding singer. See, this one you would have chosen for the win. It's from Hermes. It's He's not playing the right player. It's uh, Taron Egerton dressed up in full Elton John hey, gear, doing oh. the Rocket Man thing where he puts his foot up on the keyboard at That's the end brilliant. of it. Yeah. Um, David from Scriptical, who did something with an exploding piano. It's an old silent film, it looks like. I don't get it. Uh, Ian Davies, who did Mike on Friends, doing the air piano. Yep. Now, the random word's piano. It is. Is that a piano? Does that no, count? It doesn't. <laughs> Because he went, oh, it's, no it's, piano. he went, it's the air guitar debate again. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I went, guitar is not a guitar if there's no guitar in it. <laughs> Do you know, one of my favorite ever um, things was when Chuck Berry and Jerry Lee Lewis were going on stage and they were doing a concert and Chuck Berry wanted to head the, headline it and Jerry Lewis wanted to headline it. Right. At the time, Chuck Berry won out. So Jerry Lee Lewis set fire to his piano and he played away and goodness gracious grip over walked off stage with a still burning went up to chuck and went follow that yeah that's the thing you do isn't it <laughs> anytime we're not the main event you go all right follow that yeah i remember brilliant, brilliant. here's me doing a, a halfway through this from the segue we used to it was so weird i had i was asked we, we, we i'm a teacher and so at christmas we used to do this little uh we're going to sing some songs at Christmas time. And who wants to do something? And I forget what I was asked to sing. I was asked to sing something, so I sang something. I don't even think it was Christmassy. I always said this. I just give some entertainment for, for, the, for the Christmas party. Yeah. So it was me and this other guy. So the guy's about 15 years older than me. Uh, lovely chap. Um, but he's going to go after. Okay, okay, fair enough. And then uh, 
he went ahead and did. Uh, so I did mine, and then he came on in a tuxedo <laughs> and was like crooning. Okay. To this, like, and he, he had a good voice for crooning. And I was like, all right, fair. No one told me this. <laughs> so the next year, I get told, hey, you going to do it? I said, yep. And so I start getting everybody together. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to organize. And so I arrange like a flash mob. Brilliant. But vocal. So I go up there and I get my guitar and I'm there just by myself. And I go to jump in and I hit my chords. And I go, you know, dum dum bum 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 so I'm doing like, uh, it's Christmas time. There's yeah. no need to be afraid. Yeah. But, but a bump, bump, bump. The drama teacher has a cordless mic and stands up because he was high profile. So I'm yeah. like, I want him. Yeah, yeah. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Um, and I changed the lyrics. So I'm making fun of it how there's not going to be Christmas because Ofsted's coming and we've canceled Christmas. <laughs> and then someone from the behavior unit goes up and she goes, you know, um, so she does the next bit. And then like eight to 10 people start coming to the front. and so we have this everyone's just like what is going on (laughs) and uh because we really did a good job keeping it under wraps we had like one practice after school and i was like no it'll work just trust me i got the lyrics right and someone wanted to bag z uh the the bono line i went oh no no i'm getting the bono line yeah 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 and so he's already leaning forward going what's the bono line gonna be and so the previous uh line for it because i gave everybody a couplet so mine was uh so it's not ofsted right oh for anybody who doesn't know ofsted is this like uh, arm of the uh, Department for Education, yep. where they come and they inspect schools, like a food inspector would for a restaurant. Yeah, just make they sure come around and check and make sure the kids are getting a good deal. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're very controversial because how much can you really learn from being in a school for two days when they know you're coming, and so you're on your best behavior because you're being watched. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's the cynical side of sort of Ofsted. The more hopeful side is, and I always did just treat it like like it always was. Yep. You come into my room, you see who I am on a regular day. Yeah, but not many people are like you. Well, I don't know. You see, I can only speak about myself because I'm only in my, in my room, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, I, 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 mean, I made fun of one once to his in face. In a, in a nice way, but I went, hey, guy, help me out. Is this this? And he's like, yeah. I said, come on, help me out. I mean, you go on. I'm, I don't know if you noticed, I'm being watched by Ofsted. <laughs> <laughs> so usually it's stress because you don't know if they're gonna come into your room or not they just they just walk in yeah right so my line was before it was a uh, see the sad faces as they go to your colleague's room well today thank god it's them instead of you <laughs> so i changed i changed like nothing i changed tonight to today that was all i did and it killed so it was great and then i kept telling mick the whole time oh the guy's name was mick i kept telling mick the whole time dude you want to go first this year <laughs> and he was like no 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 i said dude you want to go first this year yeah <laughs> nope and so he even came, he even tried to like crash our rehearsals it was like really competitive that really? year and we we're like no get i said get out that's get out funny. That's and then funny. He, he shows up in the same like tuxedo as last year that wowed everybody but it, it was like oh I yeah repeat. this should have gone the other way <laughs> bless him so uh, yeah uh, orders important what were we talking about oh he yeah went with his tails between his legs we're talking about the uh <laughs> the, yeah his tails between his legs very nice so many times i'll be listening back and i'm like liam said something really funny and i was so busy looking for the next thing on my sheet <laughs> i haven't noticed it <laughs> i wonder if there's little gems out there that people listen to as there's well. something with ethan as well where he'll do stuff and yeah. i'll be like part of it's because he's not here yeah, 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 yeah. So because he's coming through a Zoom call, um, it's different than when you see someone's face or something like that, especially for you guys, because you guys, more often than not, he's coming through the, the laptop, which is in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can hear him, but you can't see him. Nope. 
unless we put him on the TV, in which case you still have to be kind of looking that direction, which is away from... Yeah, mostly I have my back to him, don't I? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> well, because... because uh, just the way it is. Because I'm yeah. sort of facilitating the conversation. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So let me facilitate this on the next part. Uh, so cool. we talked about that. Um, Andy Dixon, he just sent us the piano scene from Big Again. What? <laughs> I'm like, like you're the most on the nose. You're supposed to be creative. I mean, I I respect it, just in like the 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 balls for it. But the same point. The same point. You probably want to go a little bit lateral thinking with this. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith did Ross on the keyboard when he's auditioning for the wedding. Another funny scene from Friends, and then um, Russell the Posty, who I didn't write it down. I missed it all week. Uh, did Rolf and Fozzie Bear oh, playing piano? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, oh, he's playing to his audience. He is, he is, he is. I'm going to give third place, not joint. I was going to do joint at first, but third place to Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. For Ross on the keyboard. Yep. I was going to split the two friends and went, no, because you know what a piano's not? It's not It's not a piano, it's an air, air piano. Air piano's not a piano. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. He's, he's a pianist yep. without a piano. Yep. I believe the exact line is, Show me you can play the piano. And he goes, no piano here. He openly says it. To which point, she goes, a true pianist wouldn't let that stand in his way. <laughs> and then he does. He goes, you're really good. But that's because he doesn't have a piano in front of him. <laughs> Second greatest air piano performance ever. Okay, I'll take it. The first, well, you've seen it. Oh, really? It's the pianist. Oh. Remember when he sits down? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful. Oh, Powerful. Hey. Second place is going to go to Russell the Posty. Yeah, for the two Muppets. Bless you. Brilliant. Uh, it was the first one I saw. Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. <laughs> Peter, you don't add anything. You don't contribute anything of value. It's going for the second time in three weeks to Josh. Your next favorite movie. We acknowledge you. Yeah, well done. Well, well done. done. And it was more than three entries this week. So well done because he won rosary with no. Everyone's <laughs> like, no, not not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not give us a review? Apple or Spotify? I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. I've got. Can we talk about this for two minutes? But I don't have anything picked out. So, is there anything that happened yeah. this week? Um, no. Uh, Spider Verse came out. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, seeing that somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I might yeah. watch. I might try and catch it midweek. Because mm. um, you know, the first one was the first one, and uh, there's that. And oh, let's talk about this. Go on. Little Mermaid. Oh, it's getting review bombed. Is it? Yeah. So review bombed, yeah. So there's a bunch of people who are just going to the IMDb. IMDb is the one that anybody can contribute to. Yep, yep, yep. And they're all voting one, the lowest option. Uh, now, the okay. theory is that many people have not seen this film That's who are doing fair. this. This is clearly just racially motivated. Yeah. Now, are there people who are also going on and voting 10 who haven't seen the film? I think absolutely there are. Yeah. Now, that one's a little bit harder to see because if it's – some people might are going to organically think it's a 10. Now, what are the odds is really a one out of 10? Like we have conversations in this pod all the time about, you know, what's the lowest you've ever given a movie on this pod? Uh, probably five. I went four. How's moving castle. That was my low. That might've been a four and a half. Then I Ethan, think it, Ethan, three, you, it was three for boondocks. Was it, yeah. was it three for boondocks? Jeez, yeah, yeah, it was three, three. Yeah, I think it was three and a half. So, oh. Something with a three. And Georgia tried to go zero and went to two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my gut feeling is telling me, uh, from the trailers I've seen, um, it's probably going to be about a five or a six. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I, I, I haven't can't seen it either. But going it by the fine. other ones that have been before, uh, they have always been lesser for me. I've read the reviews, and they've padded it by like forty-five minutes. Oh, really? Like, did it need forty-five minutes more? More stuff? I don't know. Um, it, to me, it's it, sim- it, it seems to be similar to the Broadway musical, where it's like 
we pad it with extra songs. Um, I will say, songs in general sound fine. Halle Bailey, who pl- voice, who plays um, Ariel. Ariel, yeah, she's she's a great voice. Melissa McCarthy, yeah, sure, she's she's fine as Ursula. Um, there is a song that Aquafina, who's Scuttle, and um, oh, I I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy that played the guy, he plays he plays Sebastian. He's um he's Thomas Jefferson in, yeah, in Hamilton. David Diggs. David Diggs. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he's playing the thing and for um. But there is like one song that that they added that was done by Limo Miranda. Doesn't sound too good. That's my only real negative I have with the film. I bet it goes. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like we gotta get the wedding for the ready day. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't need my shot. I ain't throwing you welcome. Like it's just kids. Honestly, I can go on and on. I can explain every now. It's just I love the man Will Miranda, but he does have a bouncy, 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 bouncy style. Yeah. Um, looks it like it looks fine. People that I know that are critical were like, yeah, it's fine. It's like a six at best. But it's fine. So yes, we. We need to fix the review bombing, absolutely. And then I'm seeing reports that say industry experts blame review bombing for Little Mermaid's low international numbers. I'm like, I don't no. think they. It I really looked really at it and went, yeah, it's had like almost zero advertising over here. Yeah, I've not seen incredible. a thing for it. Well, my girlfriend took a daughter to go see it the other day. Yeah, yeah, she went too impressed. Yeah, so she said um, Ursula looked like instead of like crawling across, it felt like she was just. Gliding. I hear the CGI's rough. Was pretty oh, rough. The, I hear the, it's the, rough. The makeup on her is terrible. Considering she's supposed to be ba- based on a drag queen, like on Divine. Terrible, terrible. Oh, you look at the casting. Like I'm, I'm not a. Pu- See, it's like the Lion King. You looked at the cast and you went, "Oh, looks good." Yeah. You look at the cast for this. You go, "Looks good." I love Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. I, Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy as Ursula seems like an inspired choice. You know, um, it's a hard act to follow, though, isn't it? From the cartoon well, that we any, all know, and any love. of them, like none of them have done. I haven't watched one where. Sorry, let me rephrase that. There was one where I came out of a theater going, "That was really pretty freaking good," although I had my issues with it. But it was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. where I walked out going, "I didn't think you'd be able to do the it, be our guest thing." It was pretty good, yeah. and have it look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. changes and additions to that was good. I think the strongest one for me, uh, it's two actually. It's the Cinderella that they did in 2015 is pretty good, but that's also because the Cinderella from 1950 is kind of very lackluster in plot because it's a film from 1950, and yep. it's it's look at the yep. art. and the other one's Jungle Book. Um, I like Jungle and, Book as the first but, one. I haven't yeah, seen it. Uh, but the the problem with <laughs> Jungle Book, yeah. the, pro- the problem with Jungle Book is it's it's great, and it's it's the reason that they did Lion King. Isn't but, it John Favreau? Who, yeah. it's John, yeah, yeah, it's John Favreau. It's all CG, and it's really it's really impressive. But, it's pretty good, yeah. Some of the best parts of Jungle Book aren't in that because they kind of don't make it be a musical, but they have two musical numbers which feel very tonally wrong for the film. But like it, it's good. It's a fine. It's a fine film. The one yeah. that surprised me really was the Aladdin because I thought, you know, as much oh. as I'm hating on Will Smith right now, because <laughs> I do hate Will Smith. Um, Slappity slap! Don't come back. <laughs> Exactly, um, but I can't. I can't knock him for his performance in Aladdin. He knocked Chris Rock, didn't he? Jeez. <laughs> because actually, no, he's all right. He's all right. In Aladdin. Follow those shoes. And no, do that it in that a- was the way to do it. Like you don't yeah. rather than put some up there doing a Robin Williams impression. Exactly. Yeah. No, that yeah, was exactly. the. And when I saw Will Smith, I went, "Oh, that's that's the right choice. Yeah. yeah to yeah. go that direction instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like that. Yeah. Peter yeah. Dragon was all right. Sorry. Pete's, they did a remake of Pete's Dragon. That I, I think Pete's if- Dragon. Yeah, well, that's the, 
Well, yeah, that's cartoon. the th- well, again, that's not it's, a live it's, a, it's a hi- it's a hybrid. Yeah, it's, it's a hybrid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live action people with two D animation. I haven't seen that until like six. Oh, yeah. I'll be your candle on the water. Sure. <laughs> apparently, one? it used to be, be my, my favorite thing ever. So yeah, oh, I don't really? know. Yeah, apparently. A and then I swear I saw a dragon. Sure. If I, if I was Disney, and I know this is financially like not the best choice because, you know, we want to get the audience to go, I know that thing, I'll go see that thing, as we've seen with Lion King uh, and everything. I would choose animated films that weren't that successful or not that well-loved. Do like a Dungeons & Dragons-style thing with like the Black Cauldron. Not, or, see, the problem is you're looking from yeah, an artistic perspective exactly. when they're looking at money. And well, they're, they're, they're already doing a live action. Smash or not. They're, They're doing a live-action remake of Moana yep. already, and that film's not even 10 years old. I'm furious that's, about that, that and that's, that's, a, that's a rock ego thing. That's all about... I don't think it's a rock ego thing. I think it's he's about them... At, well, they want the rock. Yeah, he... Well, he, that, he's back to play Maui, and uh, Aulili Cravalho is... Is not. A, it's a, is yeah, not. It's, it's a weird... It's a weird... I don't know. You shouldn't do that anyway, but... Nah. Um, as I say, finally, uh, some news about uh, Drax, Dave Batista. Oh, said he it. left the franchise because you know, he's in his fifties, and he says the shirtless things were really hard to do. And he was commenting on some people were saying that he was a little bit fat in the last what? one. And I'm saying, hell no. Actually, if you look at it, he's a bit he, he's a bit puffy. Oh really? He's a bit puffy. Yeah, and they kept his shirt on for lo- like longer portions, and they put him in a, in a spacesuit longer and stuff. I'll be honest, because he's never going. Really I'm in my fifties. It's hard to do the shirt off thing. And I'm like nothing but respect for you because you look mm. at you look at. I mean, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit puffy myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, there's that, but uh, just interesting sort of aside where he's aware of what his Cape the requirements of, of yeah, his aesthetic yeah. were yeah. for that movie. Also, if you're shirtless, you also got to paint all that. Yeah, you put him in a costume. He doesn't Get have to cold. paint it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, so there's that because it's like four or five hours a day. Oh, mm. a it's difficult approach. for people. Like I've seen, it's difficult for for actors anyway who are like maybe not like stick thin. I remember this isn't the best film to even bring up, but Justice League. Remember Justice League? Um, ben Affleck was in shape, and people still went. Ben Affleck looks fat in Justice League. Oh, I thought he, he looked was, great in Justice yeah, League. Yeah, he looks. He, he looked like part. he could take on uh, Superman, didn't he? Yeah, like he, he's, he was I mean, a bit he slower, looked, but he's supposed to be old, slow yeah. man Batman. Like yeah. If, yeah, he's like, what's it, um, Dark Knight Returns? Dark Knight Returns. If you've read the Dark Knight yeah. Returns, he's supposed to be 50-something-year-old Batman, like yeah. Batman yeah. who should have hung it up, Batman. He's yeah, not his, my favourite like Batman, his, but I can see where he was... His suit's a bit square, but like he doesn't look like he's like... I forget where I put him in my rankings, but he's definitely top three. Really? He's a, he's a solid oh, yeah. Batman. I love Batfleck. Mm. He's the best part of those films. Who do you got? Um, I've still not seen Patterson yet. I, I still need like to see that. I like Kilmer, but yeah. where did I put okay. where did I put Keaton's Michael the question? Keaton is my top. He's my he's my man. It's it's difficult. Yeah. Although I had some news today that I didn't want to hear. <laughs> oh, is this about the Flash movie? No, I just heard that oh. Michael Keaton isn't a nice guy on set. Uh oh. Oh. You know that really upset me. <laughs> Apparently, he comes out see, you, his bit walk back. You identify with these people. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Let's talk about the Truman Show, a guy who everybody identified with, uh, at least because they're being paid to. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I've got the, uh, why are we doing this? It's the 25th anniversary. Wow. I remember this coming out. Yeah. That's nuts. Let's do the, uh, the pitch. I'll hit the button here from Felix. An insurance salesman discovers his whole life is actually a reality TV show. All right, Sean Precise. <laughs> yeah, it's really succinct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was expecting more. Uh, is it reality TV? 
It's got to be, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess it is. I guess it yeah. is. It's got to be, because I watch well, it 24 well, it's Keeping up with the Kardashians. Like He's this the real the thing, but everything else is scripted. Everything. Yeah. Uh, directed by Peter Weir, who's also done Gallipoli. Witness. Love Witness. Mm, Dead, Dead Poet Society. Oh, good film. Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World. Never seen that. Is that the uh, Russell Crowe thing? Yeah, because Peter Weir is also an Aussie. So. Yeah. Although Russell Crowe's a, a, a Kiwi, isn't he? Yeah. Is he born born in? I think he was born in either Wellington or Auckland. Cool. But he but he identifies as a as a as an Aussie because he's I lived there longer. Have such a oh, hard okay. time distinguishing those two countries apart because they're both the same size. <laughs> you know that? Uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people also forget that Liv Newton John is English, not Australian. Well, she's born in England. Yeah, and then she went over when she was about six. Well, it's like Mel Gibson's or... American. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And yeah. then he moves to Australia yeah, when he's yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, what I've yeah, learned is that in- no one's actually born in Australia. <laughs> they have no hospitals. You have to go somewhere else. <laughs> born in Wellington, then moved to Australia at the age of 10, and then permanently moved back to Australia after a return back to New Zealand at the age of 21. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Bit back and forth. Yeah. Um, written by Andrew Nichol, who is the writer and director of Gattaca, and he wrote the story for The Terminal. Oh. Tom, oh, Hank, like uh, Tom Hanks movie yeah it's a little cute little movie and was the writer and director of Lord of War which I really like it's a Nicolas Cage movie very slow burn he's, a, he's an arms dealer uh, I've not seen it yeah it's great uh, cinematography by Peter Bijou who did Bugsy Malone hey love Bugsy oh, Malone okay. uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian <laughs> uh, Time Bandits which would make sense of if you've done Life of Brian yeah, yeah. and Mississippi Burning Ooh, that's, that's, that's Gene Hackman is it? yeah Mississippi Burning I think you're mistaking Gene Hackman with James Woods. Am I? I think that's James Woods. You sure? I'm not, but maybe Ethan could be kind enough to check. I am googling. There we are. Okay, my, my, that my is sense. Gene Hackman. Oh, there we are. Oh, and Francis McDormand. Okay, so, okay, so what did? <laughs> do me a favor. Type in "Ghosts of Mississippi," would you? Ghosts of Mississippi. It's if, I'm thinking of Sandra Bullock. James, yeah, uh, Rob Reiner with Alec Baldwin, Whoopi Goldberg, and James Woods. James Woods. Yeah, yeah. He had that a scene a where he said he plays like the most racist guy ever. Yeah. And he oh, goes, so he's playing type. There's a bit where he leans into the, he's an old man, and he leans into the camera lens. He goes, ain't nobody going to convict me of, of, uh, of murder, of murdering a N-word in the state of Mississippi. And that was like, Ghost of Mississippi. And you're like, whoa. Oh, that's grabbing you that. Jeez. I think that was even, was that on the, com- that might have even been on the commercial. Really? Can you whoa. imagine that word? I'm trying to think. I think it was in the trailer. I've never seen it. I, I imagine it, it plays more to a North American audience. It didn't translate well yeah. either, I don't think. Yeah. Though. So. Uh, it sounds like it's not translating that well. Well, he was supposed to be a racist, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, music by Burkhard Dalwitz, Philip Glass, and Wojciech Killar. All three of them got billing. Oh. And I don't know why. Um, the music was composed by Burkhard Dalwitz. He was hired after Peter Weir received a tape of his work while in Australia for post-production. But some parts were also composed by Philip Glass. Also featured is Wojciech Killar's father, Kolbe's preaching performed by the Willa, sorry, the Warsaw National Philharmonic Orchestra. But if it's about composers, like Chopin's in this, Mozart's in this, and they're not yeah. getting credited. No. It's weird. Odd. So, But it was like officially like, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, it because they're still alive so they get the credit? I don't know I think he's, I, I think he's like 100 years dead. Oh. So, uh, oh, hang on. Maybe, you could not be right. Maybe it's not in the public domain. Maybe it's not. 
That's interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, first time I saw this. I don't think I saw this in the cinema, but I do think I saw it on home video. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the cinema. This is something I saw later on, but like probably three or four years later, not you know like a long while after. Oh, I saw it like probably in that year. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I saw it a few years later, so I remember not seeing the cinema, and I. And I Pleasantly surprised me. I probably saw it while I was still eligible for Oscars. So when oh, okay. it was getting some buzz, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I was sick of the uh, Jim Carrey thing by then. So I okay. expected uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Yep. Well, you can't get half Jim Carrey in this, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Ethan, remember when you first saw it? Oh, God, maybe like 2014. I was on that. I, it was one of those things you always hear people talk about because at that point, Truman shows like in the zeitgeist of if someone's like, oh, I think I'm being watched. It's very big brother, a very Truman show. So I was like, I knew that it was kind of like, oh, you're being watched. I didn't know to the extent. So I kind of went in a little bit blind. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think real world would have been a thing at this point still. The real world, it's a reality show. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the first ones where they just put a bunch of attractive people in like a loft and film them 24 hours a day but i don't oh, see the like, attraction in that i really don't i didn't i didn't understand TV. big brother i didn't understand you know any of these reality things well, that's a bit they, different because that's even because that's a, that, at least that's a competition you're trying to win money yeah yeah but uh, why would i want to tune in at any time of the day just to see uh, just i really don't get maybe i've just got not enough time in my, my life to watch somebody else's you know i'm too busy um, living my own in in North America, Big Brother, you would watch it and it'd be like a, they'd, they'd edit down a day's worth of footage to an hour's package. Yeah, but there was like you could go online and watch like the live campers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was here. We had a thing called on the BBC, BBC Red Button or something. Okay, yeah, you have that still. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's still like things alternate for that. feeds and things yeah, like yeah, that. You could yeah. go and watch live. That's interesting. Yeah, footages. So, uh, Andrew Nichol, the writer, completed a one-page film treatment called The Malcolm Show in May 1991. Oh, wow. The original draft was more in tone of a science fiction thriller with a story set in New York City. Hmm. Good luck controlling all the people in New York City. That's difficult. Nichol stated, I think everyone questions the authenticity of their lives at certain points. It's like when kids ask if they're adopted. Um, I never thought this. I have considered in my, in my youth, what if I'm the only person that's real and none of y'all are? <laughs> and everything <laughs> else is just stimulating me. Like I'm, like I'm a, basically like I'm, like, I'm, like I'm in a glorified holodeck program and you guys are just there to keep, to entertain me. And I'm the only one who, like, when I walk away and you walk out of my house, whatever it is, you yeah. no longer exist. Oh, okay. That's like one of the first thing, like moments of, um, what's the word? Like not self-actualization, like, um, Crisis of like uh, when when you kind of realize I know, I know what you're like, thinking of. I can't think of the term. Yeah, it's, I'm having a crisis about it. Um, existential crisis. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the first real existential crisis anyone ever has. Is like, am I real? Is any of this real? Because you ever have those dreams? I've never questioned. Dreams? I've never questioned if I'm real. Like, I don't think I'm in someone else's game of The Sims or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I've never never questioned that. You've never been like, what if I'm someone's dream? No. No? No. Like that scene at the end of like uh, Men in Black Men in when Black, they're like yeah. flicking the marbles and you're like, what if what if that's all we are? We're just a marble in someone else's game. No, never had never. What never what, what if what if I'm an NPC in someone else's video game? I did I did question once because I someone told me I don't know how I think this is true. Um someone told me that the table you sit at and the car you drive 
and the person you are is all made of the same stuff, made of black matter. We all absorb back into the same thing. We're all carbon-based, aren't we? And I went, oh. Oh. Yeah, I guess. But that only made me ever think. I mean, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It's not really much difference there, is it? No, 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 no. True, true, true. Um, Death was a big thing when I was a kid. I remember when I first realized when I first, was when I first triggered that I would die one day. Yeah, I literally oh, sat up in bed. Horrifying. Yeah, yeah, I literally yeah. sat up oh, in bed. Terrifying, isn't it? And I went, wait. And I looked around and went, so I'm not going to be. A, you know what the weird thing? I'll go to movies or concerts. Yeah. These things that should be really good in my life. And for about ten years, I would look around going. Before <laughs> they would come on, I'd go, I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I'd look around and go. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to look over there or hear this. Or, and it only happens like while I'm waiting for these really great things to happen in my life. I don't know life why. Ah, oh, yeah. 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 Like, I'll be like, all right, I'm just, I'm just a temporary organic being taking in sensory stimulation. At one point, I won't be able to do it. Did you ever do that thing where you have to do certain tasks for yourself? Otherwise, something bad will happen. Did you ever have well, that? I understand. You have to give me some more information. Okay, maybe this was because um, uh, I, I struggled as a kid, um, sleeping and stuff like that. And I think that's because of certain aspects of my life, not being able to talk and all sorts. Um, but I used to think when I, when I first discovered death and that I was mortal and my parents could go and I'm going to go one day, all these things, right? I used to think to myself, if I don't go and touch that window right now, something bad's going to happen. If I don't walk down the stairs twice, something bad's going to happen, or something stupid. If I don't open the the fridge door three times, something bad's going to happen. Really? Yeah, all these things. This just sounds like a bit OCD. I was, yeah, it sounds. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's a combination. Have of You ever a lot seen of Jack Nicholson as good as it gets? No, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it'll be on the roster one day. Yeah. Like oh, okay. it's all about. He's, it's all his character's all about that. I do have OCD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll probably be able to relate. <laughs> I'm actually encouraging you to look at this movie and imagine yourself <laughs> as the main character for a bit. It's yeah. one of those doors, like your brain's full of doors and like you can shut them sometimes, like a memory you might forget. But that that realization of mortality, that is a door no matter how many times you, you shut it, it just opens. I have a door that I can shut on Ethan. It's called a mute button. <laughs> oh, Ethan. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I should just segue back into the thing. You You're do. Fine. You do. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, it's adopted. Producer Scott Rudin purchased the script for over a million dollars in wow. 1993. Hey. Not bad. I need to get in the screenwriting business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a friend, Mr. Uh, Mr. Steven. Yes. Mr. Steven. He's always telling me I should write. You should. Yeah. You should. It's time, isn't it? It is. Uh, part of a deal called for Nickel to make his directing debut. Paramount Pictures agreed to distribute, but they thought the $80 million budget would be too high for Nickel. In addition, they wanted to go with an A-list director and paid Nickel extra money to step aside. Oh. I'll be happy with that. So when here's the money for your thing, and now here's some extra money, go away. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing. Which was my Boondock Saints argument. Yeah. In the hands of, of, of a more, sorry, Julian, in the hands of a more skilled director, I think there's a better movie in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would it have the cult status it has now, though? Probably more. Yeah, I'm with Ethan. I don't think this is Roddy Piper and They Live. We're not talking about, talking about recasting. Oh, okay. Keep the story. Keep the script. Yeah. You know what I mean? Polish it up. But, like, you know, maybe someone who doesn't think you have to fade to black after every scene. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot. It's not the best film ever, is it? No. Uh, still liked it though. 
Uh, I'm glad I saw it. Paramount. Yes. So they wanted a uh, Brian De Palma was under negotiations because uh, he did the is he the Untouchables? Brian De Palma. Yeah, I think so. Maybe in either one he did be cool that you liked. Brian De Palma. Yeah. Really? Did he? Do yes, be cool? it is Brian De Palma that did Untouchables. Did he do be cool? I don't think he did. Or get shorty or something. Did he do the first or second? I don't know. I don't know. Ethan's looking it up. Get away from um, uh, He was under negotiations to direct until he left his talent agency. Uh, directors also considered after De Palma were Tim Burton. Cool. I think Tim Burton could have done this. Oh, yeah. This could be a really much different, in a, way. Yeah. a much darker film. I'd have liked it. But I wouldn't mind seeing an alternate universe where, where Tim Burton gets this. And I'm not a big Tim Burton guy, but take Sea Haven and give it the Tim Burton look. No, but Tim Burton doing something else other than gothic. <laughs> oh, he would have done gothic, wouldn't he? Yeah. Do you think maybe Edward Scissor hands it up, so it's all pastel? Maybe a yeah, little bit. Shorty yeah. is Barry Sonnenfeld, and what was the other one? Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. I imagine it's Barry Sonnenfeld as well. Chili? Uh, oh no! Don't Chili Palmer's the name of John Travolta's character? Yeah. F. Gary Gray. Oh, is it F. Oh. Gary Gray? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know Brian. I, per- I prefer. I prefer uh, the second one. Be, be cool, cool to get Shorty. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it included Tim Burton, Sam Raimi, oh. T- Terry Gilliam. David Cronenberg, oh, Barry yeah. Sonnenfeld, <laughs> you might have heard, <laughs> did get shorty. Yeah, and uh, Steven Spielberg. Before, wasn't wasn't Barry Sonnenfeld the uh, the f- cinematographer last week who kept fighting with Penny Marshall? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Steven Spielberg before Peter Weir signed on, followed a recommendation of Nickel. Brian Singer wanted to direct, but Paramount decided to go with Weir because he was more experienced. Oh, okay. Uh, I couldn't imagine this being a Spielberg movie at all. I was going to say what a Spielberg version would be, but I think it would be a bit more... It's got daddy issues, doesn't it? <laughs> That's a pretty much your Spielberg 101. Cronenberg <laughs> uh, would be interesting. Weir wanted the film to be funnier than Nickel's script, thought it was too dark, and said, where Nickel had it depressing, I can make it light. It convinced audiences they were watching a show in the scope 24-7. Uh, Nickel wrote 16 drafts of the, the script until uh, Weir said, yeah, but we're good to, to shoot now. Wow. During this time, Weir created a fictionalized book about the show's history. For instance, The Truman Show was a frequent winner at the Emmys. Uh, he envisioned backstories for the characters and encouraged actors to do the same. Filming took place between December of 96 and April of 98, so not a short no. time. No. Uh, though it does get released in like June, July. So imagine like April 98, like some last pickup shots, really. Yeah. The overall look was influenced by television images, particularly com- commercials. Many shots of characters leaning into the lens with their eyes wide open, and the interior scenes are heavily lit because Weir wanted to remind viewers that in this world, everything was for sale. Paramount originally scheduled the film for release in November of 97, but it was delayed to the summer of 98, allowing for more time in post-production and not to try and take away from its award chances for Titanic. Because <laughs> that's the problem that's with Titanic. Smart. You're yeah. going... Oh, what if that what if that Jim Carrey movie takes all the? <laughs> you have to know what you had in your hands by that point. Jesus, didn't you? Now, granted, yeah. Titanic wouldn't wouldn't launch <laughs> until <laughs> until later that year. It would be November as well. Yeah, what November, November December? What ninety seven? Yeah, it was it was in cinemas for like six eight months, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember going to see it in uh, February. Yep. Yeah, lot. like it was in theaters forever. It was a long yeah. last time. Um, pretty much only matched recently by uh, Top Gun Maverick. Really, oh, that still, was in cinemas for a long time. Still an amazing movie. Yep. what a I comeback! It's still playing in some. Uh, let's do the deep dive. We begin with Paramount and some grainy footage, and we meet Kristoff, the first character. 
played by Ed Harris, his third appearance on the pod. Apollo 13. Apollo 13 and The Rock. There we go. Well done. Uh, Dennis Hopper was originally cast in the role. Oh, I could imagine that. Basically, doing all the lines from Speed again. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're a pretty big wildcat behind the wheel there, Truman. I don't mind <laughs> hating um, uh, Dennis Hopper. Um, when he, he, to me, Dennis Hopper's one of those actors. He always a very good or he's really bad. I don't think I've ever seen Hopper in something that I've liked him in. He always plays <laughs> a slimy character, yeah. doesn't he? Um, but Ed Harris, on the other hand, I quite like as an actor. Hate him in this. <laughs> Oh, really? I don't mind him in this. Yeah, nah. He, he didn't really have much to do. Oh, I, I disagree entirely. <laughs> really? I, I've, uh, he's, he's good. He's good in this. His uh, costume's a bit odd. Oh, he, like, he's like... He's like he's, they went, just, what's your... I think it was the costume designer. She went, what's your vision for Kristoff? And they just went, pretentious. Pretentious. Yeah, it was like, pretentious film guy like he Kangol got the, Ferrari, the glasses yeah. <laughs> glasses like steve jobs before steve jobs was steve jobs yeah, yeah. i don't know being funny he must have lived and breathed if it christoph must have you know there's there's no life outside of- oh if you do the math he, he would have had to be like 15 when, when, yeah. when he starts the Truman show do you know what i mean that's just nuts because yeah. he's supposed to be 30 isn't he which is weird because he later does westworld and westworld's all about how everything's controlled yeah and was, someone's watched everything you do. And now um, he, he was on the first side of it here. I was going to say, because I think that for, since I saw Westworld when it came out, uh, when it started airing, I would love, because Westworld was, was a really kind of pants movie in the 80s. I'd love if they brought back Truman Show for that kind of level of, of like serialization. And I only thought. Oh, that's because, an interesting point. Okay. Because, because we, HBO we were, does we, Truman we, Show. Yeah, because we're talking about Ed Harris. Yeah, late 70s, isn't it? What what HBO show have you got anymore? Succession just ended, so might as well get something new. Yeah, I gotta start watching that. (laughs) Do you know what? I actually quite like the Yul Brynner Westworld movie. It's it's all right, yeah. Yeah. Modernize it, stand culture, all that kind of stuff. Let's let's see what else we can do. Um, He was originally cast in the role, but left in April 97 over creative differences. Harris was a last-moment replacement. Hopper later stated he was fired after two days because Weir and the producer, Scott Rudin, had made a deal. If they did not approve of his performance, they would replace him. So they did. Uh, A number of other actors turned down the role after Hopper's departure. Uh, Ed Harris wanted to make Kristoff a hunchback. (laughs) To sort of therefore go, this is why he wants the perfect world in Sea Haven. Because his real he, life is cruel. He'd want to live in the perfect world. I'm going to make you the perfect world. So getting some sort of wish fulfillment out of the scenario he gives Truman. But it's not a perfect world, though. That, that's the crux of the movie, Liam. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But he's talking about his character's motivation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but Weir didn't like the idea. And then Harris tried on a prosthetic and saw himself and went, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> It was a hunch or something. I re- basically, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I remember I was in uni and I'd lost a lot of weight one year. I was like, all right, I need to get my life in order and kind of lost like 55, 60 pounds. What's that in stone? Oh, it's a good four and a bit stone. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I set myself a goal. I want to lose, I think it was like 50 pounds. And I yeah. gave myself the year to do it. And I did it in six months. Wow. And then Dude, kept, that's, and then that's kept a going. short time to, to lose that sort of weight. Yeah, but I was, I was, I was pretty heavy. Uh, so it wasn't... I wasn't underweight at that point. I, you know what I mean? Like, I was still in the okay, right shape. as long as you weren't, you know, no, no, hurting I was, yourself. No, I was totally safe. Okay. Totally safe. Good, good, good. Um, just doing more exercise and just, you know, eating, like, like, I was eating so much processed crap. It was insane. Yeah. 
Uh, and so then I went to this musical. Uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. And they decided they wanted to make me like this pot-bellied guy. And they gave me this thing, and I'm like, I can't do it. I almost broke down when I can't do this. Mm. I saw myself in the mirror when I can't do this. And I said to the girl who was doing costumes, I'm sorry, I know you've got a vision for this. I said, I've just lost like 50, 60 pounds. Yeah. I lost it so I wouldn't look like this on stage. Yeah. So I'm not being a diva. I need to see myself as I am this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now I look back at those pictures and go, oh, geez, I look good. I'm so glad. <laughs> and they're very kind. They understood. It, it, they were disappointed, I think, because they wanted to see a certain look for the character, but I think they saw my, my sort of personal journey inside of it. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, where are we at here? Uh, Ed Harris and Jim Carrey never met during filming. I can see that. Yeah. That, that works, yeah. Yep. Um, we're briefly considered playing the part himself. That would have been cool in like a meta sort of way. Oh. Yeah. If he could have pulled it off at all, that's interesting. I think I'd have preferred that more. See, I really rated Harris in this. Like really, really, really mm. rated Harris in this. I didn't like him. That's the hardest part. Well, he's supposed to be unlike I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> but you know me. <laughs> um, and he's, he's being asked about, and he's going, although the world is scripted, there's nothing fake about Truman. It isn't always Shakespeare, but it is genuine. It's a life. And we meet Truman Burbank, played by Jim Carrey. And we get the credits for the Truman Show, and I mean the show within the film, not the movie itself. I'm gonna, just one thing, right? Yep. He's saying that only Truman is the true person in the whole thing. The true man, you might say. The true yeah. man, yeah, yes. yeah. But doesn't he repeat everything he does every single day? Isn't that what life is? Yeah, but I don't say the same thing to the same people every day. Well, here's the question. If you said something, and I know people like this, if you said something and it always gets, because everybody's been programmed to laugh for him. Yeah. So doesn't that just encourage, it's just, it's just basic conditioning, isn't it? It's, it's like a Pavlovian dog. Okay. So if I say something that makes you laugh, and I, I'll, just, I'll just keep saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not? Like, and welcome, welcome. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where if it gets a good reaction and you go, oh, okay, it's that, that thing. And, Every time we make an exchange of communication with someone, I think we're I think we're always evaluating where we stand with that person and we're recalibrating. So there was this guy I used to work with. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. This is so Robbie. Robbie. Robbie was a great guy. And anytime I did something, Robbie laughed. <laughs> Not like if I was like trying to like like tie my shoes, he'd laugh. But <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'd make a joke, and he was just he was just like. He, oh, he's one of those guys who just loves to laugh. Like, he feels so good. So what it encouraged me to do? It encouraged me to keep cracking jokes around Robbie. <laughs> now, it's not the exact line, although it could be yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, so that's what that was about. So I think, the, I think also the use of the catchphrase. It's like, do you, you ever see uh, Noises Off? Yes. So mm. the important thing with Noises Off is they, for anybody who hasn't seen Noises Off, it's a, about a play within, within, a play within a play. So it's a fictional play called it's not called noises off it's called something else something else yeah. something on <laughs> um i remember because i was trying to shoot a promo video and i wanted them to say um the fake name of the play and they kept saying the real name of the play or something like that <laughs> the first act is seeing it from the audience's point of view and then the second mm, act is yeah. seeing it from the back isn't so it? you see the 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 well yeah, you see it from the audience's point of view in, the, in their dress rehearsal yeah 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 and then you see it backstage yeah 
in the second act yeah. and you see everything going wrong and in the third act you're back from the audience's point of view That's again right, yeah, yeah. and it's completely gone gone to hell <laughs> but it's important that you see it once so that when it starts to break down you go hang on this isn't how it's supposed to be uh if you've seen marvelous mrs mazel there's a great example where she's doing a piece oh, of uh, industrial theater amazing. about garbage and you see the whole thing through once, and then you see it the second time, so that when she starts to ch- make changes, we know what the changes are. Yeah, I, li- I like Maisel. Yeah, I like Maisel too. That's really, just finished this. Just week, finished, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's why we have these little things he does. That yeah, like, well, you really do this every day? No, you wouldn't. But and but like, when it changes, it makes us go something's different. Okay, I suppose also if this is the world he's been brought up in, he doesn't know anything different, does he? Exactly. You can yeah. totally condition him to, into being like, you're a really cool guy if you have a catchphrase oh. or something. It's like, it's so easy to condition How Truman to doesn't that. walk away thinking he's the coolest guy on planet Earth is beyond me, because surely everything you want to do with this guy is positive reinforcement. Mm. Isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone knows who he is. I never want to see a film that's like Life After Truman show, but the implication I leaves me off the film a lot. I, I was looking around going, these people are really well trained, because like how their eyes aren't always following him. Is is the big thing for me. Um, where are we at here? Uh, although um, Robin Williams was considered for the role, Ooh. Weir cast Carrie after seeing him in Ace Ventura Pet Detective, citing that Carrie's performance reminded him of Charlie Chaplin. Uh, I've never seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective all the way through, so I'm not oh, going to comment I, on that. I, I hate that then. film so oh, much. I love that I film. saw the sequel and hated the sequel. Sequel's not good. First one's brilliant. Uh, Carrie took the opportunity to proclaim himself as a dramatic actor rather than being typecast in comedic roles. Carrie, who was then normally paid $20 million, agreed to do a Truman show for just 12 Wow. It'd be great if it was just $12, but it's $12 million. Yeah, 12 cents. Carrie said it was the fastest he'd ever accepted a role, but because of his commitments with the cable guy and Liar Liar and speeding, <laughs> he would not be ready to start filming for at least another year. Weir felt Carrie was perfect and opted to wait. And that's, that's just probably when you have the 16 rewrites and yeah, you yeah, have yeah. him creating these backstories because you got time to do it. And I'm sure Jim Carrey had a few... Uh, rewrites himself yep he said that being constantly watched by fans and paparazzi helped him relate to truman and jim carrey and peter weir initially kind of had some uh, tension on set okay because carrie's contract gave him the power to demand rewrites uh and weir was but weir was impressed with his improvisational skills and the two became more interactive there are points where he goes into jim carrey mode oh yeah, yeah. and i actually you watch weir compensate mm. like do other things to distract that's that's why I see this film as um, half Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey and half dramatic. I don't think Jim, I thought Jim Carrey was. I'm jumping a little bit to the end. I thought Jim Carrey was fine in this film, doing the more dramatic, serious stuff. Mm. It was when he was supposed to be tra- losing it. Yeah, that it turned into here's your sticky Jim Carrey stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it does lost. The funny face. Yeah, he does the funny yeah. face. He makes the voices, and I'm all about a breakdown. But it didn't feel. It didn't feel. Organic. It felt like here's the excuse to do the Jim Carrey thing. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the way yeah. we talk about Robin Williams, here's the excuse to do the Robin Williams stuff. It's like a transition movie, isn't it? Jim Jim yeah. Carrey's like school of acting is like three things. Silly voice, funny face where he, it's like clay and you can mold it into anything, and throwing himself around to do like weird body proportions. Um, there's a poster of Jim Carrey's face made up from all these television screens. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was made by Rob Silverman at a cost of $75,000. I think probably worth every penny. What a great ad. Mm. Mm. 
meet Meryl Burbank, played by Hannah Gill, played by Laura Linney. I believe her second appearance on the pod. Can you name the other one? No, but she looked very familiar to me. She was in Ozark, which we did a... She yeah. was in that. She's also in another movie, and you'll go, oh, she was. Oh, no. Laura Linney was in Love Actually. She's the what girl who she? can't tell Carl that she loves him. Oh. The girl who takes him back to her apartment, yeah. and the phone rings, and yeah. she has to answer it. Oh. Yeah, that's her. Oh. So um, how do I miss that? <laughs> She's um, very familiar anyway. She talks, so she studied uh, Sears catalogs in the 1950s to develop her character's poses. And here's a criticism I have of the aesthetic of the film. And it's not, because it's all made up, so I guess it's okay. But if everything's for sale. Yeah. But everything looks like it's from the 1950s. Yeah. How much stuff are you really selling? Yeah. And my counterpoint to that is, if it's 1950s, but they're not even consistent with that because, like, there's computers at, like, the... Uh, Travel agents. Travel agent, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So they couldn't yeah. decide. But television looks like it's 1950s TV. Yeah. The clothing looks like it's 1950s. Yeah. You know, everything's sort of dated. The cars are old. The buses are old. Cars in 1950s old, though. The buses? Yeah, but the cars are. What was the car? I don't know. Some sort of, I don't know. Like, like 1990s car. Oh, really? There's a lot yeah. of Beatles, okay. I think, yeah. Oh, classic Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, 60s. Yeah, because he, he, he points out that one he does. of the, the But the car he drives, that's definitely a, a 90s car. Is it? Yeah, that's not a 60s, 50s car. I can't. I don't all. remember his car at all. That's too, that too I, rounded. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if half of it has also been like, this was... Because at first I thought it was that thing of, oh, bet, get props that were on TV that Truman touched. And then they were like, no, buy, buy the cocoa powder. Buy the, and I'm, but even the and cocoa mean, powder like looks like it's from the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, she, what? She taught, like, whenever she goes into an ad read, it's also like, oh, golly gee, you need to buy the snow powder. Like, the yeah. very, like, 50s, like, they might as well have the grain over her when she talks. Um, Where are we at here? So she talks about how she has a blessed life. This is her character speaking to the, sorry, her act. Her act, yeah. yeah. Mara Bur- so it's Meryl Burbank, played by Hannah Gill, played by Laura Linney. Yeah, I love this. So Hannah Gill is speaking right now to the camera saying it's it's a blessed life she has. And I'm like, there's some iffy ethics here because she's... You're living a double life. Well, the, is this prostitution? Yeah. Because, like, oh, it's a role. You're... You got if you're living this role... Yeah. You've got to, you've got to live this role. You have to be single on the outside world. But what how much of the outside start? world can you be in? I have a question about that, too. What age does she start? She's cast yeah. as a high schooler now. She doesn't have to be high school age because she's an actress. You could be and 21 why, and play 17. I'm jumping ahead here, but why do they shoehorn her in when he has a genuine connection with the other one? There's a big thing here where if they just let Truman have what he wants, yeah. you could do this. This, this thing probably could have lasted 30 years. You know what I mean? It's nuts, yeah. isn't it? Or 30 more years. Yeah. We also meet Marlon, played by Louis, oh, sorry, Louis Coltrane, played by Noah Emmerich. Do you recognize him? Yes. He's a familiar face, but I don't know what from. I don't know if you'll know it. Didn't but he play Liam, an asshole in something? Yes. Liam will definitely know this. Oh, oh. Ready for this? Yeah, go on. Do you remember the, the TV show, The Americans? Yes. He's the FBI agent who lives next door. Holy <laughs> shitballs, it is! Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love uh, Liam's realizations. He seemed taller in The Americans. He did, didn't he? <laughs> 
his role was basically he walks into a room always leading with a six pack that was his character in this but again when you think someone's sussed up here you know two in the morning three in the morning four in the afternoon 11 in the morning well, there's, a, there's a thing that uh we'll get told by um christoph later in the film where he says we believe the reality we're presented with yeah true yeah yeah so Emirates has said, um, my character's in a lot of pain. He feels really guilty about deceiving Truman. Uh, this is him uh, outside of the, the film. Uh, he's had a very serious drug addiction for many years, been in and out of rehab. Very little of this is shown in the finished film, but several deleted scenes depict Louis actively expressing guilt over Truman's situation. And in one sequence, he spots Truman during his escape and purposely says nothing. I would have liked that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would. Uh, his name is an amalgamation of two jazz musicians, Louis Armstrong and John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. And in one scene, he even plays the trumpets. There we go. And he <laughs> says, nothing here is fake. It's merely controlled. And that's him as Louis Coltrane. Uh, back to Truman. Truman's looking in the mirror and narrating a film he'd like to be in. Uh, I've never done this. I've never talked to myself in the mirror. Have you? Yeah. I've done, I've done voices, um. but I've never... I've never done like like a sequence. I like when I was younger, I used to practice voices, like silly voices. I've done things where I've looked in the mirror and gone, "Come on, dude, get it together. Come on, do this." Yeah, but this is like a fictional narrative. Oh, he's yeah. come up. I've with. not done that. Okay, I don't like act out sequences. <laughs> no, I've not done that in in the mirror. The most is maybe like that thing where you're in the shower and I'm like, "Okay, I'm debating myself about something." Oh, I, I do that in the car all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but never like staring in the mirror, being no. like. I'm, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the other country. We're gonna get out of this. And I guess this is another example of the good afternoon, good evening, good night, because it's yeah. something that we see that we'll see later, and yeah, we need to see it the first time so we can see the callback. Um. So, uh, back to we said that he's up by his wife, and it's day ten thousand nine hundred and nine. Truman gives his classic good morning. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Uh, everyone loves Truman except the dog. And then all of a sudden, with the typical sound effect, like, Woo! <laughs> down falls um, a light. Why is nothing being said about this? What do you mean? He's being televised twenty four seven, seven days a week. Yeah, you're not fo- you're not not following him at this point. You're not, Who's you're not you? At, is you us or is you the, the, viewer, the, viewer. the viewers in that universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Are not you know. You're not focusing on the couple down the road, are you? Right? Everything's about Truman, right? So you'd have seen this happen. Why is there no, oh my God, who is this? Why did that fall out? Why has this not been fixed? Why has that not been fixed? All these things that happen are triggers for him to go, hang on a minute. Oh, but nothing ever gets spoken about it. From the outside. From the outside. Um, I suppose it's a chance. Christoph. And I suppose we don't. The problem is we spend half the movie in the universe with Truman. So we don't spend the whole movie. The movie ramps into, into heavy gear in the second half, other people watching the show. Although we got a couple people watching the show. We don't get very many. And so you could easily have someone go on and say, we apologize for the uh, accident or whatever. We want to ensure you that we take all safety measures in order to make sure that uh, Truman is all right. But why are all these happening now? Well, you, oh, yeah, I've got my notes. Do you know what I mean? I've got my notes. A lot of things are going wrong for one week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> Could you would you would consider like well hang on a minute why has that not been fixed why is that not been why are we doing this why is he tripping over it why is that happening you'd be like Jesus and also the the stand he goes to with the newspaper does he have any are they real newspapers from the outside world no 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 these are just all made up these, every yeah, single day because yeah. he could pick any one of them magazines yeah but it's a limited selection isn't it just saying well magazine comes out once a month right. Mm. 
That's a lot. The newspaper's just the big thing. Yeah. He might pick a magazine. Yeah, I agree. I, I got some issues when they do the interview with Christoph later on. I got some big issues. I, want to yeah. talk about. I know they, they focus like, like, oh, yeah, see, we've had several instances, but it's over the course of like 20 years yep. and it's three instances. Yeah. Um, so then we go, uh, Truman examines the light. It says it's serious. <laughs> I'd say it's serious. Um, I don't know why you name so many things in this movie. I'm like, why do you name it after real things? Yeah, like if you like if if Fiji doesn't exist, he doesn't go to Fiji. No, you know what I mean. Like exactly, you've contained this little island. As far as he needs to know, this could be the entire universe. His, yes, that's yes. it. So why make out all these other things? I don't. I don't get it. Because does he watch? TV I guess it's the difference between going. Okay, so maybe you, you don't print the newspaper every day for like school textbooks. Maybe we actually have to legally educate him on like. Except for the fact that you're a slave, we have to educate you on on the notion that uh, you're, you know, here's what the here's what the the world really is. I guess I don't know. Once you start letting the corporation adopt a kid, I'm like, uh, that's pretty bad. You can probably do whatever you want. Pretty bad. Uh, we cut the Truman in the car, and he's hearing about a plane that shed parts over Sea Haven just moments ago, <laughs> which is really clever. Uh, it then plays classical music. Why does it always play classical music in Sea Haven? Yeah, why? Songs of the public domain. Ah, uh, makes sense. You wouldn't have to pay for it. No. Nope. Now, if this is really the most valuable thing ever, yeah, then you could probably play like real music. Of course. Yeah. But I then feel like, in- like you tell me, like a band wouldn't be like, "Hey, put our song on the Truman Show." That's what, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah. say that's like the thing. Like, I would. If I was the Truman Show, you know, contests in the UK, we have a lot of these. Oh, who will play Dorothy or who's going to be Joseph? Like kind of things where like each week we we knock out a contestant like to find the winner. Battle of the Bands type thing. Who's going to be Truman's next top? Well, hit? if the whole thing's about you know Truman, Truman drinks this kind of cocoa. You know, when when I guess it's, I mean, there's a danger if Truman goes that sucks. I suppose, but <laughs> you know, you can put it on there, give him a chance. Yeah. So there we go. Um. The original script had Truman Burbank living in a recreation. I said that already. Uh, where am I at here? Oh, Peter Ware changed it to right to the town to make. Oh, so I've got here Meet Sea Haven. That's what I've got here. Meet Sea Haven. Um, sound stages at Universal Studios were reserved for the story setting of Sea Haven before Weir's wife, Wendy Stiles, took him to Seaside, Florida, a master planned community located in the Florida panhandle. Pre-production offices were immediately opened in Seaside, where the majority of the filming took place. Um, apparently, Peter Weir called people instantly and said, we found our Sea Haven. Um, it was based off of Norman Rockwell paintings and 1960s postcards. And every street name in Sea Haven refers to a movie actor. Lancaster Square, Barrymore Road. Uh, all the cast masters are likewise named after movie stars. Meryl, Marlon, Lauren, Kirk, Angela, etc. And if you look at a very early scene, there's a bottle of vitamin D on Truman and Meryl's kitchen table. Why vitamin D? Because they're not spending any time with the real sun. So you need to make sure you're getting that vitamin D somehow. So there's that. Uh, Truman walks to work. He's pinned up by two twins up against this advert for chicken. I'm telling you, but about the third time this little midget guy had pushed me up against the wall, I'd be pushing back. He's just so nice. Oh, The problem is he's trying to sell him insurance, so I guess he has to do what he has to do. So um, Truman's at work, and he calls for Fiji. And then his coworker shows him a newspaper report that says Sea Haven's been voted the planet's best town. (laughs) 
like playing things subtle was not in the sea haven christoph uh sort of playbook it's what it is and here's my question why do you actually give him a soul crushing job yeah like do i want to watch something it's a tv program do i want to watch someone you know um just, selling insurance for eight hours a day no. you know let's make him the host of like sea haven's got talent and he's there <laughs> you know being quippy like what if you made this guy famous in sea haven yeah. i totally get like the psychology behind it is like uh see he's just like you or me he's in a dead-end job too like yeah. whenever anyone watches like a sitcom and it's like a dad who works in a cubicle and he has like yep. a regular hat I, I i get it but the same point they're not real truman in this context is uh he then phones the directory for lauren garland but there's no listing he tries sylvia garland and he flips through a magazine and it's the same model in every advert <laughs> which i thought might have been a commentary because there's a little bit of truth in that yeah and then we meet lawrence who he works with played by peter kraus i love peter kraus peter kraus is more known from tv than he is for uh film yeah, I was going to say, he, again, he looked familiar. Uh, have you seen the episode of... Have you seen very much Seinfeld? No. <laughs> the one where they get into a limo called o- for, for O'Brien, and O'Brien's this like terrible racist who's going to speak <laughs> on. And the guy who's taking him is, is this guy here. Uh, he was also in a show called Dirty Sexy Money. He was, in a, he was in a show called Parenthood. He was in a show called... Is he in Brothers and Sisters? He might be in Brothers and Sisters. I've heard of that, but I've not seen it. He was in Six Feet Under, which is the thing he's most well-known for. Oh, okay. Oh, I it's amazing. Never watched that. But Six Feet really Under is outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funeral Home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Six Feet Under. If we When we do our Media Madness one day for Best TV Dramas, I imagine one of my votes, one of my nominations will oh, be. Oh, really? Oh, Six Feet Under? Absolutely. Best finale, maybe, ever. My girlfriend rates it a lot. Does she? It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's either that or MASH has the best ending to a show ever. Oh, MASH. They're so hard. So, so hard to leave characters and feel closure and be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. It's wonderful. Oh. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Jesus. Bad, bad finale. Oh, bad. I so, hang on. Don't do anything. I haven't seen anything, so chill out. Chill no, out. I, uh, to be fair, I've not been that keen on this this last season. Oh, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen anything from this season. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, sure, I, need, I, 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 need, I need to get through the uh, the school year, and then, and then I'll <laughs> yeah. watch the end of Ted Lasso. Uh, between that and the podcast. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Uh, so he wants Truman, this is Peter Krause, to uh, close some deal on Harbor Island. But Truman's afraid. He has an appointment, it says. Uh, Lawrence says, well, they're making cutbacks at the end of the month. You need this. He goes, oh, okay. So we go to the harbor, and it's one way or return. And he goes, Ret- return. And he, you see how much he paid for this? No. A dollar. <laughs> a dollar oh. Truman's intimate did he say hang on a minute did I I thought I was going to miss this or something didn't he say I uh, maybe I don't know I gotcha. because um, they're all sitting there waiting for him because obviously that's oh, I think, for him I they? think it's this played oh darn I wish I'd you know what, if I'm late that I can just say I was late yeah I think he was a little bit late so I think they're both trying to outweigh each other to a degree yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he walks by this waterlogged rowboat and I've got this is really quite cruel when you know the backstory, this is really cruel to put that visual there. Uh, yeah, but because they've condemned. Oh, it is absolutely, and this is where Georgia would be going. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I have to ask. This isn't like a world where he somehow was able to beat his fear, like just slowly, which I'm sure they purposely made sure ways that he he couldn't. But if he gets on that boat, 
Where does it go? I imagine they pull the same trick that happens oh, yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, yeah. Um, so he panics out, doesn't go. On a side note, Ethan, I'm going to need you to do critics this week, just so, to oh, give you yeah. some notice. No worries. Um, so we go to the weekend. Apparently, there's no comeuppance for this whatsoever. He's just allowed to just blow it off, and that's okay. Yep. Uh, Truman's gardening. We get a great shot of Jim Carrey's backside <laughs> while Merrill pitches <laughs> kitchen products. That's a hell of a backside. Yes, it, it is. Um, it is red shorts, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> Look at this thing. It peels, cuts, and I forget what they're with. Grades. I don't know. Yeah. He goes, ah, that's amazing. Um, Truman tells Marlon he's thinking about pitching it in, getting rid of it, while Marlon pitches this beer. Oh, that's a beer. And he's showing you the label. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, apparently he's in the drunk driving as well, because we're both sitting on the hoods of the they car are. just drinking. Yes. That's something you can do in Sea Haven, I guess. At the end of a broken bridge. Uh, yes. It's, it's like an unfinished road or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, they're hitting, uh, balls on, uh, golf balls down like a driving range. And by that, I mean like the, the literal road the in the road, town. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, why tell Truman e- that Fiji even exists? And this is the point we were talking exactly. about earlier. Truman then sits alone and we get a flashback of Truman losing his father in rough weather. Then it rains precisely on him. Again, why? Why would you? And then, when you show us you can do the blanket rainfall, why then, not just do it? Yeah, and then you see it just isolated. No one's gone. Oh shit, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, they they move it with him. Yeah, what the? Yeah, and it's it's done for humor. I I think I remember that being part of the commer- of of the trailer. I think. Yeah, maybe. But uh, then it rains precisely on him. He says, "Step to the left." Yada yada yada. Um, so he comes home and Meryl's like, "Where have you been? You're soaked." And he pitches, "Hey, if we can save eight thousand dollars." That'll keep us for a year. <laughs> and I'm like, $8,000. That's good to me. Jeez. <laughs> she tells him to come to bed. And then we cut to two viewers and they comment, oh, you don't see anything. <laughs> they just like wind blowing through a, a window and stuff like that. And um, I think it's a criticism. It's sort of like a comment on the way we view things. Yeah. I, and there's very much a mirror up to the viewer on this one. But also, why would you... I mean, that's porn then, isn't it? If you're watching them have sex, don't you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, we've watched movies to, where yeah. there's nudity, but there's actual sex taking place. Yes, yeah, and yes. you don't want to. You don't want to watch them on the shitter either, do you? No, you know what I mean, so or, <laughs> we don't want to watch them. Like, yeah, like there's many things you don't want to watch them doing. No, yeah. So there's got to be times where they have to cut to something. Cer- certainly, yes. <laughs> Like, you know, he was a teenage boy for for several years, you know what I'm saying? I, I was gonna, like, there's, there's a lot of things which, obviously, you don't think about when you make the film, because why would you? But, like, the real-world implications well, always have to... It's interesting. I'll go back to, to the final... Uh, oh, not, we didn't talk about it earlier, one-hour photo, but there was a... F- uh, I never filmed that Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams did, called The Final Cut, oh, where he has this gig where his role is everybody... A certain number of people have, like... Uh, almost like personal video recorders in their heads. Yep. And it kicks in all your memories. And when yeah, you oh, die, yeah. you can go ahead and get a, uh, get like a, like a greatest hits collage of your life wow. put together. And his role is he's called an editor or something like that. And you put the glorified USB into this machine and it filters out automatically brushing your teeth on the toilet, <laughs> masturbating, all these things kind of filter out. And yeah. then it's just left with like the appropriate things to watch. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's not the first sort of movie to sort of have to ask this question or go. How do you work around this question? Exactly. Uh, Ethan, did you recognize one of these two security guards? Of course I did. It's uh, Detective Scully from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. So there we go. 
You ever see Broken Thunder? Yeah. He's a guy with a flat. He's one of the two loser cops who do, they'll get anything yes. done. Yes. Look at you looking at all these oh, people today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've, got, I've got blindness here. They comment on how you don't see anything. We see that already. Uh, the next day, the headline on the paper. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this. About the plane. No, no. No. Who needs Europe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Truman walks by a disheveled old man. He goes, Dad? And this guy's taken away by men in suits as a running group runs right into him. Uh, that's the thing. I'm like, you could have had one person get in his way and it would have been all right. But when it's everybody, why do you start to make things so blatant? blatant. Yeah. Um, so did the father come back because a no, father, like, father breaks in. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So did he break in because a, he was on primetime TV once and they killed him off. And now they, he's, they leave this unsaid. Well, he can't, he can't be that moralistic because he sells out pretty quick. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he's taken away by, we said that already, his father's put on a bus and evades Truman. So Truman visits his mother, meet Alanis Montclair, playing Angela Montclair, uh, performed by, in real life, Holland Taylor. Did you recognize this person, Ethan? No. I'm Truman's mom? No. You ever see Two and a Half Men? Yes. Yeah. Charlie and Alan's mom. Oh, that's nuts. There we are. <laughs> So she says that, yes, I see your father once a week, too. He goes, you do? She says, in the mailman. In the, <laughs> like, the amount of gaslighting in this film is obscene. It's bad. It's bad. Um, she suggests, she goes, I've never blamed you for your father's death. <laughs> and I oh, don't you blame you now. And I'm that. like, oh, you are. Yeah, You really are. And he knows you are. Yeah. That's so bad. So Truman, right. Truman's got pictures of his father in the basement and looks like a little boy in his pajamas. Meryl comes down and pitches for a new lawnmower before leaving. So here's my question. Why when he's in the basement. In the basement. Why is it made out to look like a bedroom? I don't know. Yeah, it's a special place, I guess. Weird, what it? I don't get is that Meryl should obviously know what's going on down there. Yeah, because the camera should but be. But they act there. like it's a blind spot. And if it's a blind spot, like Meryl lives there, get a camera in there. Yeah. Jeez. Makes no sense. So, you know, he's able to lie to her, and it seems like he sort of half convinces her. And she's like, get rid of that mower. Get one of those new rotary ones. And it's like, okay, that's a more subtle pitch than she usually does. (laughs) He then goes back into the chest and dwells on another relationship. Cue the flashback. Meet Sylvia playing Lauren Garland, who's actually played by Natasha McElhoney, who I don't think is very good in this. She's someone I recognize, or she looks like somebody I recognize. I don't have her from anything else. She's not in it for long enough to like have. I get because her character has the biggest impact. The screaming scene where she's like pleading is good, but oh, is it? The 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 real world stuff is just her looking like looking just looking at going. Oh no! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I know her from? I need to find this out. They have a moment, and uh, he's sort of like he's in full marching band costume, and he looks across like it looks like he goes to school in the sixties. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he looks across the way, and um, he's having a moment, and he's interrupted by Marlon playing his trumpet, trying to distract him, and then Meryl literally falls into his lap. And back to my theory, you know. You were okay choosing one of five babies, we find out, and whoever came first, you just went with that kid. Yeah. 
if Truman's vibing on a girl and she's vibing on him right back, why not just go to her and go say, are, are you up for, for, we know you had you in here in a background thing. Do you have any interest in becoming like a main principal member of the cast? Yes. What's wrong with that? Because if you just give, I was talking to a colleague about a school I used to work at uh, yesterday. I was at a wedding and I, I said, like some of the old places, do you know how easy it would have been to keep me? All you had to do was this. It's nuts, and it, it wasn't the person's call who I was talking to, but I was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. The, the, the institutionally. All you had to do was this, yeah, yeah. And um, and, and I said, and I wouldn't have gone looking anywhere else. I'd have been happy, yeah. And the things they could have done to Truman to just make him happy, yes. Oh, because you can't. No matter whether he's um, being genuine and real in the TV show, and everyone else is being made up, whatever storyline you give him, some things like chemistry. You can't predict. Yep. He either likes that girl or he doesn't. Agreed. You know, so they should have gone with I'm kind of okay with it in the sense that I kind of see um, Christoph as like a very demanding parent trying to live vicariously through Truman in a sense, because he's doing all these stories. And I'm like, I see it there. Narratively, I get it. I wish you spent, you could spend more time to try and get to that, like, reasoning because i think that's me making excuses for the film than actual feel like creative choices yeah like i don't sit here and go it's a way the film is broken i have a way going i just think it's part of christoph's arrogance you've got to know this is going to end at some point i don't think christoph does well christoph has belief in the universe he's created like he's you know he's got a big enough he's got a literal god complex you know what i mean yeah but it's not big enough is it the older you get the more wise you get what happens you, when you, have, you have two, two Trumans. They show you a flashback of Truman as a young kid. I want to be an explorer. Yeah, Hello? And they condition him, though, to, like, that's what the father's... So the father's death scene is all about be afraid of the water. Yeah, but eventually yeah. he's going to get over the water, isn't he? Well... He's 30 at that point. Ready for this? Experience. I'm going to argue this. If dad doesn't come back in his life, I don't think he does. No, because the minute dad comes back, here's the mistake that I'm I'm, I'm Megan this week. Um, <laughs> Jump forward. Yeah, um, because the minute it happens, it means that, oh, so I don't have to be scared of the water because dad didn't really die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's Christoph shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Trying to go, oh, this will satisfy him. Nope. Nope. I don't know. There's a lot of plot holes in this. I don't, pl- I don't have a plot hole because there's nothing that happens like oh you can't explain this you can the, explain all yeah, of it yeah but the older you get the more experience well, that's not a plot have. hole that just means the character the character of Kristoff is short sighted but, like but he can be a flawed those. character that's yeah. okay okay it's it's a plot hole for the Truman Show the show not the movie it's like I kind of use it the same way that like a so because the Truman Show is kind of like a soap opera in the way that they always have some massive dramatic reveal. And they go, oh, we'll bring blah blah back. They've been dead for however many years in the show. I'm their twin or whatever. Like they hint at that. There's that. There's that. Yeah. 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 I, I totally see it as them being like, this is the same, like the school of soap opera writing, where we, how do we write ourselves out of some kind of narrative, but still bring in whoever. Um. Uh, so Meryl falls into his lap. Lauren is gone. Probably she's been grabbed by the producers mm. and pulled away. Yeah, you can't do that as an extra. <gasps> yep. Smash cut to some high school dance and footage that definitely has been sped up in post-production. Uh, I've got that about five different scenes in this. Um, and he's making eyes at Lauren. And we and then we're, we're showed a lot of close-ups of her bracelet. So when you see this bracelet, think of Lauren. When you see this bracelet, think of Lauren. 
And the thing I don't get is once you remove her from set on that first day, why do you bother keeping her in the show? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the eyes, okay, I won't do it again. Okay. And then in the dance, you go, okay, fair enough. But then when the dance is like, okay, these two definitely have a connection. Yes. Stare into it. Or get or, or, or kick get her off her. the set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to university. And there's Marlon and Meryl are trying to get him to go for pizza or do, no, not pizza. Go to get him just to go ahead and hang out and do other things. And he said, no, we got finals tomorrow. And they leave him. And I'm like, this is a real easy fix. Don't leave him. Yeah. And if you do leave him, make sure the girl who he's been into isn't in the literal next cubicle next door. Yep. Oh. Again, there's cameras everywhere. They should have known this. Well, I think they do know this, but they just, I don't know if she's told them I won't, you know, how many years in the uni is this? I don't know. Is like, it sea a Haven, thing? Sea Haven's not a big place. We've established this. And it's not real uni, is it? Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? <laughs> I would, you know what I, if I were Crystal, I would, I'd get a a headshot, put it on a newspaper, and be like, car crash. Local girl Student death. Yeah. Yeah. I have the power. That's true, actually. I'm God. Why not? Uh, You know, who needs Lauren? Question mark. Um, (laughs) She says she's not allowed to talk to him. She's wearing a pin saying, how's it going to end? He says, oh, I was kind of wondering that myself. He invites her for pizza. She says, we have to go now or it won't happen. They sneak out of a library and go down to the water, which seems odd given his trauma. Mm. But as they're running down to the water's edge, then he kisses her. The whole way, I'd be going, okay, Truman, look, I got five minutes. Here's the deal. It's a TV show. That's my first line. Yep. It's my it's a TV show. We're all actors. None of us are really here, okay? Your dad's not really dead. They took him off. They just took him off the set, yada, yada, yada. That thing that fell, that was a light. But does he know what a TV is, TV show and all that? He watches I Love Lucy. He watches I Love Lucy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there are outside programs that he watches. They're not made-up programs for him to watch. No, but it's all from the 50s, isn't it? So it's interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. You better watch this, but I've been one. I wonder this since the first time I've seen this. I don't know if it's just me, a, a wrong reading, but is she supposed to be like an actor who got a conscience, or was she always there from the get go to like? I think she's an actress disrupt- who got. A, I think yeah. she's an actress who got a conscience because uh, like obviously her little button is is oh, like that- a reference to the Truman Show. How is the Truman Show going to end? But like- her, her whole presence there makes this really difficult because at one point you were kind of cool with it because you were. Yeah. on the yeah. show and now that you're not now you care about truman yeah. is it because you got a personal were you okay and then you realize he's a real human being after talking to i don't get it so that's supposed to be this big clearly, number one show isn't it so it's clearly truman time show. between it's supposed to be a the big first hit. yeah like i think they said like 220 countries saw his first kiss or something sure yeah so like what are, like billions of people the thing is like surely like, i know they go into it but i did this is why I'm like I want more information just on her because well, she is there for maybe ten five minutes in the whole film. We also get told like how many people watched that stolen kiss, and I'm like, well, yeah. that was just she's a ratings draw. So just from yeah. the business of TV enterprise, like you think about Ross and Rachel, you think about Jim and Pam uh, or Tim no. and whatever they called her on the British Office. Oh, um, Diane. Oh. D- 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 no. I don't um, know what her name was. Someone knows. I can't remember. Um, British Pam. You know, British Pam. Exactly. It's not, it's <laughs> I not think a, it was Jan. It's no, no, it's not Jan. No, it's it, folks. Lucy, Lucy. No, no it's not no. Lucy. Ethan, I think look that's the up. name of the actress. Yeah. That's the name of the actress. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's not. You know, 
like you lean into these Sam and Diane, you lean into these couples and you give people what they want as opposed to, wow, a lot of people watch that kiss. What should we do? Oh, clearly we've got to get rid of her. Get rid. Why? No, get rid of Meryl. The public want to see him happy. Hey, Josh Whedon didn't want, um, uh, Spike and Buffy to get together. But yet the viewers wanted it. Yeah. And the network turned around to him and said, you know, this is what the public. You want proof of what happens when the network gets involved? Rachel and Joey. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. You have an easy ratings boost because you have a love yeah. triangle. Who's true and gonna choose yeah. Meryl or what's it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like Ross looking at both doors at the end of season four of Friends. And you're like, which door did he go into? Oh, the you know, uh, the um, beach house. The beach house. Yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Have have the audience vote. Call in who you want. Blah blah to end up with, and then we'll kill one. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> oh, so this film gets a bit dark later it on, does, doesn't it? Um, so she goes, everybody's pretending. Everybody's pretending. I'm like, it takes far too long to say it's a set. It's a show. Yeah. She gets there eventually, but I'm like, lead with it's a TV show. Yeah. We're all actors. And things, (laughs) we're all actors. And things should start to slip into his mind because obviously there's times in his past when people jumped out of presence and gone, it's a TV show. But the fact that it must be years later, like he even gets married and like, this doesn't seem like throw him at all. No. No. Um, I would bring photos. I would bring up my script. This man comes down. He says, it's her father. It's not her father. She's like, get out of here. Come and find me. And he goes, you won't find us. We're moving the Fiji. And I'm like, oh, that explains the Fiji obsession. Um, What's with the driving away? That's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that right afterwards, his mother got sick. And that's what kept him from following her. So, like, we're talking some severe emotional manipulation happening yeah. here. Yeah. And then he married. This is where I draw the line. And then he married Meryl on the rebound. And I'm like, why don't they just get rid of her jumper and button? Like I said, you've got access to cameras in the basement. Can you not go down and go? Oh, it's some girl. Oh, it's that girl's jumper from two years ago. Yeah, burn it. Have have Meryl go. Oh, I just saw some old jumper, so I, I sold it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's not hard. The next day, the radio glitches and he kicks the stereo and we hear the cast instruction and it trips truman because like he's turned on the lancaster oh oh he almost hit so-and-so and i was like wait what um and i'm like i've got in my notes what happens if two to three crazy things don't happen within 24 hours of each other exactly in this scene here with them talking and going oh he's now coming around the corner he's now doing this People should be monitoring these. When you look in Christoph's tower, not tower, but globe of the moon, wherever it is. Yep. Everybody's got their own station. So yep. Lancaster Road or whatever you said before. Yep. Um, all these other different streets and um, Truman's house. Everybody's got their own little bit. So everybody's watching everything at one begin- one time, right? Sure. So everybody should be listening too. Oh, my God. Who just pressed that button? Quick, switch it over. Why is he listening to us talking? But that goes on for a little bit longer than it should. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But is it for us to go, oh, he's now listening. He's now trying to do this. It's got to do three to four things at the same time. Now, the question is, the audience who's watching at home, are they hearing the instructions? Yeah. Yeah. I assume I would watch to see what goes wrong, because clearly that's what people are doing. Um, They do later, don't they? He then, uh, he goes into his rotating door. Uh, entrance and goes around and around and opts not to go to work he just sits on a bench and watches people around him we're pretty good at doing like just just random conversations mm. i wonder what these guys usually do it's usually like oh, okay he's at work everybody offset 
Well, exactly. And if they're like later on when he, I'm jumping ahead again, but when he's observing and watching and they're going around on a loop, do they just do this continuously or everybody? It seems inefficient. You'd think once he's at work, you just have everybody kind of go off set. And if he leaves the building, a, you, you go back to your station. Yeah. They have like a green room at some point that you see is where people take taking rest. <laughs> they do. We're, we're jumping yeah. way ahead. Too far I know, sorry. Um, where are we at here? He goes into traffic and stops it. The score is really good here. Truman goes into a random building. Here we go. And tries to elevate her, but it's a fake door that takes us to catering. <laughs> I love it. Jeez, what are they doing here? Oh, it's uh, it's whatever. He goes to Marlin, and Marlin's unloading. And I don't know if you saw he 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 he's loading chocolate bars. Yeah, and then Truman like stops and like, takes one out. Yeah, because you know, I, I mean, this guy's daily life's got to suck. Yeah, because he's just putting like random chocolate bars into that never get eaten. Never. No, it's nuts. Uh, if you if you <laughs> get the Snickers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And so Truman claps and no one looks. And I'm with Truman. That's 100% conspicuous. Yes. Because if you clapped, everybody in a shop would, would, would look. Would look, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not sure the film made that as big a point as they should have. No. Um, Truman feels his whole life's been building to something. And he talks about the summer that Marlon spent for Kaiser. I think this is a reference to him getting some time off the show. It must have been. Everybody having like, here's your summer off. You've got to. Because that's yeah. the- Full-time Otherwise, you're job. just living your life. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem is, no matter how much money you get paid, Marlon can't spend the money on flash cars or something because he's living in this universe. Yeah. So at some point, you got to have a retirement plan. But what? Is, and then when you do, so I got to, I got a no- theory here. Thing. I think, uh, I think Marlon's just as much a prisoner of this as Truman. I agree. Because yeah. he was cast as a child. Yeah. The only difference is he's aware everything's fake. Yeah. And he gets some time off, but not meant not, not much. much. So, um, he says, yeah, I, I went away, but I never found anywhere like Sea Haven. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they're looking over the, uh, the, the sunset and he goes, oh, quite a paintbrush he's got. That's the big guy. And Truman thinks he's talking about God, but he's probably talking uh, about Christoph. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if I was him, I would want, because uh, he obviously struggles with, um, lying to Truman. Yeah. Being so friends for so long. And at one point, you think he's going to tell the truth, yeah, and yet he still doesn't. Yeah, I mean, so that would have got him out of his contract. That would have got him if if that all ended. Because that's what I mean. Christoph should have known that this would end one day. And it's all it's all glorified improv. Yeah, you might have an idea of what's going to happen, but if Truman happens to phone you up, you better be ready for a scene. Now we see Christoph feeds a lot of lies. Yeah, yeah. And he's pretty good at it, but yeah. Uh, he goes home and he's hanging out with Mother and Meryl. And uh, I'm like, why did you bother going to Mount Rushmore? <laughs> like even fake Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like why? What do you? Or oh, it always looks smaller for tourists. I'm like, like he didn't have to know that Mount Rushmore existed. You nope. could have gone. Here's us at the beach. You could have any beach. Or here's yep. us skiing. You could have had any ski slope. Keep his world small if you want yeah. him to stay. Oh, I would totally have or, every or, single or, world landmark. About, or or like, the worst problems going. Hey, look. Like why do this? Because you're going. Oh, look, we traveled when you were a baby. <laughs> yeah, what can't I travel? But, don't, but don't travel now. No. Um, I would put every monument, like the Statue of Liberty and the Tower of Pisa in, in Sea Haven. Because what else could he go and see? Um, and then they go, oh, um, we're going to go now. He goes, well, I can drive you home. And she goes, no, 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 we're going to we gotta talk about your birthday. I'm like, he's just in this giant crisis of conscience. You know he's just had a conversation with... Um, Louis about not Louis more. Uh, what's his 
what's the friend's name again? Is it Morton? Oh, no. I can't remember. Whatever his name is. Uh, Louis the name. Louis Coltrane's the name of the actor. Well, the fake actor. <laughs> uh, it starts with an M. I know that much. Um, uh, and Marlon. Marlon. I've got Marlon, it right yeah. here. In front of me. <laughs> Marlon. And um, the, so they've, had, they've heard the conversation, and yet they leave him alone. And yeah. I'm like, I probably want to have someone watching him. Yeah. So they go, oh, watch the movie, and the movie is Show Me the Way to Go Home. A charming <laughs> little story about realizing that sometimes home is the place you ought to stay all along. <laughs> Again, wouldn't you go, uh, some suspicious going on? Um, I've got my notes. I've said about Marlon being captive as well. So Truman's looking at pictures of everybody, and he goes to the wedding picture, and Meryl's crossed her fingers. Yeah. Like, what a lazy mistake. Why would you cross your fingers? And why do you need a magnifying glass to see that? Yeah. <laughs> I would I would show that out. I know it's because she's an actress. Like, it's not a real wedding, so I cross my face. That doesn't yeah, annoy the wedding. a proper life outside the show? Like, someone, like, obviously, it's like a set design thing. Someone put these things together. Someone would go, hey, can we get a picture, picture where she didn't cross her fingers in this? Yeah. It just makes no sense. No. Or is, is, is he even aware what crossing your fingers means? Because we just assume if I, do we have that in Sea Haven? Is that a thing? Yeah. You could just tell people. She could just go, yeah, that's what you do. You do at a wedding. You mean, I, you know, I hope this is forever. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can just explain it away. There's a lot of things you can easily do here. It's like, I don't know if you've have ever heard the thing, like, I'm going to raise my kid on, on Weird Al songs. So when he hears the actual versions, he freaks out. You could easily just be like, this is what this truly means. <laughs> like, uh-uh. cool. Did you just make a uh, reference to Weird Al Yankovic? He did. Oh. <laughs> oh, I do want to see that movie, though, with Daniel Radcliffe playing. Oh, Weird I Al. thought it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. Uh, Truman wants to talk to Meryl. She goes on about an elevator crash, and that she, this is the next day. And she's like, I need to amputate this poor girl's leg. Oh, my and God. And he goes, I'll cross my fingers for you, which is a great little line, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's not going to pick up on that. Oh, she, she's well. Yeah, I think she seems. Later. She seems way too shaken by this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Truman goes to the hospital and is stopped, and he passes along. He tell my wife I'm going to Fiji, but I'll send a message when I get there. And they're like, okay. And then he does the thing he does about four times in this movie. I'm going to pretend to leave, and surprise, I'm going to go back the way I came. <laughs> Another thing, right? No one knew that he was going to go back to the hospital. No one knew that he was going to follow her. So how did they get those actors ready? You have to imagine Kristoff's on the headset saying he's coming to the hospital. Mm. Yeah, but what, they're always on hand just in case. There is the assumption. So here's, here's the other thing with this. Thing. For this to work, the way the movie suggests it's got to work is that you've always got people just in case he goes to the hospital. Just in yeah, case. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they might do like three or four it, years it doing nothing. It would have been better to see more overlap of characters from one part of the town showing up in in a different role yeah i would have loved that there was one where i think a homeless guy doubles up as someone else but they they cut the scene oh okay um he gets as far as surgery and the doctor's freaking out (laughs) (laughs) he's got a blade he clearly doesn't but you know what truman's never seen a surgery no so the best parts though when he knocks something and the girl who's getting her leg amputated like sits up and they have to pretend yeah, to gas you, her again. Extra. Yeah, yeah, you think I'm gonna get I'm not getting my leg cut off no. so that Truman doesn't find out it's if I'm her, I'm going, it's a TV show. It's, it's fake. TV show. <laughs> yeah. It is not worth this. No. Um he then cut to him going to the travel agent, and there's the computer, so it's not the nineteen fifties. Uh there's also there's like 
things that could go wrong on holiday, wild snakes, youth gangs, <laughs> and, and, it the could happen, the and the airplane. The airplane happened to you. And you're like, that's such a good show. You're a travel agent. You wouldn't have these in here. Here's all the reasons not to travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the uh, woman comes in and she's wearing a bib. And she's obviously, she's got the bib because this is the example we said about the hospital. She's never had to do this. No, she's just eating. She is no, <laughs> no she's, break. oh, she's not eating. Oh. The bib's from putting makeup on her. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. So yes, she's ready yes, for, yes. Uh, ready for, for camera. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's late because she's never had to do this before. Cause you've always been able to sort of just leave it. <laughs> she comes in and uh, says, oh, there's no flights to Fiji for a month. It's the busy season. He goes, well, I'll find another way. So he goes to the bus station to go to, to Chicago, and he gets on. A, the bus driver feels a little sorry for him. A little bit. He still, yeah. like, wrecks the bus. Yeah. <laughs> to which point, like, why not just have a bus that just doesn't work? Exactly. If the bus is never going to leave, or do they actually just take it and drive it around? And bus drive. They should drive it around. So why does he not know how to drive it? I don't, he's, I don't think he said he doesn't know how to drive it. I think he's purposely trying to break it. Oh, oh okay. So that, oh, that that's sense. the reason why we don't have to leave. That makes sense. Because at first I thought the same thing you did, going, yeah. oh, they're just like, but then later on in the movie, they'll have him go, well, I don't know how to drive this. Yeah, I don't know how to drive the boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, he then apologizes to Truman and seems sincere. He did. But the bus is also from the 1950s. I was looking really carefully here. I'm like, what is this place? Like, this one should have been in, like, a league of their own. <laughs> yeah the end of the day meryl sees truman in the car and he invites her in and he says shh, shh, take a look at this you're gonna see a lady on a red bike a man with flowers and a vw beetle with a dented fender and we have a lady with flowers so we have a lady then we get the man with flowers yep. and then she, she goes well see truman nothing like you still called two of the three <laughs> like Milo said two out of three ain't no, bad like, it's like it doesn't disprove his theory just because no. the third part went to get petrol you know what I mean yeah uh, but then it does show up and it's on a loop and Truman now here's the part where I go how do we feel about this Truman locks Meryl in the car yeah I feel good about it do, so it, part of me goes he's having a mental breakdown and he's having a mental breakdown that's been triggered by being gaslit the whole time but again he needs some straight answers if he's being watched yeah and you see him observing and he said look watch this you're gonna see this this and this yeah they when you when christoph had gone don't go around the block anymore he's twigged well he didn't verbalize it till oh that the third one yeah you could have said stop wouldn't you yeah you mm-hmm. could have said stop uh, i guess maybe we have to assume that maybe he's not because he says call me when he does suspicious behavior maybe he's not there because and, and maybe um, it is the lazy guy just eating his pizza and, you know, yeah, all that stuff. yeah it's oh god um i can see it's paul uh, giamatti i like yeah, him. paul giamatti um because clearly like they have that point later where he's like oh i didn't see it sorry i thought not like if 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 i can like clean every plot hole by just going paul giamatti yeah paul giamatti <laughs> 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 yeah, every film with a plot hole needs a paul giamatti so both jim carrey and paul giamatti making their bfe debuts on this film today oh, wow yeah wouldn't have thought that 177 movies no, yeah. without giamatti that kind of surprises me because he's in a lot of things mm. um so where are we at then um Oh, so Truman locks me on the car. And then takes it for a drive. And drives in a way that's totally sped up in post-production. Yeah. <laughs> she looks in the she looks back behind her to where there's obviously a camera located. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was good. 
he wants to go to Atlantic City because he's never been. He goes, but you've never been to Atlantic City. He goes, I know. That sounds like a good reason to go. Isn't that why people go places? You don't like to gamble, Truman. (laughs) So perfectly synchronized gridlock. He goes, you're right. Let's go home. He goes back to the roundabout that never ends. And let's go to New Orleans. Mardi Gras. And this is where he started to Jim Carrey it up a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. He's doing those funny faces. And uh, the roads. Then the roads. You go, look, the road's now clear. Now, if it gridlocked here, you've also got a problem. Yeah. So um, he goes and they get to a bridge and he closes his eyes and he can't drive over water. So then he just puts his foot down the pedal and makes her drive. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if he just did a header and they both died yeah. into the, into the yeah. wall. Um, they cross what the bridge, the- they get over, and there's a forest fire warning. And I'm like, all right. Ugh. And then you look, and there's like a row of flame across the road. <laughs> so the forest isn't burning. No. Just the road. And roads don't burn. Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. Really. I, see, this is the thing. They taught Truman, if there's a forest fire, it means the road's oh, burning. There we go. Um, the road's on fire for assistance. They drive through it and just way too much smoke because for there to be smoke something's got to actually have like they're, they're not it's like passing your finger over a flame it doesn't start smoking no <laughs> i like to think in truman's car there's a smoke machine but, so they can do like dramatic scenes this, this is like jim this is like tom cruise going through the crash in days of thunder for a second time <laughs> he's like i'm through harry <laughs> this is for you harry if you want to see days of thunder that's like episode like 19 or something go check out the archives i got a car call yeah, we had a car. Yeah, the car. Forgot about this. <laughs> um, he, he goes, "That was fun. <laughs> Want to do it again?" She just goes, "No." <laughs> Laura Linney's really good in the sense that I can't stand her, but I'm not supposed to stand her, and no, so like I think the she's. Best way, yeah, I think yeah. she's really good. Um, there's a leak at a nuclear power plant. Some guys, <laughs> some cop tells us again. Who said? Let's have a power plant. Let's have a leak because he's got this far. You need to plan all this. So this must have been in production for ages. What I would have appreciated is seeing Kristoff on the phone during all this. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. shouting at guys, get down there, get some suits on. Get, do something. You know, here's plan. We're, we're, we're doing, we're doing protocol F and it's just a bunch of extras. Yeah. It's yeah. a bunch of, a bunch of suits. You know, even even Giamatti's got to pull a suit on, right? <laughs> but get them down there. So when I get the idea of, like, here's the thought, that, as opposed to just us kind of with Truman, I'm like, you're going to break the veil and show me both sides anyway. So why not do it now? Yeah, yeah but why? Let me see him. Let me see Kristoff, like, manipulating and having it work before I see him trying and failing later in the movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, map um, that we see of, of was it Sunnyvale? Sea Haven, Sunnydale, Haven. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, um, yeah. But yeah, no, the map you see of of, um, of Sea Haven, there is nowhere on that map in Kristoff's room which has a bridge which then leads to another part of the island. I am now realizing this. I it's supposed to be them coming. Is that them coming off part of the... I don't know how it works. Because you, like, two-thirds of that map is C, so I, I yeah. really don't know what's going on. Um, so Truman goes... Uh, so the, the cop then calls Truman by name. Yeah. And I'm like, this is an easy enough fix if you'd chosen not to make Truman a band geek in high school. Yeah. You know what you do? You make Truman, like, the best player on the basketball yeah, team or, or find out whatever sport he's good at, superstar on whatever team he wants to do, and therefore he's a local legend because athletes can be that, right? High school sports in America. Yep. 
You know, that's Truman. Oh, it's Truman Burbank. You wouldn't know he was the best pitcher I ever. Oh, whatever, whatever the sport is, right? Yeah. And he doesn't need to know the professional sport because he, he seems to be living this 1950s existence. So he doesn't need to know about sports. He's in this Not weird really. nuclear no. family type thing. Oh. Like I know, I know in America there's like a big nuclear family thing, which is like the 1950s facade. I know if you look at people love games like Fallout because it's like that weird mesh of uh, current day, but also the 50s aesthetic. Or, or you go ahead. He does whatever sport he does. You get him drunk at a party one night. You have him knock over. Whatever oh, it might be. Just give him, yeah. give, him, give him like an owie. And then have like <laughs> just some doctor say, you'll never pitch again. I'm sorry, son. And then he has to go into like insurance. Yeah. Like yeah. it's an easy enough fix. And then everybody can know he's Truman. And if someone calls him that, it's not a big deal. And that can't have been the first time that's happened. No. Do you know was, what I mean? There was a scene earlier, and I forgot to bring it up because it was the bus thing. And it, it happened so quickly. There's a little girl that's like staring at Truman and she even goes to the mum like mum mum is that is that him she's like shut up be quiet this and is on like, the bus yeah Was that yeah and like clearly it's, it's either one of two things the kids can't haven't fully comprehended it or can they have like guest trips I like to think if I want to make money I would have like the fans come and you can be an extra oh, one how day do you in vet tr- that well, yeah but- yeah you have to sign like every waiver there ever was <laughs> Again, they didn't know he was going to get on the bus. They all looked shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they just thought we're, we're just an extra for the day. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, here's the trip. You don't ever get anywhere near Truman, but you can be on the set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I know what my potential now is. I need to make the Truman show a reality. There we go. Uh, what were you saying, Liam? Um, Do you remember? No, I can't. Ethan remember. was talking about a little girl who was saying. Oh, I, th- I, th- I thought it was a boy. Oh, no, it's a girl. It's a girl, yeah. is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pigtails. Um. So, Truman goes running through the masses and is taken down by guys in hazmat suits. And I've got my notes. I think it would be easier for a guy not in a hazmat suit to run than a guy who's wearing a hazmat suit. And why are they not yeah. taking the, the hazmat suits off or the helmets? Because the guy, uh, the sheriff or wherever he is, <laughs> he's, he's running behind him. <laughs> he's fine. So, wh- why? <laughs> it makes no sense. Truman, stop. We're going to cover you in radiation. We go back to the uh, kitchen, and Truman's uh, looking pretty depressed after the cops are like, well, next time we'll have to press charges. Because, like, Truman's assaulting people. Like, like, it's spiraling. Like, he's lost control at this point. He needs to find a way to do something. Could you imagine if he went to prison? He should have right? thrown, thrown him in jail for a week. Yeah, but yeah. could you imagine, right? There you go. There's another segment. We're going to have to see him in prison. Yeah, like Truman, <laughs> the, the season of Truman in, 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 in the big house. Prison, prison, yeah. prison changes a man. <laughs> I I have to wonder. Clearly, things have to be going somewhat well. Like Truman's life is like kind of up and down, but uh, that way you can change him, and he's not going to go anywhere. Ex-con Truman Burbank. (laughs) (laughs) Call Burbank because Burbank is a neighborhood in Hollywood. It is, yeah. yeah. Truman, the breakout season. Like, how much can Truman get away with? Because clearly, like Studio City's in Burbank. It is. I think Ethan, you're saying. How much do you get away with? Like, surely Truman can't, like, you wouldn't want your show to be like, here's Truman, he's really depressed. He he, he lost his job. Here's he, the, like, yeah, yeah where, this do is you, the danger. where do you go to? This is the danger, is that, like, what if Truman's like, shit? It's, it's, great when, it's great when Truman goes and does all these things that he's not supposed to, and people rally behind that. But actually, I have a hard time believing that Truman's regular life is that much of a ratings draw. No. Because... If I'm sitting at home at the end of a hard day of work and it's going live, which we're told that it is, 24 yeah, hours a day. 24 hours, yeah. So I'm like the old guy in the bathtub watching Truman in the bathtub. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just watching his life rather than my own. Yeah. I w- Live your I life. Bring, I was going to bring this up near the end because watching this in 2023 is really interesting because there, there was a news article that came out like a week ago. Because uh, do you guys know like about YouTube family vloggers? 
What? Nope. The, the, basically, they're people that will I'm have kids. Yeah, the people I'm that will old. have kids, and they'll make YouTube videos where, like, here's the daily life of our crazy family. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy Big Son, and this is my wife and our three daughters and I, little. And they're, they're I know, going, I know and, the TikTok yeah. version of these where it's like yeah, 90 seconds like and you get that. Yeah. And there was a family God. last week that got in the news because basically they wanted to adopt a child so they could start a YouTube family. And th- those things are toxic because yeah. you're, ba- you're, you're, bre- you're having kids to breed content. That's the whole thing. Yep. And there, there's all these families that be like, our dog just died. So we need to make a really sad thumbnail for it. And there's this video of a mum with the kid and she's like, we need to look like we're crying. And he's like, I am crying because your dog died. And these are all like the ratings thing. Every video is so dry. We went to the zoo and he did what or we survived a fire and there wasn't a fire but you know we can just be like there really people out there that do this yeah, there is. oh they make Jesus. million they make more so, than any of us can ever make so this idea so i guess the difference would be now is that people are making their own truman shows with themselves as mm. a star That's- so all we've done now is get rid of the christoph character because we're both christoph mm. and we're truman yeah mm. the kid the kids at this point are the, truman. the, the kids are truman yeah i guess yeah. the parents are like christoph um I don't know. I used to know someone who did uh, one of those multi-level marketing things. And uh, I know there's someone else who does market, multi-level marketing, does it very, 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 very well. And I tried to give some advice and go, look, if you're going to do this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really a big fan of it. Yeah, no, I mean. But if, you, if you're going to do this thing, then what you want to do is you need to sell the lifestyle. Yep. Okay. So on Monday, you do a picture of it shows here I am at my office. I have a picture of your coffee and your laptop at your kitchen table. And you go, I'm so glad it's only like a, a three step can, can commute to work. I'm lucky I get to work here. If you're interested in finding out how you can make your kitchen table your office, get a hold of me. And then on Tuesday, you take a picture of yourself out enjoying something that the, the, the person who's at work can't enjoy because they're at a regular job. And you say, look at what I'm doing here. Tuesday, I have a meeting and it's in the middle of town. It's a, you know, a nice sweet treat at a cafe or something like that. And you say, hey, if you're interested in how you can make this your, your sort of work meeting location, get a hold of me. And so you do this all the way through and then you yep. create, mm-hmm. you're selling the lifestyle. You're not selling the product. Nope. Which is the secret of multi-level marketing. You, you, you sell the lifestyle. Yep. They went, you're really good at this. Do you want to do this? I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I had gleaned this from watching my other friend who got in on, you got to get in early on those yeah, things, right? Mm. Otherwise, the, the market is saturated. And they're making like, I mean, they must be making pretty close to a million bucks. You know what I mean? Like they're clearly, wow. like they got in early enough and they're doing really, really well. So I'm watching them do their thing. And I, but every time I look at a picture of their family, I'm going, how honest is this image? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how constructed is it? Because she does it and her husband now does it too. And they're both on like the board of executives at the multi-level marketing company now. Wow. So it's it's one of those things about going, it's, it's a Truman Show. How authentic is every is anything that we're looking at? Facebook yeah. is like, here's a million Truman Shows all happening at once and we're all curating. We're all saying, here's what my life is. No one's life is like this. The number of couples I know who have taken pictures of themselves being all lovey-dovey, and then the next week you find out they split. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, but it looks like from a distance, everybody's super happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why with the Truman Show, I'm like, if you want to ratings boost, do that kind of thing. Like, I know you can't like clickbait and be like, actually, no, you can. Truman gets in a car act. Truman in a bank robbery. Like. It, it would have been interesting excitement. if Truman Show had come out 10 years, 15 years later. Because mm. 15 years later, you wouldn't have had to have a catalog. You could have bought, you could have bought mm. it all online. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you could have... 
uh, a million YouTube channels where they're dissecting what happened that week in Truman's life. Or you could, oh, the, yeah. you could also have the, the, the anti-Truman show channels and you could see just how much of, of, cause watching this was actually very similar. Actually, I'm going to pause that. I'm going to pause. I'm going to come back to it when we get there. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to push through to this next part. And I, so downside now, I'm not really sure how long we've been recording for if we had to restart the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. Um, he asks her, why do you want to have a baby with me? You can't stand me. And he's pretty on the nose. Yep. Mm. She seems pretty tightly wound, and I don't know why she'd be into him. And she starts selling cocoa, and he goes, who are you appealing to? <laughs> I got a story about this. Different story. So <laughs> there was a situation. Oh, 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 I was coming out of the house once, and my sister got into an argument with me. <laughs> in our driveway right yeah. and we're adults yep we're adults because we both lived stayed at home and saved a little bit of money before we went off to our various adventures i guess in life yep and she started like arguing me but not in a way that like was an organic argument it was like there was someone else like this was for and it wasn't me yeah and i'm like i i was i was, I was just supposed to go in who are you talking i was like truman who are you talking to <laughs> and then my stepdad comes out of the basement which was a basement door that came right out to the bottom of the driveway yeah and just tore a strip off me and i'm like oh this is a setup <laughs> this is a flipping i'm truman i'm truman this is a setup <laughs> there was an argument started on one side for the purpose of someone listening on the other side and i, I didn't even take the bait i was like what, what's going on i don't know it was like what was you know when you said earlier blah 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 i'm like what i don't know i don't know what you're talking about did you ever admit it no <laughs> no i was like this is such a setup that's funny challenge accepted <laughs> right. to, to to rebut me on that but yeah oh i was like this is like 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 I was like, clearly had heard the whole thing. Like, there's nothing organic about this situation whatsoever. No, 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 no. That's funny. And it wasn't even true. Whatever it was, it wasn't even true. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Jeez. Um, where are we at here? Um, she puts the multi-kitchen tool on him, and he eventually gets it from her and holds it to her neck. Yeah, but... Oh, I know we need a moment of crisis. Blade to the neck's a bit much. We need her to break character. Though. We do. And she goes, do something to like this overhead source. We don't know what. Yep. And then he goes, why are you saying that? Oh, I didn't say anything. No, no, you said that. No, I didn't say anything. And then there's a knock at the door and he's just got her held. He's like, I'm not letting you go. Yep. <laughs> what happens if Marlon doesn't come in the door? Well, exactly. Like that would have been the most dramatic TV moment of all time. I don't, I don't think he had gone ahead with it. I think he's just frustrated, and he's just like, um, "Who are you talking?" Because I know, you know, he, he's he's conflicted with all these I hear, things. I hear he? you. I'm just saying, it's still a blade to a throat. It well, it's not, no, no, it's no well. <laughs> you had your choice. It was a blade. It was a chopper. It was a blade. It was more the chopper because he, he's already locked in the car with him. Yeah. Yeah. What if Truman tries to kill himself? Does someone stop him? Like <sighs> I thought that when I was watching it. To be at fair. what point can Truman like I am change at- the direction of everyone on the planet? Yeah, life? I have no idea. Um, so Marlin comes in and he's got the beer always leading, doesn't he? <laughs> and she like Meryl like runs up to him and hugs him and goes, "I can't go on like this. It's not professional." 
and then How we can you keep the TV show going? Now she's saying all this. Yeah. And then we smash cut to beer at the unfinished road. So I don't know what Marlon did. Come on, buddy. Let's go for a drive. Maybe he can just overpower him a bit more and just have the multi kitchen tool to your wife's throat. Hop in there. Yeah. <laughs> like it's terrible. It's not like, how do you segue? Yeah. Um, we find out that Kristoff is feeding Marlon his lines, and it's good lines. And the last thing I'd ever do is lie to you. He looks and that if everyone is in on this, then I'd have to be on it too. And I'm not in on it because there is no it. But he looked conflicted there, but later on, he doesn't. There's a great story about how he went to the North Pole. Uh, let, let, let's play North Pole. And then I remember I was going, yeah, he said, yeah, you were gone for a month. Vacation? Yeah, vacation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and he said, I found him. And he's like, dad's all backlit with some fog. Oh, my God. And I'm sure he's got a story to tell. It's your, go to him, Truman. Go to him. And it's, <laughs> this is the moment, I guess, I was asking earlier for a sign, a moment when Kristoff was meddling and it worked. I guess this is it. Yeah. Yeah, only short term, though. Oh, very short term. And so there's two old ladies who are watching it. And I don't know if you noticed, they're wearing the same robe that Meryl wears. Oh, I didn't know that. Because everything, know everything's for sale, isn't it? Everything's yeah. for sale, of course. Um, then we, the box. And then, uh, there we go. So, Christoph calls for the score in real time. Uh, in case you noticed, the guy playing the piano, uh, that's actually the, the, the composer of the score. Uh, then we get the network execs who come in, and they include Harry Shearer from The Simpsons. I recognize him. But also from... Uh, this is Spinotap. Very good. Yep. And we get Philip Baker Hall who comes in. Oh, who Ethan? I don't know if you remember. Oh no! He's from Air Force One, the old I... the old guy with the, with the with the deeper voice. Oh, he's also the library cop in the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry hasn't returned a library book. I like this Harry Harry Shearer scene because he's doing his rev uh, not is either Reverend Lovejoy or like the Kent Brockman voice combined, and I was like, that's great for for a news anchor. It's just the same same voice. Is he the second Kent Brockman? I think because the original so. Ken Brockman's uh, the guy who got killed by his wife, isn't it? Oh, Phil Hartman. Oh, um, Phil Hartman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Troy. McC- I'm Troy. McC- Wait, did you, who was he doing? It's Troy McClure. He said, "Hi, right? I'm Troy McClure. Yeah. You may know yeah. me from such, such things, things as, as you know, you know, yeah, yeah." And then, how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> that was a show I, I saw a couple of clips yeah, of the was Phil Hartman, did, and it's so good. <laughs> um, then we get uh, uh, the interns are wearing shirts that say "Love him, protect him." <laughs> They kind of get rid of both those things as we go along. Uh, and this is where we get a tonal shift, and we move now more so to the world outside the film. And Sylvia watches on her TV, and we pivot to a timeline of a show itself, which explains how many people were there for his first, first birth, for his first step, for his first word, yada, yada, yada. The studio is one of only two man-made structures visible from space. The studio looks like it's the size of the southeastern United States. Yeah. Like, it's massive. It's supposed well, it to be, be like, because... on the outside of Hollywood. Yeah. Because they want you to believe it's massive, but yeah. you only see that town from a certain perspective. Yeah. Yeah, 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 lots of cutaways to the audience watching, and so we're watching the fake audience watch the fake show inside the real movie that we're watching. Yep, which is very similar to a show we have in this country called Gogglebox. Yeah, which I I used to love Gogglebox. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, really? So Gogglebox is about watching people watch TV. Why do you want to? Fun. It's 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 remarkable because the product's not the product in reality. It's not different to listen to us talk about a movie that we watched. I guess except for we're not pretending we're watching the movie in real time. It's very postmodern because oh, okay. what is the product? Is the product 
the show that they watch no the products us watching them so what's the real selling point it's not the shows they watch it's, it's these families and their dynamics mm. and all that stuff but they're not going to be acting naturally real are they're they? not and they're, they always have some sort of goodies on the table which is what they're paid for they're paid basically a food allowance that's really all that they get for it right and some notoriety and you can monetize that however you want to monetize it yeah but um so also like when you see like they're watching so you will you'll see them watch a week's worth of television but they'll be wearing the same thing throughout the whole because it's like in one episode you might see them watch an episode of south park you might see them watch an episode of sherlock you might see them watch a news but sure you, you, <laughs> you, you might see them watch the news if something big happens about king charles's coronation maybe oh, okay and you might watch them watch a movie let's say truman show and so <laughs> as it goes on you see them watching you go oh. now the assumption is they're watching all these things but they're not they're watching a dvd that's got like a greatest hits package because they're all reacting to the same scenes oh uh, okay so you know it there's oh it's this because they don't know what's coming on next until it comes on right yeah so, but there's this idea that they all just sat down and organically watched all the same programs which would never happen no and so how much true so even that's not real but so so i used to argue that i we, i wanted to do a show of me and my roommate watching Gogglebox, <laughs> <laughs> and we could name it after my surname and we thought that would be kind of fun <laughs> That's really funny. um and so uh that would be all right um but there's a really weird enjoyment where in part of the 21st century and probably something that you don't get because you're not really that in on these sort of platforms liam no is you know things like uh, you, some of these youtube channels some of these like reaction videos it's all based around like everything's a product now mm. we're a product you yeah. know what i mean the product's not the truth yeah, i said all the time from minute one it's not really about the truman show yeah but when we started this podcast yeah. that wasn't really for people to listen to us it was more for us well, we did publish it <laughs> well yeah but i mean that's that's, that's the added bonus idea. isn't it that's, yeah. that's we didn't expect all this. Nope. I thought we'd have three people listen to us. I thought this was a documentation of us actually yeah. listening to in years to come. That is kind of something I kind of went, ah, oh, it'd be good. We can have this, this, like, this like catalog, this library. Yeah. 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 But that's turned into something else as well as. Yeah. Ethan showed up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, uh, no, but I, I was the girl that uh, brought everything down to its knees. Like, like you, like you think about it. Like it was just me and you, and then we've had Ellie, and we've had Georgia, and we've had Ethan, and we've had uh, Megan Mix, yep. as sort of semi regulars or regulars at various points. Yep. And then you even think about other people who we've had from our our we would say in this country our what our 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 friend our friendship group. Yep. That's the term mm. that we use. Um, our circle of friends, you might say, in the States, I guess. Yep. Um, and they've come on and they've had these things, and it's kind of weird that this thing that kind of feels just like normal stuff to us then gets put out there and it becomes this thing that's a little bit bigger than us. Yeah. But what is the product? And I've said, you know, once we realize there's, there's people are listening, I went, the product's not really the film we're talking about. The product's mm. the interactions that we're having. And the jokes and the asides and the tangents. Carlo made a comment about our episode last week. I'm only an hour in. The tangents are insane. (laughs) In a good way, because we turn on the mics. I've got a rundown of of the movie. Uh, Occasionally, I'll say story about blank. I might put in my notes here. But not really. Most of the time, it's just it just happens organically in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. At best, the film is like a vessel for new listeners that go, oh, I like Truman Show. It's a reason. I like, yeah. I've always said it's the excuse for us to turn the mics on. 
it gives structure to that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we just yeah. turn it on and say, what do you want to talk about? Half these stories wouldn't come out because the, the, the movie triggers memories yeah, or yeah, triggers yeah. scenarios yeah, or yeah, questions yeah. that get asked. Right? Yeah, true. Yeah. So there we go. True man. True. You're a true man, man. <laughs> true man. Um, welcome to our true man show. <laughs> it's a show about true men and Ethan. Uh, true that's bo- correct. True that's boy. correct. True boy. Two, two true men. Two and a half true men. <laughs> even even then, two and a half men. And so a, are we going to end up I a am. podcast that where we just go Play-Doh? It is squishy. And oh, jeez, I can imagine. Do you know what I mean? I'm like an audio format of your Play-Doh adventure. <laughs> I've had other brand Play-Dohs before, but this is the best. That's right. Um, so there we are. Uh, we go. Oh, some robes. There we are. So. Uh, oh, where are we? The tonal shift. Uh, Sylvia's watching. Yeah, back. Two man-made structures. Lots of cutaways. Oh, the interview. So we find out there were a few attempts to break in. One of them being on Christmas Day. Some guy jumped out of the thing. It's all a show. And then it's so exciting. What I made on the Truman Show. But no one's like. I'm not being funny. A full-grown guy in a present. That's got to be carried onto the set. Again. I know. <laughs> uh it also explains the backstory of Truman, the casting of a show necessitated by an air date. He's the baby who came early. He's the first show to be legally, uh, for a first person to be legally adopted by a corporation. Christoph says, we accept the realities of the world we're given. We talked about that. Christoph says, Truman prefers, because uh, uh, Sylvia calls in and says, you've got him in prison. You've got him. He's, 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 he's a prisoner. He's a slave. And he goes, he, he prefers his cell, as you call it. And he even goes, call her. He doesn't call her Sylvia after no, that. He, he calls her caller. He doesn't, yeah. This is a good little scene, this. Yep. She says he's wrong. I've got my notes. She's not very good. No. She's not. Uh, we find out. He goes, uh, yeah, and some things. Uh, Meryl will be leaving Truman in a future episode. A, if you're on 24 hours, seven days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, do you really have episodes? Yeah, exactly. Unless each day is an episode. Well. But secondly, yeah. you know what you don't want to do? You don't want to spoil your own big storyline. No. He spoils the reason the dad comes back. Yeah, I, I, I am addicted to the soap opera EastEnders. The thing I hate the most about the show is they'll be like, "So and so is going to die in three weeks," and I go, "Why would you tell me that? I want to find out naturally." Yes, if you pay attention to the press, they will tell you. If you keep yourself yeah. sort of out of that, you'll be all right. Uh, that's the danger of um, fan media in general, mm. um, fan theory videos and things like that. Because if you get if you get invested, what do we talk about? Where we? Was oh, it was it was it was it, well, WandaVision was an example of it, yeah. but probably the first example I said was the Phantom Menace, where people were sort oh, of posturing yeah. kind of what they thought the new movies were going to be like, yeah. and it was the first time that. I think in modern society that we had this idea of where other sort of narrative pitches have been done by other people and therefore it can never live up to it. Mm-hmm. Especially if it was five sequels. years earlier. Remember it the, a bit different. Yeah. yeah. Between Force Awakens and last year, everyone be like, this For- is who Snoke's truly is. Yeah, because like, Force Awakens opened do? up a new universe and it was fairly well received. And then everyone pitched from there where it would go. And all you can do is be disappointed when it doesn't go there. Yeah. Game of Thrones was the oh, massive classic. example of that. Because, because everybody was going, I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. Oh, that'd be really cool, too. Oh, that'd be really cool. And then they came on with theirs, and I went, oh, that's nowhere near as good as any of the stuff I, I saw pitched. Because I'm on the final season. We saw Jamie Lannister s- go through that arc, didn't we? Of being uh, spoilers, that, perhaps. Of being that <laughs> asshole, didn't he? And then he loses his hand, and he becomes a nice guy. Yeah, I think we're okay still. Yeah. Right. And then, can I still say the ending? Uh, well, my, my, my ending. We I'd, think he's going to a redemptive place, and he's not. 
No. No. And you think he's going to learn from his mistake. And he doesn't. The only person that can get close to Cersei. Okay, if you don't like Game of Thrones, if you're halfway through it, jump about 60 seconds now. Hit that button twice. Because you think Jamie's going to kill Cersei. That's the natural end point. That's what should happen. And it's what should have happened. And they do the opposite. And you're like... You've ripped me off as a viewer. Completely ripped me off. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, the so, so, so I don't know why they go ahead and spoil their own. Yeah, it makes no sense. Their own thing. It makes no sense. Because for a guy who even says when when he does the bit with the dad, that'll win the ratings. Period. You know what would have won the ratings? Like, a, you can tell people, maybe they'll tune in. But isn't it better when you have those moments? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, me too. Imagine the ads for Infinity will be in like coming soon. The Avengers die. Yeah, or, or you walk out from an Infinity War, and they go, I, th- I assume this is so big, everybody knows. So. It's, it's been five years, yeah. we're fine. You go through Infinity War, and they go, don't worry, they all come back next movie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they didn't help, because they were like, don't worry, Spider-Man movie in 2019. Like, yeah, yeah, there's some of that, but I suppose yeah. like saying, like, right on the, I feel like if, right at the moment, everyone's like, oh, wow, um, can you can you tell us about it? Oh, what are the names of the, bro- the Russo brothers? And yeah. they go, like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, they all come back. <laughs> in a future movie, you're going to want to be there, they all come back. But again, when we watched the Black Widow movie... There was no stakes. There was no stakes because, because we knew we we and they try to make let let her be the one in peril. I'm like, yeah, no, have no. a sister in peril. Yes. That's because I don't know if she makes it exactly. Yeah. I I enjoyed the film, but going, yeah, why are you doing these weird moments? I was like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a strange thing. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's not great. Oh, here we are. The next day, Truman scares the control room techs because he's looking at himself in the in the camera, and they go, "Oh, do you think he can see us?" And this is just Giamatti and friend. And they go, no, 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 he can't see us. Uh, and then he draws himself like a little like spacesuit space man. man suit. Now this is all improv by Jim Carrey, and yeah, it's cute, it's cute, and space it's the it's man. it's the idea that. I always uh, wanted you to go yeah, to space man. We're not running log at all. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a star man waiting in, in the sky. sky. He'd like just... to come and meet us, but he think he'd blow our minds. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? So he does that. He's I'm back. A rocket man. <laughs> Sorry. Burning up your dreams in space alone. <laughs> uh, he's back in his rhythm is the idea. But that evening, so he does the whole, good morning. And then the family across the road goes, in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and even like it's shot the exact same way. So we get, oh, he's back in his rhythm. This is good. And that evening he's sleeping in his basement, except he's not. He Shawshanked his way out of his own house. So this makes me think, right? Did you think that he was doing this from day one when we saw him on his backside in the air and planting and stuff? That's the bit where he comes up out from. So had he been planning this all along? Really? Do you know what I mean? It's the I, same. Thi- I think she'd notice a giant flipping yeah. hole in her. But he's, he's, he he's, he's, he's gardening, I hear you. But yeah, that same she bit. even goes, you missed a spot. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I don't think it is. Uh, okay. I, I, I accept uh, I, I accept your theory. I thought that when he yeah. came up through the thing. Because I gave it a shot. And I went, it'd be cool if I went, nah, she'd notice. Yeah, but he could cover up, can he? Why would she be looking for it? Why would he cover up? How, how could he cover up a giant hole in his front yard? So he escaped through it. Yeah. In the, in the, I think it's a bit, he? I think when he comes up, I think he's a bit more in the corner. I think he's a little bit more. Do you? I do. Mm. Have a look, everybody. Get a hold of us. What do you think? I, I want you to be right. Put I want you to be right. I don't think it is. Oh, I, I think but it's I been do. working on it a while. I do. Um, so, 
Um, Marlon says, they send Marlon in there with, with beer. <laughs> of course, at three in the morning. That's what he does, yeah. Come out, come out. We're, he must have six packs just ready to go. So, and Kristoff cuts the feed when he says he's gone. He comes up through the hole in the, in the yeah. garden. He's gone, man. He's yeah. gone. <laughs> And the network's freaking out because the sponsors are threatening to pull their sponsorship. Kristoff said, why are they freaking out? The, the, the ratings have never been higher. Now, you don't work on a commercial system. Nope. So you work in product placement. It doesn't matter how many people are watching a blank screen if you're not selling your cocoa at that time. Nope. If it was, you know, uh, technical difficulties, please stand by. And it's a still image of him drinking the cocoa. Oh, yeah. Totally fine. And how This many- is great because look how many people are watching the cocoa. And how many people are watching it at that time of the morning? Um, it, especially in a, in, a, in a pre-social media age, yeah. So you have to assume people are phoning people. I mean, like you got to check out the Truman Show. Yeah. I'd be like, it's just I'll catch it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so you want me to turn on the TV to see something not happening? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a true point because yeah, it's at night. It's assumed it's fairly late at night. Yeah. If it was prime time, eight to ten o'clock at night, fair enough. A bit different. Yeah. It feels like it's later at night. It feels early hours in the morning. It feels yeah. late, late. Yeah, yeah. late, late. You know what I mean? Um, the network said that already. Uh, back in Sea Haven, and he's like, they go looking for him, and you know, you know what we got to do? And it's like. We need more light. What? Because they, they all go looking for him. Yeah. You hear us, clop, 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 clop. <laughs> and the dog's like baring its teeth. I found <laughs> the dog to be completely unnecessary. It was. Because I'm like, never- you got your mom. You've got um, you got Marlon. You got Marlon. Let them do the calling. Uh, uh, dad, it's Dad. Come talk. And, she, and it all she, gets drowned out by the woof, 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 woof. She even says, "Don't she?" I'm his, I'm his mother. I, I he'll hear my voice and stuff like yeah. that, doesn't she? So yeah. like that would have been better. Yeah. Um. So he goes, "What time is it?" And he's got this woman who's uh, like his number two. Um. She's British. She's Asian, and she's like, "You can't do this." I like her. And he goes. Yeah, I can. Okay, it's, what time is it? Cue the sun. And you're like, what? And all of a sudden, so I, 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 no, I, I want to know what time it is. I reckon that's early hours because I think at this point he knows that Truman knows the jig is up, yeah. and so he's just trying to correct it. Maybe you put him in a mental facility if on the. He knows the jig is up. Why do all that to stop him? What's really interesting is Ethan. Have you seen? Don't worry, darling. No, but okay. I know the premise. There's actually a lot of similarities between these two films. I do want to see that. Don't Worry Darling's a lot darker. Is it? But similar similar tinges in elements of it. That's all, that's all I'll say. Um, so there's a, the minute the sun comes up, you've got to be able to explain this because he's got to watch. So either you get him or you put him into, a, into the hospital for a couple of weeks and you try and convince him he had an episode. Mm. Like, like what's your, or else what's your end game? Because Kristoff's not letting them go. That's not what it is yet. No, but the thing is, uh, Truman is too far in now. So no matter, you'd have to wipe his memory completely for him to to not go back on this tangent again. Well, when he was in his, uh, when I said he was back in his rhythm, he gets introduced to Vivian, who works next. He's going to be in the, in the thing next. Mm. So this will be the, the love interest that they sort of suggest is going to happen. Yeah. And they do yada yada over Meryl leaving him. So Meryl's left him in the interim. We don't uh, get to see that. No, but you having a knife to your throat and calling out to people. I think that's pretty much the Oh, end. you couldn't put her back in the room. No. no. <laughs> um, I also don't imagine the makers of that device were thrilled with it being used as a potential murder <laughs> weapon. 
See, Molly functional. Did you notice that when he was back in the rhythm, though, he was mowing his lawn. He had one of those new the mowers. New, new mowers. I did, yeah. yeah, I did, yeah. So uh, everyone was putting their daily start points and weights, and Kristoff realizes there's only one place no one's looking at. The sea. The water. So I've got my notes. If dad's back, his fear is unnecessary. And so Truman is. So they're at this bar. The bar is the Truman bar. Yeah. It's like a themed bar. Is this outside the dome then? Is this outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is somewhere in America. Where you can go and watch and eat. And they will watch it twenty because it's a twenty-four hour a day thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got memorabilia everywhere, and it's just yeah, it's it's it's, it's, like, it's, a it's, bar, it's, it's like a gimmick niche bar. But if it's twenty-four hours a day, yeah, go for it. Yeah. If it's the most popular show on television, it sounds like it'd be a pretty good place. And apparently, you don't have to work. No, you just, just stare at the TV. Just look at the yeah. TV. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, it kind of looks like a TGF Fridays. Uh, <laughs> I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh. Where are we at here? Uh, so the true, you realize that we really have no. Uh, if we're running as long as I think we are, we don't have a leg to stand on with Megs no, <laughs> next time she's on no. because there's no Megs, no Georgia, and we're no. going away. I wonder what the missing ingredient was. <laughs> oh. uh, where are we at here? Um, can I just say the oh so like how many bets does he make it out not? So like so we we get a shot on the on the uh, so first off. Let's take a bet on whether he makes it or not. So the idea that he's not a real person in this regard, mm-hmm. even at the Truman Bar, he is a he's he's a product. He's he's like, he's, he's like a prop bet. So that idea that we're starting to lose the humanization of those we put on television, which is weird because this kind of predates a lot of reality TV, but it kind of speaks to the idea that people are products and we don't yeah. have to treat each other well. I mean, social media would take that to the nth degree, right? Of course. Then he goes. Oh, don't give me that shot on the boat. That's kind of what I give me the shot from where. Oh, that's that's the hero shot. That's what I want. He said five thousand cameras. You would need infinitely more than five thousand cameras. There is a camera boat that you said he was never going to go on. Like you need a camera. Like imagine you need a camera. Yeah, you have multiple cameras on a boat he wasn't supposed to go on. Yeah, right. You've got cameras in buttons. You've got cameras in bus that he was never supposed to. The bus he wasn't supposed to go on. The building he wasn't supposed to go into. Yeah, like he's got got cameras in all these places. You got way more. And like his house alone has to have like two hundred in it at least. It just so and they don't see many in the basement. Which yeah, there's only two in the basement it's like <laughs> maybe take one of the ones off the boat he does not supposed to go on and put it like on the inside of the chest and when he opens it we see his face could have been more better if you'd have seen um no cameras on the boat and gone oh the boat is going that must be him zoom in yeah him? you have to get a follow shot somewhere Something. yeah you know um where are we at here uh the boat is called the santa maria that sounds familiar. It is. It should be so familiar. Santa Maria, I believe, if memory serves, is one of the three boats that went to the New World. Ah. Uh, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Yeah. So the, where's he sailing? He's sailing for the he, New World. He is, yeah. Yep. The world's not flat. It's just it's just solid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no one can drive the follow-up boat because they're all actors. The bus drivers. Like, what's his role? Any vehicle, Any it's vehicle. you. Yeah. Like, surely you would, the minute you do that, you have to have one guy who can drive the boat, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Um, Especially if half your, like, what happens if, I mean, obviously, they had a scuba diver to get dad out of there, and they show us that, right? Dad's being held by a scuba diver. But this is the scene, yeah. So, they would have had to go to a boat. Yes. Yes. Mm. But this is the scene where I thought the bus driver is the same guy who's doing the boat. Yes. That's why I thought he couldn't drive the bus. No, no, he purposely damages that. Oh, okay, I, yeah. I didn't know that, because, well, I, I thought that. I beginning. thought he couldn't drive. I thought he couldn't drive at the start, and then I'm like, no, no, he's just purposely tripped it. Because he says he couldn't 
drive the boat. So yes, why he, put him in? He really can't drive the boat. Yeah, but yes. that seems counterintuitive. Is yeah, right? counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It, just, it, it muddies the waters a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> waters. <laughs> uh, they make it storm. Uh, Truman, Truman surely. I don't know how he knows how to drive this boat so well. No, he's pretty he's playing good, with the engine. It's like yeah. in a pre-internet. Like we're, I need a YouTube tutorial just to get the thing turned on. You know what I mean? Like he knows how to do everything with his boat. But props to him for actually tying himself to the boat. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, good job. Because his dad went over, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting point. They could have actually... What if he dies? He's not going to die. He's tied himself to the boat. He learned from his dad. Like, one line of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Kristoff hits him with three shots of lightning and knocks Truman out of the boat. The network says you can't kill him in front of a live audience. He goes, why not? He was born in front of a live audience, which probably isn't supposed to be as funny, or maybe it is. <laughs> I laugh oh, at so that. Funny. I do. I laugh at that. But I was just like, damn, that's that's harsh. Truman crawls back in the boat and challenges if that's all he's got. And if that's what you're going to do, you're going to have to kill me. And then he starts singing, what should we do with a drunken sailor? Now, I think this is Carrie improv yeah. And they purposely put him, they put us back in the control room. So we hear him singing it, but we hear everybody else talking over him. Mm-hmm. So we don't ever actually give him that thing. Yeah. Because that felt kind of like that kitty Jim Carrey thing. Kristoff uh, ups the storm, and to the audience, I got to think this looked very odd because we're not getting—you don't see the half of him, Kristoff's control room. No. So all it looks like is the network's trying to kill Truman. Yeah, <laughs> why? Capsizing the dramatic ending. Yeah, at three in the morning, like, we, but, but with no context. He's just in his basement, and then we cut to him being killed. So why is Kristoff so um, adamant that he's not going to get away? Yet he wants the TV show to carry on, but he's going to kill him anyway. Do you know what I mean? I would do it again. I think it's power. I think it's all about power. It's the idea of I am the creator. Yeah, I'm a god complex. I am the creator of this. You don't get to leave this. I tell you when you leave this. (sighs) Dark. Yeah. Uh, Christoph then calls off the storm. Truman sails triumphantly. And now when he's in the, he's got, it's just got his jumper and he's looking like his hair doesn't look nearly as dorky as it has all film. It looks very 1998 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the uh, way it's parted. And he's very, very dry now. Very dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bright sun. Uh, um, uh, and then he, uh, the boat hits the wall at the end of the world, which is a great, the first time I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't hit hard enough, I don't think. Well, it does pierce it. Just pierces it. So yeah. it would kind of give it a small ricket if it just hit it and just stopped, fell swoop. Could you imagine the size of that bloody water tank? Yeah, yeah. Just to hold all that. Um, Truman then walks. Uh, so he tries to punch his way through the wall. And it's a nice montage. Like, you really feel like he's like. I genuinely believe. I'm broken. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then he walks the perimeter of the world. Apparently, there's a lip there. Why? It is a little bit. This is a very convenient write yourself out at the end of the movie. Now. And how did he all of a sudden come to these stairs? Oh, he walks for a while. So we don't know how far yeah, he's. How, the boats. How, oh, yeah. We don't know because the boat's not in the shot anymore. So it's it could just, be a while or it could be five feet. Like it's, but it's, why the stairs there? I guess it's an access point. How else do you get in? Well, what, there must be like five or six of these. in the middle of the ocean? Well, there must be five or six of these around. Theoretically, there must be one just past that, the nuclear power plant on the other side this oh, is the okay. only one we get to see it would be would be my reading of it oh okay that makes sense uh he finds a sign that says exit he pushes it he's about to go out and then uh we get the voice of god christoph goes who are you oh it's christoph it says truman he goes oh who are you he goes i'm the creator of a television show that brings hope to inspiration <laughs> to millions the pause is perfect <laughs> 
who am I? You're a star. It was nothing real. It was you were real. And he goes, you never had a camera in my head. Truman doesn't know how any of this works yet. No. For all they know, he doesn't know what's... For all he knows, they can read his mind. They might have had bionic eyes in him. They have, yeah. They have no, no idea. idea. Can no. you hear what I hear? Can you see what I see? Can you read my mind? Can you read my thoughts? And when you've all of a sudden gone, oh my God, you've seen everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, Christoph says, you're afraid. And he's trying one more time to gaslight him on the way out. Hey, it's okay that you're afraid. I he's get it. He's going to turn around and go back, is he? But I've been watching. I was there when you took your first step, your first, you know, your first word. I was there when you lost your first tooth. I was, saying, I was there when you lost your virginity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always watching. Talk to me. He goes, say something. Come on, you're live to the whole world. And he pauses and he looks and he goes, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And he takes his bow, and he leaves defiantly. And then the coda, everybody celebrates. I've gotten my notes. So many people are out of a job. So many out of a job. That Truman Bar's done. Everybody who works. like There's like 10,000 people working on the show. I know. He says, want to see the sequel. Like the, because I want to see what happens country. when he comes out. Yeah. Ethan, you were saying? He, I think at some point in the interviews like the 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 amount of people it takes to like power a country yeah because they say how station, yeah. the, the show brings in what's close to the gross domestic product of a small country and he goes man it takes mm. a small country to run this thing um the security so sylvia runs out smiling to see truman and um and she runs out of the shot and then the security guards go hey great yeah oh <laughs> You want to see what else is on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they just cut to black, and that's it, which is kind I of the way that. you end this. But then the music, you think it would be the like, nice majestic swell, and instead of this dark sci-fi, it's going like, don't trust anybody. It might happen to you. On that note, uh, in 2008, Popular Mechanics and The Truman Show, one of the top 10 most prophetic science fiction films, journalist Eric Sofke offered, uh, argued that the story reflects the falseness of reality TV. Quote, Truman simply lives, and the show's popularity and show uh, is a straightforward voyeurism. And like Big Brother, Survivor, and every other reality show on air, none of this environment is actually real. He deemed it an eerie coincidence that Big Brother made its debut a year after the film's release. And then he compared it to the film to a 2003 program, the Joe Schmo Show. Did you ever see the Joe Schmo Show? No. Ethan? Not heard of it. So the Joe Schmo Show kind of takes this premise and goes somewhere with it. Oh, okay. So there's like this um, live in a mansion with like eight people. And if you're the last one standing after a bunch of challenges and votes, you win a quarter of a million dollars or something like that, right? Right. So it, the show starts and it looks like it's your typical here's your best friend character not care here's your best friend kind of guy there's the like all these tropes you tend to see over and over and over again in these yeah, sorts of yeah, reality yeah. shows right and then you find out that they're all actors except for one guy uh, and so oh. they're like okay so so matt needs to win this one and so the deal's supposed to be if you there, there's a there's a, there's a luxury master bedroom and the winner of a challenge gets the luxury master bedroom. And they've been sleeping in rooms of two or three yeah. to, a, to a, a group. Yep. And so we're like, okay, so this is design. Matt's going to win the challenge. Okay, so everybody, Matt will go first. Just make sure if, I, if you're throwing something or whatever you're doing, you're doing it worse than Matt. Yeah. Good? Good. And last place had to go sleep in, in, in the laundry room. 
That yeah. was the punishment. And Matt snores, which is something I can definitely relate to because <laughs> I snore. And Matt goes up there and goes, you know what? I don't like sharing a room. I won't do it another night. And he bombs it on purpose so that he sleeps in the, sleeps in the laundry room. So he has a room to himself. <laughs> and the cast all look at each other. And then you have cutaways to confessionals where they're going, what do we do now? <laughs> Nobody. So they try and right away. In which like someone wins and then donates the, the master bedroom to Matt because they want Matt in the master bedroom because a they can make they they know where he is and yeah. they can all leave and have meetings about him and then come back to him yeah but yeah so like, he would keep doing everything that like you just, you, you just can't plan for everything and at the end when they do the reveal one of the writers of the show is the best friend character yeah and Matt was really upset because he thought that he had a genuine friendship oh, with this guy oh, and the guy went everything about me is real this is my name and this he said yes but you were not supposed you were you had to be my friend yeah because that's what the script called for yeah. that you wrote so tough, it's an it? interesting thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so um it, it was a really interesting premise and they did a second season it didn't work as well because the schmo figured it out the schmo never figured it out in the first season yeah yeah, yeah. so i think the schmo was a, the second season it was a romance one and the uh, uh kristen wig from Saturday Night Live and oh. Bridesmaids. She gets her start on season one of the Joe Schmo Show. Wow. She's, she plays Dr. Pat. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a psychotherapist and she makes Matt like explain with his feelings what's going on. <laughs> In the second season, there's a girl and a guy. So we have two Schmoes and it's a dating show and the girl figures it out. Uh, and so she like Truman shows the whole thing basically and goes, yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah. so they make her an offer. They go, or maybe she was the first one. So she figures it out and they go, okay, look, you got us. Want to be part of the cast? Wow. And she joins as a member of the cast and they bring some guy in and now she's in on it. I love that. There's only, there's only so much this can work though because once people start watching it and it becomes popular. Then you think, is this real? Like it actually does trigger a thought of yeah, this yeah. could all be a windup. Yeah. That's the because, thing with yeah. the traitors because the traitors was great as like, a very original show, but season two onwards, everyone's now seen the first season and go, oh, how can I do this and try and trick people in this way? And it kind of loses that. There's a difference between I'm going to position myself as a traitor and mm. going, am I on the Joe Schmo show? Yeah, Because yeah. they didn't call it the Joe Schmo show. They called it like, you know, lap of luxury, I think the first one was called. <laughs> and the second one was till death do us something, right? And so it was just these like, like, because there's a million bad reality shows out there, some of which probably don't even make air. True. So, interesting thought. Uh, as we go through, uh, unlike Truman, Matt Gould, this was the guy, could see the cameras, but all the other contestants were paid actors playing the part of various reality show stereotypes. Well, oh, the first girl who gets knocked off, she, like, she just she's leaving the show and she just goes for it. Wow. But like everybody in the cutaways is like, yeah, we think she kind of overdid it. Like <laughs> she's slamming the door and still screaming when she's outside getting in the limo. And they're like, yeah, I think you like, like that's not tenning. She went like, like a, she went to like a 15. <laughs> I'd reckon if you can find the Joe Schmo show, I would recommend it. It's a good watch. I had it on DVD back in Canada. Um, so we are declared there's always been this, uh, sorry. Well, Matt eventually got all the prizes in the rig contest. The show central running joke was in the same existential ballpark as the Truman show. Uh, the director, Peter Weir says, there's always been this question. Is the audience getting dumber or, or filmmakers patronizing them? Is this what they want or is this what we're giving them? But the public went to my film in large numbers, and that has to be encouraging. 
Uh, after a t- According to a 2008 New York Times article, psychologists in Britain and the U.S. reported the number of people experiencing, quote, Truman Syndrome or the Truman Show delusion, the belief that they are the unwitting star of their own reality TV show. Reportedly, many afflicted p- specific mentioned the film in therapy. More recently, on September 16, 2013, the detailed account of one Ohio student who suffered for years from the Truman Show delusion was documented in the New Yorker magazine article, Unreality Star, by Andrew Morantz. So the idea of people just are going to psychiatrists going, yeah, the Truman Show's real and it's happening to me. It's rubbish. It's, 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 all, it's, not, it's not rubbish if it's happening to you. It's not happening. How do you know? Because it's not. I've been scripted to say that it, that, that, that it is. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the end game now. That was not the voice of Kristoff. That was the voice of Dr. Strange saying, we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Um, boat. 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 Ooh. Lots of options for boat. Yeah. I'm on a boat. I wasn't a mother Well, I wasn't going to sing that because I thought it'd be cool if someone came up with that organically. Thank you, Ethan. God, and I fell into it. You did. (laughs) Had a ripple effect. It did, yeah. (laughs) All right. Boat. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the money, money, money. $60 million budget. What does it take home? Ethan. Oh, I'm thinking like maybe 220. And Liam. 350. Uh, Ethan Sheets, but he is closer. So $264 million. <laughs> oh, so about four times his budget. Uh, probably some people went, that's not Jim Carrey that I wanted. So they saw the commercials and went, that's not a Jim Carrey film. Yeah. I don't know what Ace Ventura was making, but yeah. Uh, Penny Marshall. Oh, that's, not, that's from last week. <laughs> Let's talk about the awards. Uh, it got three Academy Award nominations. Really? Didn't win any. I you want to say. You want to have a guess? Uh, screenplay? Uh, best original screenplay. 16 goes. Got it right. Wow. <laughs> well, right enough to get nominated. Not so original. Then. <laughs> Ooh, score, maybe? Nope. Nah, because I weren't original. Um, editing? No. Uh, costume? Sound. Nope. Mm. Think, be best actor. Think more best. on the on the, on the the talent side of it. Yeah. Oh, really? supporting Fred Harris. Best supporting actor, Fred Harris. Nice. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> villains are allowed to be nominated too wait does jim carrey get a nomination he jim, jim carrey does uh i don't think it's a nomination for this no okay i was gonna say because it's not like no not for not for academy award no uh, uh best director peter Weir. oh really oh okay. oh okay which i totally get i think See, i think i was trying to steer away from the you know the in, in, in the boat yeah uh it did get six golden globe nominations and wins uh three uh it wins best actor drama jim carrey okay it wins best supporting actor ed harris yeah and it wins best original score oh also nominated best picture drama best director best screenplay uh seven baftas nominated really? it wins three Best Direction, Best Original Screenplay, Best Production Design. Also nominated for Special Effects, Cinematography, and Supporting Actor, and Best Film. Okay. So nothing for Carrie there. As of 2020, Jim Carrey is the only actor, male or female, to win the Golden Globe for Best Actor in both the drama and comedy slash musical categories without being nominated for an Academy Award for that same role. Wow. Well, or any role. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's weird. He's won. He's won. Not nominated. He's won the golden globe for best drama actor and best comedy actor and has never received an academy award nomination for that didn't that tell you something 
could tell you the Golden Globes are wrong. Yeah. Or I could tell you the Academy Awards are wrong. Well, you'd think Academy. I didn't want to read it. Uh, I'm, I'm more inclined read. to go and see a Golden Globe winner than uh, an Academy Golden winner. Globes tend to be a little bit more... Like Madonna won a Golden bro. Globe, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. The year of Titanic won everything. Uh, she she won the Golden Globe for Evita, if memory serves. Okay, that's not and then, bad. And then, and then wasn't nominated for an Oscar, so it yeah, does happen. Yeah. Um, She's a good actress. I'd say this. If it was the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes mm. and not the Oscars, I might go, okay, the Oscars have a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the BAFTAs are a bit like the Oscars. They're, they're definitely more highbrow than Golden Globe. Yes, yes. I yes, don't, yes. yeah, like, I like Carrie's performance. I don't think it's, like, it's Oscar winning, though. I don't think it's Oscar winning. I don't think Neither. it's. I don't think it's Oscar. Wor- I, I'm, I'm not sitting here stumping for him to, to get a nomination. I'm not. No. But I am saying he's a hell of a lot better than I'd ever thought he was previously. Again, yeah, yeah I think this is a transition of uh, Kerry because um, you're seeing the old Jim Kerry yep. of the slapstick dumbness that he does, and now you're starting to see the actor coming out. It's it's like half and half. You see bits of, yep. I think this film rates better than some. I saw this and wished he'd done more of this ilk. Now I never saw yeah. the majestic. Me either. Uh, I didn't see the number twenty three, although I always wanted to. Yeah, me too. That's dark. I think. Uh, Eternal Sunshine's really good. Not seen uh, that. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind him in Batman. <laughs> I'm probably the one person who doesn't mind him in Batman and forever Robin. or Batman Forever. It's forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, as the Riddler. As the Riddler, because he's he's compartmentalized. He's not the lead. So I can deal with all Jim Carrey's shtick. Like, he's literally a cartoon villain. Perfect. And it works well for that. It works well for it that. Does. yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, apparently Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey oh, on yeah, the set. He did, yeah. Probably they're both trying to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones didn't have a clue what he was doing. No, Tommy Lee doesn't. Jones should have been Billy D. Williams. It should have been Billy D. Williams from the start. I still don't know why he didn't get to come back for that. I like Tommy Lee Jones, though. I'm a big Tommy Lee. Well, because Tommy Lee Jones had just turned into Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. The Fugitive was only like a year before that or something oh, like that. U.S. Marshals, yeah. U.S. Marshals came in. Yeah, that was also pretty good. Um, so there we go. Um, who would you cast as who? Ethan as Truman. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Um, you as... Uh... Well, the best mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Ian's, um, was it not Klaus? Christoph. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely Christoph. Yeah. I'd probably do a little bit more charismatic and a little less artsy, but I'd uh, yeah. I'd go for it. Yeah. Le- it- Liam's definitely, was it like Colin? Marlon. Marlon? Yeah. yeah. The guy six, with six pack. Le- six pack. Liam coming in with a six pack. It'd be cider, but yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't be golf clubs. <laughs> it'd be a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, who knows what it'd be. Yeah, I can't yeah. play golf. Yeah. So uh, there we go. All right. We said we'll do it. Let's do it. Muppet this movie. Uh, Truman is the only... Everyone else is the... I think that's the easiest way to go about it, isn't it? Yeah. Truman's a human... Also, I want to say... Although, isn't Truman... Like, like, isn't Kermit the easiest Truman? Yeah. True. Oh, then Christoph. So then then who is Kermit, then? Make him Christoph. Nah, Kermit's Truman... (laughs) Fozzie gets to be Marlon. Oh, that's not bad, actually. And Piggy, that means Kermit. Piggy gets to be Marlon. Um, Truman. Yeah. Um, he keeps telling him all these bad jokes the whole way through. I thought, what if you keep Laura Linney as 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 an act, uh, Meryl, yeah. as human, and then Piggy is Sylvia? 
thing is, so though, that you're naturally because we've been trained that Piggy and Kermit should be together. Yeah, but then you lose her at the end. You, you don't have her at the end. What do you mean? Well, Laura Lenny for it to work. Yeah, yeah, but you don't need to have her at the end. Well, the thing that's good about Christmas Carol is the fact that the the main guy in it is Michael Caine, who's there from the start yeah. to begin. Beginning, beginning to the end. I just think if, if, if she's human and the other two are Muppets, it, the audience instantly goes, yeah, they belong but, together. Yeah. But if they're no longer, when she goes, yeah, fine. they're all Muppets, that's a Muppet movie. That's not a... I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you could rewrite it and have her around a little bit longer. Maybe, yeah. Statler and Waldorf yeah. are both Kristoff. <laughs> I did think about that at one point. You're 100 percent right. Statler and Waldorf are up there. <laughs> He's on TV. He's got our ratings. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's it's just showing a blank screen. Well, we're doing it before. Well, are people watching? Record numbers. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. Like though. you can have one go, you know. You can that that line he does about, you know, <laughs> are we really going to kill him in front of a live audience? He was born in front of a live audience. <laughs> <laughs> he can die in front of one. Yeah. If Kermit's Truman, you get to have his little nephew be little Co- uh, and, little Truman at the beginning, and you can have all these jokes about how Kermit's afraid of the water. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's we good. we had him since he was a tadpole. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, you know, um, man, I'm a frog. Frog should be in the water. No, Kermit, not you. you Don't you remember what happened? It doesn't even make any sense. My father was a frog. He's a bicycle. Because Robin can play young Truman? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Kermit, your dad's back. I guess it was a shallow grave. Waka waka. <laughs> Gonzo could be Paul Giamatti. he's not done anything (laughs) (laughs) i thought i'd let the kid and the kid's rizzo (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks carrie for the idea it's fun um did this film have a villain problem no 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 because he was a villain wasn't he yeah he was Mm. what should this film been called i don't think you can do better than the Sherman show no man in the moon Because it's not his story, is it? It's the guy on the grounds. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, what is the story here? Oh. You can't contain the beast. It's search for truth, even if truth is ugly. Because that's what I mean. Part of the pitch that, that Christoph makes is you think the world out there is any easier? It's not. And in, in, in just abstractness, he's right. It's not. Hmm. Truman's got a guaranteed job. He's got a house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he has those things that many people on the outside are going to struggle with. He has you know, security. He lives, he has security, lives in the safest environment he'll ever live in. Yeah, but he's got mm. no... That's, that's, that's the question. Freedom. So truth versus freedom. So this is freedom versus security. This is the ultimate freedom. debate, right? And are you willing to have your privacy invaded to ensure your security? A big question. I mean, this is a, surprising this is a pre-9-11 movie because these are the kind of themes that got picked on huge after 9-11, yeah. right? And so I think you go with... They may take my face, but they'll never take my freedom. Oh. Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, so, um, you know me, I don't like to be contained. I, I, I can, I can hack it. No. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying, what, what is the story? I'm not asking you to agree with it. Um, a musical inspiration. Well, I think you've got to do Michael Jackson. 
I always feel like somebody's watching me. Man in the moon. When you said that, I was like, I know exactly what yeah. to do. Um, uh, when he's trying to decide between the two girls, you could do girls on film. Yeah. <laughs> girls on film. Um, my, when he's doing the, the magazines, my baby is a centerfold. Baby oh, is a Love some Jake Osman. Na 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 in cars what are you doing i have no idea it's a song called cars oh is it okay yeah by gary newman okay but he's in the car and he does round the roundabout doesn't he and he goes you know traffic jams and stuff i guess to steal ethan's thing from earlier i'm on a boat but it's not going anywhere I don't see any flippy floppies. No flippy floppies. <laughs> no flippy floppies. Uh, oh. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Uh, we are sailing. We are sailing through the storm. There's a U2 song about until the end of the world. Oh. Which he does get, he does get to, doesn't he? Yeah. Or um, R.E.M. It's the end of the world as we know it. How do you feel? I feel fine. There you are. <laughs> There's a great the o- whole world in his hands for uh, Christoph. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, there's a... Uh, do you know what I mean by Oasis? The, 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 the pre-chorus goes, I met my maker, I made him cry. <laughs> so you go with that. That's good. Um, let's move on to um, role of women. Um, the question comes down to how much agency does does Meryl have, or the actress who plays Meryl have in her own casting on the show? She doesn't. Well, does she choose to be there? I think in the beginning, yes, but. She's already said, like, go, crossing her fingers with getting married means she's already with somebody on the outside. So, Does it? well, why would you cross your fingers? Just because it's, it's not, a sham, just it's a it's, sham it, marriage. It's, it's, it's the tip off that the marriage isn't real. Doesn't matter. Mm. Like, why is it not real? Doesn't really matter. Just that this, that this one doesn't count. Yeah, but just because you're on a TV show, you don't cross your fingers you because you're on a you TV show. Do, well, that, exactly. That, that's the problem I have with it. Do you know what I mean? Because you couldn't do this and be married on the outside. You no, couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't. Because you're... But that's how at, I saw At it. the best, you're getting a month off, we find out. Yeah. Based on what Marlon says, right? So there's no way you're like, hey, baby, yeah, yeah I love you. I want to marry you. 11 months of the year, I'm going to be living and sleeping with this other guy. And he says to her, you know, you don't even love me. You don't even like me. You hate yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So why... Why shoehorn it when you could have had that other girl? What's her name? Sylvia. Sylvia. What light is not light if Sylvia be not there? <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a bit from Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> that's funny. Everybody's doing, everybody's auditioning for, uh, for, for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And they're all doing this bit by Christopher Marlowe. Is it that one? What light be not light if Sylvia be not? Or is that the good one? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think it's him. I think that's from Chris Marlowe. But anyway, yeah, he's just laying on the ground going, another one doing Kip Marlowe monologue. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you're Kristoff, I mean, you, you have to look everything through the lens of just Kristoff is power mad. 
Yeah, but he's why? so controlling. Well, literally, it's what he does. He's, he's controlled this but was he always like universe. That? Or did that just become? Well, we don't get any of his backstory, we which don't. is interesting. We, we only don't. get Truman's backstory. Yeah. It would have been interesting. We could have like undercover boss. <laughs> Paul Giamatti could be like, Christoph sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, today I saw a lot of interesting. You know, there's that SNL skit. Basically, like I'm, ri- I'm, 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 yeah. I'm ripping off the Kylo Red undercover yeah. boss sketch from SNL. <laughs> Trying to make some changes around here. <laughs> hey, you guys, have you seen Kylo Ren's lightsaber? <laughs> People say it's awesome. <laughs> I know who thinks I do. I care. <laughs> I saw Kylo Ren in the corridor. He asked me to give this to you. Sorry, I killed your son. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the undercover boss, uh, Kylo Ren SNL sketch, please look it up. It's fantastic. The second one's great, too. They're so good. Um, where are we at here, then? We've got... Uh, so, so Yeah, so we have that woman, and then we have uh, Sylvia. Yeah. Who's... And the mother... The mother, I mean... She's not really... It's hard because no no other character has agency by the very nature of the film. It's yeah. about two characters. One being Truman, one being Kristoff. Uh, and that's the only ones who matter. Yeah. Everybody else is facilitating these two forces. Yep. So, you know... I guess you could have cast Kristoff as, 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 as a woman. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't begrudge any of these characters for being supporting characters for, for, for 1997, 98. It's a, it's a, it's weird. I, I think it would be interesting. 100%. And today you might go with that. What would that have been like if you had like, I don't know, Glenn Close or because you, you had, could have had like oh, a, a mother figure amazing. because they've seen him born on, you know, on TV, yeah. and, and it's this female voice coming from from yeah. heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But I think with the parallel, I think with the parallels between God and and Christoph, and think about you know Christ off, like he's uh, not a like he's not a real, he's not like an antichrist kind of sort of figure. Wait, um, I saw it spelled out in a, in a thing because uh, I, I never okay. picked up on it when I first watched it. So as much as you, I'd like to take credit, oh, for okay, it, okay, I'm too dang honest. I can't go. Yeah, you didn't get that. I totally got that. <laughs> I, I miss the forest for the trees so much. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think there's that. I think it is that male kind of god. Especially that, that voice coming booming through, through through the clouds. It's very Simpsons. You know it what is, I mean? Yeah, oh, there's yeah, a, there's yeah. like a total like was it like toxic masculinity thing? It was like I have true control. Like this is my yeah. creation thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and I will. I watched him born. I will watch him die. Mm. Up it. I don't. You know, he's he's okay with it. Yeah. Mm. Um, where are we at here? Uh, best character. Best character. Ethan, go ahead. Start us off. Oh, Christoph. This. I. He's awful, but he's so compelling. Like, I listened to him speak, and that is a man who does not believe he's done a single thing wrong in his life, <laughs> and I love it. You're not wrong, uh, Liam. As much as I hate him, yeah, he's Christoph, really. He's the one who's the enigmatic one. He's the one that you're going, why are you doing this? Why is this? Why are you going? Why are you doing that? What you, you know, you question everything he does. Um, you don't question everything Truman does because he's fighting to break free. So, yeah, Christoph. I want to break free, my queen. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, I want to make it three for three on Kristoff. Honorable mention from, from Marlon, who I think is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a film without many, like, I'm trying to go through the characters. I'm like, oh, there's like four. Yeah. My only um, thing about Marlon is um, I genuinely believe that he, how much of a better story would that have been? He was a child. He's trapped there now. He wants out. Best way to expose it is to help him. 
Yeah, I don't think the movie had enough scope, I guess they thought, for two arcs. I think I might have liked to try to give it to them, but how much does that add to the runtime? It's a nice runtime. It's an hour and 40-something minutes. Yeah. If we we do that hypothetical TV show that I came up with, yeah, you you get your your arc there, and they love each other. Well, him and Marlon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, that's, that's your unrequited love right there. Marlon loves Truman. Truman's unaware. Yeah, because he's being because he's being because Sea Haven's a heteronormative thing. Yeah, because obviously, what's it trying to promote? It's trying to promote like the most traditional traditional values. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, okay. But back to my thing. I like I like Kristoff. I think it's all about the, f- the 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 two opposing forces. One desperate to break free. One desperate to hold him contained. Yeah. And he says, "Hey, if Truman really wants to get out, I wouldn't stand in his way." Well, a BS on that because yeah, you sure as heck tried. do. But that's why the corruption of these ideals. You know what? He's lauded. You know, he is God. He comes from overseeing the planet to sit down for that first interview. Yeah. And it, it's it's yeah. He is, and he's he's only singularly named. He's just Kristoff. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, so uh, I like that. Um, best moment or element, Ethan? The music, the score in this is really good. Like it when it picks up, especially near, near the end, like that final twenty minutes, it, that score just like keeps going, and it really builds the tension in the best way. Liam, probably more the heartfelt bits. You know, like with Marlon when he's he's, he's saying, you know, would I lie to you? You know, and stuff like that, because you can see the you can see in his face that um, he hated lying to him, which is why I thought the story would go somewhere else. I think it was going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. they didn't really sort of touch on that after that. I but, get, I guess they want us to go, but everybody in the in the in the Sea Haven has to be a villain. Yeah, because otherwise it gets a little bit too nuanced if you have people having redemptive arcs inside of it. Hmm. I don't know. I like the, I like the tender moments. Um, mine's going to go to I like the, the tonal shift of, at the start of Act Three, really, where they go and they go. You know, eighteen billion people—that's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> How many people it was watched him be born, and we start to see a lot more of the outside world and a mm. lot more of Christoph's world, and not near. And they have the interview, and that's just a nice turning point because at that point. I think he probably told me as much as you had to do about Sea Haven, and now it's let, 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 let's bring up the villain now a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. There's no more you can see. So There's no more because the they've same got with Truman. He, he's seen enough. Yeah, they just went to that place where he had like the whole nuclear thing. Like we need to, and we need some time away from it because we're like, what's his next step? Like if we uh, jump into something right now, yeah, it's it's just too much. Yeah, so it needed to come down a bit. So I really like that. Uh, let's do a grumble, a grumble, Ethan. Uh the like the inconsistencies are a bit little bit silly but like i don't know like just the the actor side how it works because of how like it is essentially just three days where everything suddenly goes wrong and i get it's 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 like you need that for your narrative like i get that it's fine it's just it's like a tiny little gripe i have liam that's not my tiny gripe that's my big gripe the fact that there's things falling out of the skies, lights falling out of the skies, you know, traffic jams holding him up. He's trying to get out. You know, all these things are happening and uh, all in such a short time. And you're like, well, no. Why would there be a nuclear explosion going on and a leak or something? You know, it's not something that happens every day. Why is it happening now? Well, that's, all the, these- that's the point. It's just one more thing to get him turned around, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. But I mean... The shower, you know, being mm-hmm. on the beach. It's an isolated thing. Why would you make it isolated? See, Why? that, see that I'm, I'm with you on, because that's a mistake they've made as far as execution. 
Yeah. As far to everything getting bunched up where it's like, yeah, they have to stop him. for The radio. When he's yep. listening to himself, you know, oh, he's now turning right down here. He's now yep. doing this. It's, it's not glitched ever, but now it glitches the day after. It's just it's odd. Yeah. It's just it's odd. Uh, mine's going to be, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's the young lady who plays Sylvia. Um, she's not very good. And it's a shame because I really want to like her. The minute she starts speaking, I'm like, oh, there's a reason they didn't give you a spoken part in this. In, shame, in the though, in the in the Truman Show inside the, inside the movie, um, she's not believable, and she yells, she tends. I'm like, who else did not get this part that you got this part? She's not abhorrent. Like I don't think I'm gonna remember her in the resties and go because she wasn't big enough to be that big of an issue. Mm. You know what I mean? She's very attractive. Though. She's not Michelle Pfeiffering. You know the third act of Orient Express. <laughs> bad. Hey. Calm down on the five. atrocious in that. <laughs> I love that. I'm one. trying to remember who it was in in Glass Onion who I was like, "You're terrible." Oh, it was. I was um, surprisingly. What's her name? Yeah. Oh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Catherine yeah. Hahn. That scene in the yeah, swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to isolate that at the end of the year. That's horrendous. <laughs> Halfway point. I'll tell you who my favorite for worst supporting actress is. That was mm. atrocious, and something I would not have thought of. Catherine Hahn. No, no, you're not mm. wrong. So there we go. Yep um so there's that uh anybody's best role ever who it's 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 this is me for jim carrey for now until i watch something else well, that's kind of most of the things we do no i mean like you know for one of his more dramatic roles this is uh, we, i haven't really much yeah i've not seen the majestic did you say Yep, I'm assuming that's not a comedy role. It was. I mean, that was that was. I'd like my Oscar, please. That's what. The, that's oh, what. That's okay. what the majestic that's, that's was. What I felt I'm, it was, I'm yeah. torn between this and Eternal Sunshine. Uh, they're, but they're so either. like that is like a constant. Eternal. It's such a. It's a constant performance. But this, the is way it shifts, he shifts in this is yeah. really impressive. I guess. Would I say he's got a better acting performance? I think he does in Eternal Sunshine. Mm. The Truman Show, I mean, it's it's literally <laughs> both in story and out of story. It's literally his movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, it's, it's all on his back. It's all on his back. Like Ed Harris is a lot, but it's all on his back. Whereas Eternal Sunshine, it's quite the um, ensemble. Heavily featuring Carrie and Winslet as the two big leads, but I think so. It's it's one A and one B to me, but I would lead Mm. Truman. But I I hear you. It's weird. I'm saying not his best acting performance, but this is his best role. I think his best role was when he played Andy Kaufman in Man in the Moon. I haven't seen it. It's good. If you believe, (laughs) I'm I'm I I was gonna I was gonna say man, I'm just iffy because I'm like at a point he's just doing like an impression. Yes. So I'm I'm like comparing it to like how he does in Truman and Eternal Sunshine, but it, it's on a different level for me. I haven't seen Eternal Sunshine in a long time. I really liked it. I really liked him in it. Probably part of it's the fact that I'm guilty of it sometimes. But this, I, I think the movie ends on a really good note. I think it's 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 a powerful ending. I think it's an uplifting mm-hmm. ending. I think it's an ending that leaves lots of possibilities, but I'm rooting with them for it, which isn't the story of Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine's about a couple who break up, oh, okay. and there's, there's a technology in place where you can basically, like when you remove like, the photos of someone from, from your Facebook account, mm-hmm. do that with, with the memories in your head. Wow. And you can forget knowing them. I don't and know get, if I'd want and that. Get, that's, that's, there's the kind of moral crux of the story. Yeah. Do we learn from this? Well, you know, is having those memories a good thing because it teaches you how to be a better person next time? 
Yeah. Yeah. So all those things. So I think it's a very, so it's a very grounded kind of indie feel film, which has some amazing visual effects to back it up. The ending stayed with me for such a long time. Because as he goes through, then as he's, he's sort of put unconscious and he relives all his memories as they're being erased. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get all their backstory. Wow. So it's a really interesting movie. Sounds good. We will do it at some point without question. Mm. So uh, there we go. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, oh, it's this time here. I think it's this button. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. What we got? I'm going to go through this as quick as I can. So we've got Jim Carrey. Ooh. This is what, what, 98? Only a bit rolling. Did you say? Did you say yeah, 98. 98. Yeah. Um, 36. A bit younger, I think. 33. Oh, that goes to Ian, because he's 35. Oh, 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 oh a bit oh, younger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then next we have Ed Harris. Oh, Ed. 48. 51. He is 47. So oh, wow. Tw- <laughs> wow. So there's, there's only like 12 years 12. between them. Yeah. Wow. That is, a, that is a crazy 12-year-old to get my, my, my wow was almost like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's famous. Uh, next we have Laura Linney. Do I still have that? <laughs> that was. <laughs> That's funny. Laura Linney. Uh, Laura okay. Linney. Um, uh, oh, she's hard to age. She is. I think she's younger, though. I think she's. I'm going to go 31. Ooh, I'm going to get a bit younger. 28. 33. Oh, wow. Wow. An Ian point. Then we she have Noah Emmerich, the buddy. Got some beers, Truman. Colts and Bears. Uh, I'm going to say 38. I don't want to overage him because he's he's really old on the Americans, but the Americans is, is probably a decade after this. Is it 38? I'm saying 38. I'm going to go 37. Cool. You get it just by that because he's 32? Wow! Oh, my God. That's insane. I know he looks younger in this. Wow. Poor guy. Poor, poor guy. And then finally we have Natasha McElhone, uh Sylvia. Sylvia. What light is there if Sylvia be not there? Hmm. I'm going to go 27. I'm going to go 25. He is 28. That is Ian. Oh, well done. Oh, you had a really good round. Yeah. Take that. Jeez. She couldn't have been no more than 30. I was just like, no, nah. she was young. She was young. She yeah. was young. Which probably is designed to also help us want to see him with her. Yeah. I'll tell you what was not convincing, watching them as high schoolers at that dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all look like a bunch of people in your, in your late 30s. <laughs> he has the dumb and dumber hair in that scene for some reason. Who does? Jim Carrey? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like that weird bowl cut. All right, let's then take a look at the critics. The good, the bad, and the ebs. Ethan, where are we going with this? So, first we have Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, and he says, The Truman Show finds a near-miraculous balance of humor and feeling in the keen intelligence of the script by Andrew Nicole and the prodigal inventiveness of Dead Poet Society's director Peter Ware at his very best and gives it four out of five. 
Cool. Uh, then mm. Keith Phipps from the AV Club says, Where keeps this fairly entertaining and is admirable, uh, is admirably not afraid to veer uh, more toward drama than comedy, but his film, like the world it portrays, is all surface, two out of five. Hmm. And then Roger Ebert. Ebs. <laughs> the underlying ideas made the film more than just entertainment. Like Gattaca, the previous film written by Nicole, it brings focus. Uh, it brings into focus the new values that technology is forcing on humanity. Four out of four. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a note here that says that Gene Sisko and Roger Ebert reviewed the film on Sisko and Ebert, uh, which someone in the Patreon uh, group chat just threw like a, a playlist of like a hundred episodes. Yeah, I, it, they've been interesting watches. Yeah, it's, it's great to see what they the, think of the in real Siskel time. Sisko and Ebert, a free willy review is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Ebert's so, he's younger than me in some of these ones. And I'm like, wow. wow. Um, they not only gave the, th- the film two thumbs up, but gave an on-air apology to Jim Carrey for saying he would never have a career when they panned Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Wow. Oh, okay. So there we go. I like Ace Ventura. Um, <laughs> this is a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, really? 8.2 on the IMDb, so it more than qualifies on both wow. standards. Um, so there we go there. Uh, our critics, our critics, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, and asked... Uh, what do we think about this? And so uh, I said, usual, is it a great film, good film, okay film, or a poor film? For the first time, I think in the history of the BFE, 0% gave it a poor film rating. Wow. Not one person went. So that would be George's spot, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, 68% call it a great film. 26% call it a good film. You add those up, 94% of people gave it a good or higher rating. Wow. Yeah. Uh, only 6% called it okay. Uh, so then I'm looking to see if I have uh, notes on this. Oh, I do. So we, a very late push for the Patreon uh, to get their thoughts in. Uh, first thought are Andy Dixon. Hey, Andy. Should I read it in a Scottish accent? <laughs> Go for it. Andy, I apologize in advance. It's oh, no. strange to think when the film was released that it would be seen as futuristic, when in fact in 2023 there are channels dedicated to reality television. Surprisingly, the Truman concept is the only one that's not actually been tried out. The film itself is probably Carrie's best role. Yeah, I agree with you on that there, buddy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. We might, have, we, we might have different accents, but we're speaking <laughs> the same language. <laughs> <laughs> He isn't too slapstick like The Mask or Ace Ventura. Uh, I've gone a little Irish here. Seen <laughs> <laughs> at the end when he talks to Ed Harris as if Harris's God is great. Although I think we've, uh, I feel we truly missed out on the gritty sequel where Truman can't cope with the outside world. I agree. And we have his writing there. Uh, and then uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. I won't do an English accent because if you thought my Scottish was bad, the English is worse. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame that George is not on this week. I'm desperate to know what she hates so much about the film. I'll tell you what. Next week, we will give Georgia two minutes to just uh, yeah. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Uh, someone remind me of that. Personally, I think it's such a clever film. The whole premise is portrayed in such an original way. It's a real commentary on the reality TV genre and the highs and lows thereof. You can't help but like Truman. As the story progresses, you realize he's working it out and 
working it out and root for him to escape. The story of Truman collected the magazine clippings is also clever, and the picture he creates actually looks like Natasha McElhone. Yeah, I agree. The picture does look like the actress. I have another thing about that, though. I think they took multiple pictures of her and then tore them up. From from different perspectives. (laughs) Yeah. The supporting cast are all brilliant. I love Laura Linney, and Ed Harris is just the right shade of evil. The climax of the film is so cathartic and a real feel-good movement. I have seen the Truman Show multiple times and regularly reference it in my daily life. If traffic suddenly gets uh, busy out of nowhere, I'll say, it's at the Truman Show. Maybe I'm the only one. And gives his rating. I've got... Ooh, do I have one more here? Oh, I've got one, but there's no name attached. Oh, there's one. Nate the Great. The Truman Show is such a triumph for Jim Carrey, as far as I'm concerned. He had his funny shtick and all that, but he showed he can be serious and show emotion, and it really came through. The movie made me smile, laugh, and even cry. What a joyful and satisfying ending. All right, there we go. So uh, there is that. So all that's left for us to do now, I say that a lot about, and it's not all that's left for us to do. There's many things we have to do still. Um, to go <laughs> oh, I've got the Fledgling Fandom to go ahead and shout out as well here. Fledgling Fandom, where are they at? Uh, back to here, we've got quite a few. Uh, I'll read through this. But Derek Duvall show, say, prophetic film. Prophetic, not pathetic. One of the best <laughs> films of the 90s. Predated reality TV. Jen Nixon says, the ending is fantastic. I literally cheered with the fictional audience. Stu from Stu World Order just says, great. Um, Carlo says, oh, I have some thoughts about this one. I'm going to need some time to properly write them, but I'll start with this one I wrote 10 years ago. I will quote tweet this and say, Carlo's... Uh, Truman Show thoughts in full in full and then colon and then retweet there we are buddy so I got you out there uh, Scriptical as uh, David says although there's some holes in the reality uh, the story is interesting and original it has been copied since from multiple spins you could argue the Matrix uses a similar idea just a little different in its approach to what happens when the character finds out yeah it's not a bad way to look at it very mm. very different tone Ed from the film effects says another one I haven't watched since the 90s but I remember really loving it which I when I rented it on my VHS like with Big which I watched this week after I listened to a really good episode on it review to follow I'll have to rectify that this week and share my opinion Uh, thanks Ed Um, your next favorite movie says uh, this is Josh for all the carry talk we've had this week I've never actually seen this one probably need to rectify that soon and something else we're going to rectify soon is best month ever three oh you want to say boogaloo then I almost did <laughs> best month with a vengeance or whatever it is that we're yeah, calling it this yeah, year vengeance, yeah yeah it'll be great so looking forward to that thank you josh we're very excited about coming on i haven't picked my mind for my film yet i need to do it oh i so. still need to i i've got like four that i don't know anymore uh pedestrian at best said i went to a philip glass seminar years ago and i've said he said it had originally a much darker original ending i think it was a bold move for carrie in its time now it's been eclipsed by eternal sunshine in his serious works so there you go ethan you got some friends there Bigger movie pods say, bloody amazing, all in caps, film. <laughs> First time I watched it, I instantly fell in love with it. At the time, the twist blew me away. Love you all. Hey, thanks a lot there, Matt. Yeah, Appreciate that. Lestat says, hey, I love this film. Fond memories of putting the VHS in and expecting an outright comedy like Jim's previous movies and being pleasantly surprised with what I got. Calf Seps back for us again. Thanks a lot for chipping in one more time. Says, I love this film. Jim Carrey's best performance. Hey, another one with me there. Uh, I might put up like a best, what's his best performance out of the serious work and see what people do. 
Uh, Shy Burgerfreund says, good film. I watched the first couple of times, and I, uh, I enjoyed it the first couple of times I watched it. You can see Carrie's a talented, dramatic actor, not just a comedian. Great cast as well. Kind of didn't age that well for me. I have many questions about how the Truman world, how was the Truman world possible, especially his marriage. Hey, his marriage, everybody's marriage. Everybody's, everything. That couple across the street, I hope that's a real couple, and I hope that's their kid. Yeah. You hope. So I don't feel it was. Hey, if you say, hey, all you got to do is act in this show. We'll give you a house, and we'll give you food for free. Yeah. Probably going for it. Mm. as long as i can retire there as well really but then was any of it real it's it's such an interesting movie look at this (laughs) so there we are if you like this film or episode you will like uh you like ed harris as a villain try the rock yeah he's great in that um but he there was something about his villainness in that that you could see that there was a bit more humanity there We've had a few comparisons to other movies. Someone said The Matrix. I think it was David. Uh, I said, Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, we haven't done an episode on Don't Worry, Darling. Well, we did a series skip it. So go listen to that if you want, if you've seen it. Uh, outside of that, we've done one in The Matrix. Um, so there's other imaginations kind of like this. Do not go see Ed TV. What's that? Ed TV is a Matthew McConaughey thing where he knows he's being filmed 24 hours a day. Oh, okay. So it's a reality show all about him, but he's in the real world. Uh, it's rough. Is it? It's real rough. Jeez. McConaughey in the lead. I went and saw it. It's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You know, when you see a movie, you're like, oh, this isn't very good. Who was the other one? Um, 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 oh, she played Dharma in Dharma and Greg. Jenna Elfman. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, not, not a great film. Do not go see that. Uh, it's probably the version of EdTV is to this what The Illusionist is to The Prestige. Oh, okay. People would say, oh, I saw it. didn't like it. I'm like, you watched EdTV. <laughs> Uh, time for our ratings. Our ratings. Let's start with. Let's start with a low one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Liam. So let's go ahead and do that one first. Well, I do like this film, and the first time I ever. I've only seen it twice uh, years ago, and uh, this week. And um, I remember the first time I watched it, I thought, actually, you know, this is this is a good movie. But I think again, it was the expecting Jim Carrey to be Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura. Sure. And you get something different, and I went, "Oh, actually, he can act." Yeah, and um, and I and I liked it. Uh, second watch, I kept seeing like, yeah, maybe it's the podcast. Maybe it's the way I see films these days. <laughs> I find it. I, I see plot. You don't holes, get really positive about things too often no, as much anymore. No, um, I didn't like the way everything. All like I said in my grumble, how. You know the the rain shower, the the radio, and all that all happens all in one go rather than over a period of time. And like him, I just want to escape. I want to I want to break through that that wall and see the world. Um, you know what this is? This is you as Truman again, though. Yeah, I struggle with keep being, going. I'm, I'm, I'm I, sort I, of, I just I just sort of I just sort of twigged onto it. I struggle with being contained. I don't like to be caged. I don't like to be, and I and I really feel for him in this. Uh, and I'm rooting for him. So when I see, um, which, why well, don't I get Harris? Because he's trying to keep him there. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, God damn you. I love you as an actor, but God damn, I hate you as Christoph. Um, saying all that, I'm not going to give it as bad as you think, because I still like it on a, on a. I have no idea where you're going on this. Well, I'm not going to be tenning it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no way i'm not going to be that um what's her name sylvie <laughs> uh this is not as good as back to the future for me 
Yeah, there we are. Benchmark. But it's going to be a strong eight boat rides out of ten. Yeah, if you can see Ethan's face, I agree with that. I did not see that coming at all. I thought you were going... I, I think I, I put my fingers up for seven. Oh, did you? I had six yeah. in my head, and then oh, when he wow. went, it's not going to be. So I think that's probably where I might have had you. But yeah, wow. Was this, okay. Well, no, because I saw this film um, uh, in such two different ways. You yeah. know, the first time I saw it, I really loved it the first time I saw it. I think when you when you see something again the second time, and you don't, and, and over a period of time, and you don't have that same love for it you had the first time, I went that same person the first time I watched it. Nope. I'm a different person now to when I watched it then. So you have to remember um, how you're feeling. Goonies is always a perfect example. Adults who watch Goonies for the first time hate it. People from kids who's watched it still have that nostalgic feel about things. So I... Oh, if we ever do the Goonies, you're going to fall out so hard. I know it's not such a great movie, but it's a fun movie and I love it. So, yeah, you see things differently, but this is still a strong movie. Still a strong movie, so yeah. Thank you very much, Ethan. I I really like this film. Like th- this film, I I w- I would love to see some. Like I've, I've said, I'd love to see a Westworld thing. I'd love to write about this. It's just so fascinating. Uh, I think all the the main performances are stellar, and uh, Sylvia. Also, uh, the the score is great. The writing is so clever and so well done and i really appreciate the world building as well for this it just every little detail works so well and i find myself enthralled by it no matter how many times i see it uh i i, I can acknowledge like the the issues uh, and i play into them i like to play in i play into it because th- this show is so stupid and it's silly and uh it, it is like it is sort of not cartoonified but like it is over dramatized about how often these mistakes would happen. I get it, it's just for the film, so I kind of ignore that. So all that, I am going nine children that were completely forgotten about after Truman appeared out of ten. Wow. I don't think they like, threw them in a dumpster or anything like that. They said they were unwanted pregnancies, so I'm just I'm sure I, they're I'm assuming they just by... went to, yeah, to like an orphanage or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. I really didn't think this film was going to get into the nines and the. How did you not? No. Mm. Wow. <laughs> We're all surprised around this podcast today. <laughs> uh, my go. Uh, I will say um, it's interesting. We've kind of had like a multi-week arc. We don't usually have stuff like that too often. Uh, it's kind of just looking at Jim Carrey and going, "What? What is he?" And I started asking myself, "Am I wrong about Jim Carrey? Am I right about Jim Carrey?" And I don't know. I guess what I've seen is that performers are at, are, are multi. Oh, look at that! I got an email. Uh, what I've learned is that performers are multifaceted, and when performers are multifaceted, um, you look at Jim Carrey and you okay, you, you have the talent to pull this off. I guess my issue is that he chooses not to so mm. often and, cho- and chooses to go other places uh i really like this now the first time i was blown away going jim carrey's a fantastic actor i remember when i when i was the first and and then you look at it and you go why is there more of it and then you look back and you go actually there's some of the rough edges still there there's still some of that jim carrey buffoony and i i I don't refer to him as a person i mean the 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 sort of caricature he presents himself as yes uh my dropbox is full um so there's that side of it, and I don't want this to be, this 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 rating to become 
an arbitration on is this all about Jim? You know, how do I rate Jim Carrey as a great actor or not great actor? I think Jim Carrey is very, very good in this, mm-hmm. while still showing some of those things. But Peter Weir, you know, he got a couple nominations. Like the guy took Jim Carrey. There's a reason why he's been nominated for for like the Oscar, and he was nominated for. I think he won a, a BAFTA or something like that. Yeah, because he took Jim Carrey. Yep, and he made him into a serious actor. Yep, and I I wonder if maybe we should be giving Peter Weir more credit than we are. Based on that. He saw something we didn't. He saw something that we didn't. So I'm going to give this nine. Wow. Do you believe there is a man in the moon? A man in the moon <laughs> out of ten. Nice. <laughs> Clever. Thank you. <laughs> I should have gone with that. I was I? going somewhere else at first. And then I, I was talking. It just hit me. I went, oh, that's right. I can do that. Because there is a man in the moon. So there we are. And he also played the man in the moon. Yes, he did. I was I was sort of linking but back to your love clever, of, of yeah. that film. Yeah, I thought, well, you know, every now and then I get one right. Um, so the uh, Patreon vote, if you even it out, is an, is an eight. Oh, okay. So you once again are the voice of the people. Our highest vote was Nate with a nine. So Nate's mm-hmm. hanging out with Ethan and I on mm-hmm. Nine Island. What was our lowest? Seven. So seven. we had a seven, we had an eight, we had a nine. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, really quite decent. So it brings, when we put uh, all the uh, ingredients, the pasta sauce comes out as an 8.5, which might be, he said, it's not our highest of the year. It's damn close. Our highest is there will be blood. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and then just underneath that is, Tr- is Truman Show. Although I gave Truman Show a higher grade. Uh, Liam gave Truman Show a higher grade. Did, yeah. Ethan gave Truman Show a lower grade. The Patreon gave Truman Show a lower grade. Okay. So that's kind of where we sit. Yeah, so yeah. there we are there. So all that's left to do this time, it is pretty much for real. Uh, second last thing to do, I guess, is uh, we well, we want to thank our uh, our Patreon backers one more time. We want to thank Julene, Hermes, James de Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle? Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeepmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Cheesy, with a fish on a bike, Ryan, the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets, and Canadian Chris Dykstra. Thanks a lot, folks. If you want to know how you can, if, if you like what you've listened to and like how can I help support the pod, tell someone about it, tell a friend. You know, that's always some good times. And if you're like, how can I make sure that this stays on there? If you find value in it, we're always humble by people who say what they do. But if that's something you would like to do, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash BFE. You can get them for as little as three pounds a month British, which is uh, about five US dollars. Uh, and it just ensures that uh, we're able to pay our hosting fees and we're able to uh, keep the lights on, keep the lights on the studio <laughs> of awesomeness. Uh, the next upgrade is going to be uh, a new microphone for for Ethan, I think. So. Yeah, I think so. There's that. So, uh, not this, you know, our quality is pretty good, but we can, you know, if we can up it, then that would be great. And yeah. then, then we'd all have kind of the kit that we've sort of all imagined so what else can we do what else can we do i'll probably upgrade these headphones actually oh yeah yeah because after after having george's like these are just plasticky garbage (laughs) but uh but the sound quality is good so i'm not i'm not super whatever about it but that would be the next thing but it's um it's it's humbling when someone says i i I find value in it it helps us keep it coming and it's just it's just really encouraging as well it really is yeah it really is so uh thank you very much uh now what we're doing next week Ooh, it's funny i'm gonna reference two other episodes right now the first ones that we did a middle episode of a trilogy just a few weeks ago two towers and sometimes it can feel like a little bit of a walk in the two towers and it's interesting Mm -hmm. because i also shared a story about going to new york last week we did big you did the empire state building yeah oh 
I believe we promised we would do the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan trilogy this year. Uh, the middle one of that takes place up the Empire State Building. So, you know, uh, how does the old uh, <laughs> uh, oh, what's his? Oh, it's gonna bug me. I can't remember his name. Uh, but talking about making someone happy, just make that one someone happy. Uh, we're doing Sleepless in Seattle. Brilliant. I love that movie. It's interesting. The one I'm most negative on of the three. Because it's the most hard. It's just the most straight romance of the three. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, um, you got mail is my favorite. I think I think it's my favorite right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to watch all three of these in a year to see kind of where I sit. But this is very much. I find Joe versus the volcano the most interesting. Oof. I think you've got males the best. Yes. I think Sleepers in Seattle is the one everybody else rates really highly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. They, they don't make you've got mail if, if Sleepers in Seattle is not massive. No, true. no. Yeah. So th- there's that. Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Tom Hanks' wife is in this. Yeah, Rhea. I think, Albert, I think Albert Brooks is in this. Oh, I like Albert Brooks. Cool. Is, he, is Albert Brooks? Might not be Albert Brooks. I, so someone, someone, no, no, it's not. Is it Rob Reiner? Someone plays Rita's husband. A friend of his. We've also got... Maybe. Yeah. I haven't seen it for such a long while. I believe it's Bill Pullman, and this time I do believe it's Bill Pullman, Hermes. <laughs> not Paxton. Paxton's Apollo 13, Pullman's Independence Day, right? Yes. Pullman, I believe, is in this movie as well, uh, on uh, Matt McRyan's side of the narrative. So, lots of good stuff out there. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I am right. So, there we go. So, please join us next week. We hope anyway, <laughs> as we talk about Sleepless in Seattle. Sorry if the three of us went on for so long. We don't have yeah. a leg to stand on no, when Megan gets back, no, but we won't tell her about this. <laughs> <laughs> she can listen. So please join us next week when we head up. Oh, child actors who I hate. Get ready for next week. Yeah. yeah. This kid and the kid from the Santa Claus are pretty much my two. Hey. Oh, I hate both those kids. Hang on. Which Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. Oh, the Tim no. Allen Santa Claus. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Dad, remember. <laughs> I've never seen it. See, oh, have you not? No. Atrocious. I no, I don't mind the kid from Santa Claus the movie. Oh, that's okay then. Good Joe, just say yo. 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 <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that one year, but I have a feeling we're going to watch that and go, this is not a good movie. Oh, but it's got a special memory. That's fine. It can be special memories. <laughs> I can still like it and give it a bad grade. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. So please join us next week. We're headed up the Empire State Building with Jonah to see if Meg Ryan's at the top in Sleepless in Seattle. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. And hey, this might seem a bit cheap and easy. This might be a bit cliche, but sometimes things are easy and they're cliche for a reason because they're a classic. Thanks for spending time with the BFE, and in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We'll catch you on the flippity-flap. The flippity-flip-flap. For best film ever, I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. And this might be cliche, this might be easy, but things are cliche and easy for a reason. Good afternoon, and in case we don't... I buggered it up. you did! (sighs) Take two. Uh, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. Hey, this might be cliche...
Take three. Funny, I haven't had one of these in a while. <laughs> I'm going to end up here. We're going to hear this at like the start of 2024. We even had a coda. <laughs> like we, we even had a post credit oh, beep in forever. We haven't, have we? No. So you did that. We're pr- we're pr- no. <laughs> I was, I was, trust me. I got enough content to harvest. I don't need to add anything else. <laughs> Let's try it again. Oh, that's funny. What else is on? Yeah, let's do what else. Where's the TV guy?